There's something Easy. missing. Come on. No, season 10 was the best. Dude. Here we go. We're going live. We're going live. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. All right, welcome to Fight Companion. If you never uh, heard one of these podcasts before, this is uh, not a normal podcast, but sometimes it becomes a normal podcast, so take a chance, bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brendan Schaub's in the motherfucking house. What up? And my brother, Eddie Bravo. Eddie Bra, of course. Uh, and uh, we're watching the fights. This is Fight Night Live from Japan. It's um, Josh Barnett versus Big Country, Roy Nelson. That's the main event. Uriah Hall versus Musasi. That's a fight I really want to see. That's tonight, too. That's a big fucking fight. That's a juicy one. For, like for one. Uriah, it's a big one, huh? It's a huge one for Uriah. And it's a big chance for Musasi. Musasi has to take a chance. Yeah. Musasi's given him a shot, for yes, sure. Yes, he's given him a shot. I think if the, the Uriah Hall shows up, that's Uriah Hall's best moments inside the octagon. Like, Uriah Hall, I think when he's sharp, is like one of the fastest fucking 185 pounders in the world. He's a monster. He's so fast. Athletic. You know what? One thing, one of the, the most, to me, the biggest curiosities about that dude is when he broke his foot. Fucked it up real bad. Like, you could look down in between rounds. We were looking at his toe. His toe was jacked. Mm -hmm. The bone was sticking out of it. Hobbles back to his corner. Then the bell starts the next round. He's throwing kicks with it. He's throwing kicks with it, and he's moving around like he doesn't feel a fucking thing. And then as soon as the round's over, I mean, that t he's wobbling. He'd be barely walking at the end of the fight. That takes some serious mental toughness. For sure, which is Uriah's biggest knock, right? His mental toughness. Exactly. And I, I, think, I trained with the guy for a year. What do you think? He's a, f Athletically, he's the biggest freak. He's his own worst enemy. If the Uriah Hall... <laughs> Shows up with the right mind frame, yeah, man. He's he's one of the best in the world. Wow. That's a big fucking if. And guess what? Musasi has fought guys just like Uriah Hall. Mm -hmm. He's beat OSP. He's mm -hmm. beat Hector Lombard back in the well, day. Hold on, hold he's on. fought big think, explosive guys. I think OSP has mad potential. Don't get me wrong. And I think he gets better every time he fights. Like the Shogun knockout was a big fucking deal. I was super shocked by that. The Pat Cummins knockout, I was like, whoa. OSP is getting better every single time we see him. But, like, it, when it comes to the execution of techniques, there's some shit that Uriah Hall can do that OSP can't quite do. I did see, but like those wheel but kicks OSP and pulls shit it like off that. against world class competition. Uriah you're Hall right. hasn't beat anybody. You're right. No, you're 100% right. He's beating these right. kind of C level guys. You're 100% right. And th that was my, my kind of original point was that Uriah Hall, like, his movement inside the octagon, like, when he's sharp as he can be. He can do some freaky shit. 100%. He can, you see the Ron Stallings fight when he hit yes. Ron Stallings with that right hand? Insane. Dude, that right hand's a goddamn laser Insane, beam. Insane, yeah. Bang! Matrix shit. Matrix shit, yes. right? It's just a matter of stringing together those moments when it's crucial. And OSP has definitely been able to do that more than him. Yes. 100%. 100%. But when it comes to like those spectacular movements that Uriah Hall does, when I see OSP, I see a super strong, really tough guy who obviously works real hard and is better every time you see him fight, right? Like those fucking power left kicks he throws. He's a crazy from the athlete. Left side. Crazy athlete. Yeah. And he's, he's got total world championship potential. If that guy keeps accelerating at the pace he's at now, yeah. you could see OSP at a world championship level in a year, maybe even two years. True. 100%. What Uriah Hall does, he does that every now and then. You get these bursts of that next level shit. You get these bursts of that Ron Stallings right hand, the wheel kick that he knocked that kid out on tough. And again, he's not fighting this, the highest level of competition when he's pulling these techniques off, but they're there. 
they're there. They're there, but not, but he, he just hasn't done it, like right. you said, against a high-level guy. Now, when he starts pulling that shit, like, if he pulls right. that shit off tonight against Musasi, like, he's, Musasi's kind of seen this, man. Right. He's beat Jacare. Like, right. he's beat some good, good dudes. He certainly has. He's he certainly fucking, has. I, and with Musasi, he just, ha- I don't know what it mm-hmm. is. He's just fucking good. I'll take Musasi. His, his mind. Bro, is, is <laughs> he guys already? Bro, isn't Uriah Hall a 10th Planet guy? <laughs> not Uriah Hall. He's no, not? No, OSP. No. OSP is. OSP oh, is. I'll that's, take that's Musasi. Right. That's right. You know what? We already twister. got a double yeah, or nothing. Right. I owe him a yeah. thousand from the, the last fight. Yes, you do. And uh, we're we just going to a running tab. Yeah, yeah. double that, or nothing. make everybody feel not. better. This way, nobody ever has to really like get hurt and pay someone a thousand bucks. <laughs> Dude, it comes up like a hundred thousand dollars. You got to suck his dick or something. <laughs> I mean, we have to work something out. <laughs> for a hundred thousand dollars? For a hundred thousand dollars? If you would just clear, clean my bed out. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying I would do it, but you would consider. But, but I, I'm not saying I won't idea. either. You would have like a, a, you would have to sit down with your friends. No, so no, this, I have to talk to my wife about it. I'll take a hundred G, son. We have to. <laughs> have to imagine how gay Brendan would have to be to let you suck yeah, his dick for a hundred grand. Yeah, You'd have to agree. Instead of a hundred grand, really, you know it'd be you worth it just to get the pay pictures. him to suck his dick yeah, for hundred grand, bro. He wouldn't do it for for being gay. He would do it to get the fucking pictures, man. Mm. With, no, me that's with a not dick good in my for mouth. Right? Listen, oh, you would have in this that, day and uh, age. Forever. Those pictures are already out there. It's <laughs> Photoshop. Are you guys talking me to get my dick sucked? No, no, that's how we do it. We do it slow. We make it normal. Nah, but you'd be open to it, right? Nah, what the fuck, bro? Hey, I bet if anybody. Knows how to suck your dick right. It's a girl. <laughs> has anybody, ever, has anybody girl. ever photoshopped your face, Joe, like really, really good on some dude blowing another dude? Oh, for sure. They have? Yeah. Dude, it's yeah. the golden rule of the internet. If there's a picture of you out there, someone somewhere has photoshopped a dick in your mouth. I haven't 100%. seen the golden rule. Otherwise, you ain't I've doing shit. I've seen a ton shit. of them on my own website. Okay. On the forums okay. on my website? Nice. This dude named Floppo from England. He probably did a hundred <laughs> of them. Floppo? Like, Hilar- like Floppo dude was just hacking hilarious. off dude, those. Dude, hilarious. He would have the most hilarious Photoshops. Oh, my God. And with me, they always involved like a hundred black dicks. <laughs> like, I'd have 50 arms and shit. It was ridiculous. They're funny as hell, man. They, his, his, he's always done it with like a funny sense of humor. But some people can do it, and they can like get it so close that girls get really mad because like famous actresses have been like in porn scenes. Mm. They just put their body, in, you know, they morph a girl's body. Yeah, it looks so like the, good. You can do anything now with that stuff. With photo editing, they could literally have you wrestling a dinosaur. All they need is your face. The, anything. anything. The chick from anything. Game of Thrones when they made her walk through the city naked turns out it wasn't her body, right? Wow, is that true? Is a yeah, body double? Hey, that's what Redman said. I don't know if that's true. Well, yep. he would probably know. I think I think it is true. Remember that scene? I mean, it makes uh, sense. I don't watch that shit. If I was that okay. chick, I would probably be like, look, you can make a dragon. You can't give me fake tits. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Why do you have to see my real tits? That's creepy. I don't want you guys staring at my asshole as I walk down the street. <laughs> asshole. Oh, because she was She's totally not... naked, and you got like 100, 200 people that are working as extras that are the slaves and the peasant people, so they're all going to see her naked too? That's not fun. You know, I can see her asshole, though, unless she's, like, bear crawling through the city. I've been naked in a couple things. I was naked in this uh, thing that I did for uh, news radio once. I had to be naked in front of uh, the whole idea was, like, I was waiting for this chick uh, in her apartment, and uh, I was trying to, uh, I forget the whole premise. I guess I was trying to get her to date me or something like that, so I lit a bunch of candles and I took my clothes off. Do they pay extra for that or no? I don't, th- no, no, I don't think so. Do you have, some, dude, do you, do you you have something over your junk or no? No, I just, my dick was hanging out. <laughs> and uh, when she came in, I covered it up. I had to cover it up. Like, that was the, the scene in the movie, like, whoa, it's you. Or I forget the premise. It was on news radio. It was a long time ago. It was but uncomfortable remember, for sure. Yeah, and then there was another one that I did for, um, 
the VH1 Fashion Awards was like 1997. I did this thing where I played this photographer that was crazy, and uh, he, I didn't know anything about photography. I was just in it to try to get laid. That was the whole thing. And uh, I would say to the girl, do you have any problems with nudity? And she goes, no. And next thing you know, I'm taking pictures <laughs> of her while I'm naked. So I had to be naked in front of her. <laughs> that she was, was European. She didn't give that a That was fuck. back in the day. Back, back in the day, dude. I 97. Was, uh, I was in line behind Tony D'Souza. Remember that guy? He, oh, yeah. I thought, remember Tony? That guy's a wild man from, from Peru. Peruvian. Really good at jiu-jitsu and everything. Yeah. He's, Peruvian necktie. He did, exactly. He did uh, 2003 Abu Dhabi, and when we were weighing in, I, I killed myself to get down to 145, and I'm in line, and he's in front of me, and he's, we both got our underwear on. You see the Japanese press right there. You see Brazilian press. Hoy the Gracie's sitting down right there, and we're, I'm waiting to weigh in. Tony goes first. He drops his underwear, gets naked. No one says shit. He gets naked, he weighs in, he makes weight. And then I come in, and I was so close. I go, I guess it's cool to get naked. <laughs> I pulled down my underwear. <laughs> I pulled down my rolling. underwear. And the Japanese press come up quick and start taking pictures. Of your dick. Of, of me naked, standing there naked. So I started doing kung fu poses and, like, most oh, right. most muscular poses. Dick and then down. I did one pose. I, then I went like this. You know, then I did the opposite of the Incredible Hulk. And I got all uh, submissive and just covered my balls like I was really shy. And I, I got, like, that's the picture they use. They put that shit <laughs> in Gong it. Magazine. I'm like this. <laughs> I remember that, dude. Joe, is there anything that could pay you now to do that, to get naked and fil film some shit on TV? I, it's not or you just passed that now? It's not that big a deal. Like, What's the big deal? Your someone sees your dick. Okay, people, we're so crazy about your our no, bodies. No, I get it. No, I get it. But if someone was like, "Yo, Joe, want on MTV Music real, Awards? Real, no. We want you to be butt ass naked on stage." <laughs> no, I don't think that would be something I would be into doing. You're past that. It seems very embarrassing. But the idea behind it is that there's something wrong with you being naked. You know, and like that we don't know what we that we all. I mean, look at these crowd of people, right? You watch these two dudes fight. We don't even know who they are. You watch these two. This is a good scrap, actually. Yeah, it is. Homeboy just got dropped. Look at all those people in the audience, and you'll notice they all have clothes on. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. Clothes are kind of ridiculous. You, you just know? want everyone to be naked. No, but this this idea that we've created this outerwear, like some sort of a fucking weird homemade hermit crab thing. Yeah. We've created this outer shell that we must have on, except in the most intimate moments. I mean, there's something almost... There's almost something where the human race realized how sexual and fucking crazy it is. And, like, look, the only way we're going to get anything done is if we invent clothes. Cover shit up. We just can't have people just fucking every time they run into each other. We started with Jealous Husbands at first. Jealous <laughs> Husbands just cover up their chicks. Well, may, that makes sense. Right? Well, if you look at the, the oldest civilizations on Earth, it's the Middle East, right? Mm -hmm. And aren't those the ones who cover their women up the most? They're the smartest. They, they're like they're the smartest. <laughs> they Come can't on, see that is, shit. That is, they're like, dude, this. they don't ever have to deal with jealousy or possessiveness. Yeah, well, How cool no, is that? The chick. Oh, man. The chick, though, right? This genius. No. <laughs> so those guys have like $50 billion. You know, that's the least they could do. You don't know what you're getting, though. You know what I'm saying? It's like a cracker bat job. You know Did what I'm saying? Hear, there was like a, I think a they Saudi can look at uh, royalty guy that was arrested in L.A. for sexual assault. Some woman came screaming out of his place. She was like half naked or something like that. Really? Yeah, he was arrested. and he Recently. Doesn't, he doesn't have immunity. And it's uh, one of a series of events that have happened with like really rich people from the Middle East in Beverly Hills over the last uh, couple of weeks. Because the other one that happened was there was a, a race. I don't know if I talked about it with you. Not with me. We went to we went to Disneyland. They have this thing called Saudi Summer, and in the summer in Saudi Arabia, it's apparently it's unfucking godly hot. So a lot of people come over from Saudi Arabia, 
to LA and they buy these crazy houses in Beverly Hills and they bring over these cars that are these multi-million dollar cars like a Bugatti Veyron like a Sick. one and a half million dollar car and they have Arab license plates on them they don't even have like it's not even a registered car in America yeah, I can't but they do bring that. them over here and they're allowed to drive them around and so they're driving these cars around and they're racing through the streets of Beverly Hills and they get video of it people get video of these people in million dollar cars running red lights this guy in a Porsche GT3 is chasing them runs a red light or runs a uh, stop sign it's fucking crazy to watch so they're just wilding out out here these people are at there's other people at the intersection these guys are f flying through the stop sign with a Porsche Jesus in Beverly Hills yeah and so so was the cars pulling in, the Ferrari smoking, and all these people were taking videos on them. People like the whole neighborhood is out, and they all have their iPhones. They're videotaping it in the street. So that happens, and then right after that happens, this incident happens. And apparently, a lot of these people like they're asking for diplomatic immunity because they're rich. And, hey man, but isn't that amazing? Yeah, I can't do that. Well, th this is this is what like they're saying. Like some some of these people that do things like that over here, you you, really, you can't prosecute them because they have something called diplomatic immunity. That's insane. What does that mean? Like, so so you can't just so you know what the problem tried... means is they have a lot of dirt on the people <clears throat> running shit. Yeah. Like, we're gonna come over and do whatever the fuck we want to do, and more or we're gonna talk. And more importantly, they make a fuckload of money. Shitload of money, yeah. Every day, all day, every day. Dude, look at this. Yeah, this is these guys. Watch this. The yellow car. Now watch the Porsche. Look at this. The guy doesn't even stop. There's cars to the left and to the right. That guy just blows through this neighborhood. Hey, man, not the Middle East. Can't do that here. Well, see, look at all these people in the street, and they're filming the Ferrari. Th Price that's smoking. like a million-dollar car. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I think that's a La Ferrari. I think that's a million-dollar car plus. It might even be more than a million dollars. Oh, is that GT3? There's the Bugatti. There's the Bugatti Veyron. I mean, these guys have insane amounts of money, and they're buying up giant houses in Beverly what Hills. What did Homeboy do with the girl, though, to get in trouble? I bet they do I don't some know, nasty man. shit I don't with know. that cash. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I know he got arrested. I have no idea what the, the actual reality of the case is, but I know the dude got arrested. Mm. Crazy, right? You guys watching Narcos? I heard it's the shit. Oh, the best. The shit. It's, it's the best. Nothing. You, it makes Game of Thrones look like Harry Potter. Dude. Yes. And I it's true. Hearing. And it's true. Damn. It's so good. I'm scared just, to get into it. I just got. To, it's just ten episodes. They. I can't do so it. So far. Oh. I knocked out ten. Oh. I knocked out ten in two days. Damn. So. Uh, are you th are you in. done with it yet? Yeah, I'm done. I just finished this week. Meanwhile, I'm stuck. On a, I'm stuck on a bad show right now. What? Empire. No, The Strain. Is Empire bad? I heard it's you good. know what? It's good. The first the first season was good. If you don't have anything else to watch, it's good. <laughs> well, fuck that. No, if there's That's nothing else going sell. on, it's better than watching like whatever's on at two in the morning uh, on, on regular TV. But man, a season one, a season two just started. I just watched the season premiere yesterday. Whoa, dude! Kenny Rogers is finally looking like Kenny Rogers again. They reversed some of that uh, crazy facial surgery that they did on him. That was some sad shit, dude. He looked like Vanderlei Silva. Dude, no, he got pulled. It didn't look anything like him. They pulled his face way, way, way guys too do that? tight. Girls do that too. They get well. They go to a bad doctor. I mean, apparently, if you go to a good doctor that knows what they're doing, they can uh, they can tighten you up, and it looks pretty good. I feel like they all look the same. They all look the exact same. <sighs> I think the ones that we're recognizing are the ones that are terrible. I think that's why we say they all look the same. I think there's some attractive older women that have had like little nips and tucks. You know, but I think when we see something like Kenny Rogers, you know, there's something hideous about it, right? Someone chose to squeeze their face tight to erase some of the lines. It's a bummer, man. You know, I mean, how about it you sucks just get too old? because 
Yeah, because especially that guy who's like this beloved character. You know, the, the whole The Gambler series. Oh, oh sweet fuck. left hand. Sakes. But don't you think those guys, like those celebrities, like they're so used to people seeing them for that so that they don't want to ever let it go? You know what yes. I'm saying? Oh, I'm sorry. We never sync this fucking show up. We never do. Um, and I don't, uh, Jamie, pull up on the screen who these guys are because this is a wild fight. These guys need really credit. Really good fight. The dude who stands southpaw, the uh, guy in the red with white. He's got a nasty left hand. They're eating shots. And these guys are tired, too. They're in the third round here. Are they from, like, a tough Japan or some That's shit with those bullshit question. shorts? I didn't bring my um, I didn't bring my <clears throat> laptop today. That full short says UFC Road to Japan. What is that? Is but that it has to be some sort of... Oh, this is like the... You know, you, oh, my God. They're eating shots. So here's the gentleman's name. How do you say that? Mizuto Horata. Mizuto Horata. And Teruto Ishihara. Ishihara um, is the guy with uh, the crazy hair. They didn't they have like a, a weird right. like mock tough where Barnett and Nelson were the coach or some shit? Did they? And there was like, I'm so it was like on UFC Fight Pass. Maybe so, it was some shit like that. There's like almost, the countdown to Japan. There's almost too many fighters to pay, pay attention to. Oh, for sure. They're at the they're at number. Oh shit! Comeback. Hirota. Oh, oh, sweet right hand God. by Hirota. Oh, my goodness. That dude took a lot of shots, too. Dude, have you seen the Japanese ring card girl? Very pretty. What? What an adorable young lady. <laughs> what? Good Still, for her. I just, I'm a, I'm a fan of, of course, the American ones. Very beautiful. She, but, uh, she, she might m went to number one for me. Really? The Japanese one? Wait, She's got booty? Wait, you see this creature. Let me ask you this about when it comes to girls' bodies. Do you <clears> prefer... 10 pounds overweight or 10 pounds underweight? Ooh, 10 pounds over. Every time, Every right? Hey, Every women, time. listen up. 10 listen pounds up. over. Little fat ain't going to hurt nobody. Little little belly roll. Nah, that's gives the, you a little yeah, extra juicy ass. No one wants a bag of bones in the bed. But, but I think the only reason they, they want to be skinny is for other girls. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you think, when you see those girls walking around the ring, they want to be like as skinny as possible. Like in this culture, in our culture. In Brazil, they don't, they're not like that, man. Those girls are thick. But they have flat stomachs. Yes, yes. That's the well, difference. They're, they're in very good shape. The girls yeah. are in very good shape. Well, they're all in very good shape, but there's just so much worry about putting a little weight on. Anybody, like a girl that has like a little, like an extra 10 pounds. That's I'm hot, hot, right? Yeah, if, if I'm managing the ring card girls, they're fucking eating Mickey D's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At night. They don't know that, though. They, I know. Don't you think that they think that no, they're... No, all they do is drink fucking coffee and water and like ice cubes for dinner. That's all try, they fucking like, do. Especially a few days before. 100%. Right? Yeah. yeah, nah, nah. Get that full rack of ribs, girl. Yeah, that's, that's crazy, right? It's crazy. It is it's weird. A, it's a weird thing because uh, every guy I talk to almost universally has the same opinion. Like... Like a little bit of body weight on a girl doesn't bother you at all, dude. You're not my friend if you like skinny bitches. <laughs> Lose my number. Lose my number, man. If you like fucking skinny girls, no way. There's nothing guys, wrong with liking guys. skinny girls. I no. mean, it's, there's some skinny girls are hot as fuck. Some girls are just sexy, right? I agree. There's there's but, those girls. But the point. But no one. They don't look hot if they look like they're hungry. You know, you're not supposed to look hungry. I don't want you to be all nervous. Me neither, because I'm going to be nervous. Because yeah. I'm going to be nervous. I'm feed this poor kid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just rice at the yeah. crib all the time when you come over. But that idea that these poor models have, that they have to be these coat racks. Like, shit, that's crazy. That doesn't even make sense. Well, it's like guys want to be real big. Most girls aren't in big, muscular dudes. That's Just true. other dudes are. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There's guys out there that, 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 that'll look at a girl and go, oh, my God, she has an amazing body, and she's really skinny and has big tits. They like the big tits and, like, no ass. 
There's very guys few. out there like that. You know, there's, there's a balance thing that I think people recognize. And there's one thing that a, a lot of like big, big like weightlifter dudes do is if no one's coaching them, they'll get out of fucking balance. <laughs> yeah. Where they go way titty heavy and way bicep heavy. <laughs> titty heavy. Right? And then they get these skinny ass necks. And you're titty like, dude, heavy. I know if the weight goes weird on you, you can't handle it. Look at that skinny neck you <laughs> have. Skinny neck, what is dog. this? What is holding you together? <laughs> like your pillar. The, the, the whole column in the center is made out of dog. Shit, like you yeah, can't man. do that. You can't have giant biceps and a little skinny neck. Yeah. It's just crazy. Like those guys that compete in the Olympia. Phil Heath is my boy, but ne none of those guys are ladies, man. You know what I'm saying? Like they well, don't have all these so, groupies. They're so you know what I'm jacked. Saying? They're so jacked. I bet like you have to be one of those freaky bodybuilder chicks to be into that for sure. Or just be a girl. It's just there's girls that are freaks, right? Everybody, they're freaks, people, but they're not like different. But not, there's girls that are like bodybuilder type chicks, but they're just not that big. They're just they just started. They're like a, a year and a half into it. They're bulking. Where it's perfect. Yeah, mm. it looks like they're in great shape. They're they're probably gonna get too big in a couple of years, but they're like white belts. If of a girl has shoulders, man, if she has like big shoulders, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't fucking do it. You know, I have a I have a theory about uh, like why a girl wouldn't be into a big bodybuilder dude like that type of a thing. It wouldn't be bigger is better. Because I think, like, evolutionarily, like, in the girl's DNA, she wants a man that can survive. <laughs> yeah. And I think, and everybody knows that a guy like that, like, there's all so much maintenance involved, first of all, in staying that big. It's so preposterous. It's so unnatural. And how many flights of stairs can that guy go up before his heart explodes? Super fucked. You, you mean, for a regular person, like, built like a bra, built like us, a yeah. regular athletic guy in the gym, you know, I do a few things. <laughs> These guys don't have, there's nothing in comparison to the demands that those fucking bodies have. Not to mention these bitches are eating fucking chicken breast and asparagus mm -hmm. every other hour and yeah. just sweating. And sweating, sweating. Sweating. And have no body fat. Like, they're literally close to blacking out every time they stand up. When those guys get down to that shred, oh, dude. Their, their ass cheeks have, like, fucking rubber tire the effect. Shredded ass. Ridiculous. You know when girls cross that threshold of their, their asses and hips start... They lift so much that it's almost like a guy's muscular mm -hmm. ass. Mm, yes. You know been what I'm there, talking about? Been there, it's a muscular man. ass. Been there, my man. It's a muscular ass. It's round as fuck from the profile. It looks fucking amazing. But when you look at it straight back, you're like, she's walking like a dude. Ooh, right? Oh, there's too much lower back. Or if you're having sex, like, this looks like Shane Carwin. Uh, <laughs> straight uh, on. That's hilarious. Oh, dude, did I ever tell you, did I ever tell you about this big 230-pound dude just punked me in front of a girl before? <laughs> oh, Where no. My aunt hooked me up with this chick she used to always try to hook me up with chicks and and she's like i got a new one for you she's at my she's uh, she works with me her name is dawn and we're gonna go out so i went out with i went out with dawn and my aunt we went to go meet uh, a, a guy that my aunt was seeing but he brings this giant 230 pound linebacker and so it's three dudes and two chicks and I'm oh, like wow. I'm like there's a little problem we're at Bennigan's yeah and uh, she wasn't drinking so I'm thinking this this is probably not gonna happen tonight so we gotta go on the dance floor and this girl's a freak zero alcohol and she's a freak she's all over me making out with me I'm like oh I got this one that was in the bag we take a break we take a break Linebacker comes up and asks her to dance. He's on the dance floor making out. They're looking at me, giving me this evil look. Like I'm like, oh man, this guy's totally dominating me, punking me, jungle like, right there in front of my aunt and this girl. He's all over Don now, and he owns this girl. The club's over. The lights turn on. The lights turn on, and uh, he's looking at me and he's leaning against. We're trying to figure out what we're gonna do, and he's holding the lights and he goes, 
where you at? <laughs> where you at? Oh my goodness. And I'm like, man, I'm I'm right here doing nothing, just, just shriveling up. It turned into like a nightmare night. So it's, t- it's this 1991, there's no cell phones. So the plan was to meet at my aunt's house, right? I'm like, okay, I drove with them. I go, give me the keys, you guys drank too much. These guys have to follow us to my aunt's house. Watch this, it was a little Honda Prelude. I'm on the freeway. My aunt's going, you're gonna lose them, you're gonna lose them. I'm like, no, I'm not, they're right behind me. <laughs> Lost them. Got back home, my aunt's on the phone trying to figure, you know, because you got to go to a pay phone to get a, then call the house. That can take 30 minutes. Wow. Yeah, so I lost him on purpose. And Dude, I hilarious. think you lost trying to pick up a girl with your aunt and then going to Bennigan's. That's a <laughs> Those tough are perfect choices. Perfect choices if it works out. If it works out, if at the end of the story, he has the best sex ever. He and the girl... They they smoke a little weed and have the best no, sex of all time. No, it wasn't like that. But if but if the end of the story <laughs> was that, it was I had sex with I had sex with her. No, I had sex with her for thirty it's seconds. So... For thirty seconds. You did. I I wanted with Dawn? I when wanted to get happen? revenge on her. Oh, after all this? Well, no, I didn't finish it. We oh, get sorry. to we get to my Jesus. aunt's house. I take yeah, her right Jesus. back to the. Wow. I know I had I know I had twenty thirty minutes. Before that, we're gonna figure out where the hell she lived. I lost him on right, purpose. Right, right, So I, I I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get a little revenge here. So she was all over me. She was just a wild girl. I had sex with her for 30 seconds, and as soon as I was done, she had just begun. I said, I gotta move my, my car really quick. I'm gonna get a ticket. I'll be right back. So See I got ya. in my car. I was gone. Never heard from her ever, ever again. I've never met a hot Don. <laughs> oh, I knew a hot Don. Really? Oh yeah. What was her full, full name though? She was hot Donna. As fuck. No, I don't remember. It was just Dawn. She was hot mm. as fuck. She was way too smart. Damn. I was way too stupid at the time. I was like uh, 21, and uh, she was uh, at least my age, maybe a year older. She used to work for this comedy club that I worked at. She uh, graduated from Harvard with a degree in women's studies. Jesus. Yeah, we had terrifying conversations. I bet. She's way too smart. Don way too educated not for me. <laughs> at the time, I, was, I knew it too. <laughs> never, never even tried to hit on her. <laughs> Never tried to pick her up. I'm like, I'm you're intimidated. Way, way too stupid by for this the girl. brain. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. <clears throat> she was hot too, and yeah, I just wasn't ready for that. Oh, Damn, our boy Kakuno back. Kakuno, Diego Brandao. Was his last fight Tony Ferguson? I think it we was. Merc. God damn, Tony Ferguson, scary. Yeah. Tony Ferguson is just—he's capable of fighting a hundred percent of his ability when he gets in there. Ooh, he has a tough fight yeah. next. He's, he's got a very tough fight. But Tony yeah. Ferguson does not fold up shop. He's like as steady as a rock. He's so game. He's, he's so, so game. I haven't seen a guy game like him since Brad Diaz. Oh, he's since scary. Nick Diaz. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. He's, he's scary. Tony Ferguson is scary. His, and his work ethic is incredible. You could tell. Yeah. You could tell. For sure, he's getting better every fight. But he's this next got, one's a real, yeah. I mean, that, mm-hmm. this is where we yep. decide where he's going to go. You 100%. Know what I'm saying? He wins this one. You know, well, off to the races. Habib, Habib Nurmagomedov, for people who don't know what the fight is. Habib Nurmagomedov is undefeated. He's a former world Sambo <clears> champion <throat> and one of the best grapplers in MMA. He's a fucking octopus. And he beat the champ already, yeah. Dos Anjos. He's beaten Dos Anjos and he ragdolled him. He ragdolled Dos Anjos, in the, especially in the second and third round. He starts breaking guys mm-hmm. with his pressure. His fucking takedowns are nasty. His ground and pound is nasty. He's so dominant in grappling. But he's coming off that injury. A long layoff. Big, so if there's point. any time to catch him, it's yep. now. And, you know, who knows how much damage he had done to his knee because there was more than one injury. There were several injuries. Like, it wasn't just like, hurt it, got it repaired, did the proper due diligence, and then came back. There was another There was another injury, I believe, during rehab, he, right? No, so he, he hurt it, right. had surgery, 
went to rehab, did all that, got better, hurt it again. Yeah, see? Yeah. So we're dealing with a real problem here. And it also could be one of the reasons why he's so <clears throat> fucking good. He's so good because he's this relentless, ferocious bulldog dude. You know, I mean, that motherfucker doesn't take a step back. He attacks, attacks. That's all those boys at AKA, though. Yeah, well, you're right. Think about it. As, well, but particularly him, especially with the grappling. Kane, too, though. Kane's got like that, too, yeah. And, but look, his, look at Both his injuries. Knees and look at uh, yeah, Kane man. and look at DC. Look at DC had a knee injury. But that's, you know what, man? It's like, don't, isn't that like a part of that package? Like, a part of that package is your red line in your body. That's what comes with the territory, right? You're going to break some shit. I sparred DC one time. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here? It's pressure, huh? No, it's just calming every yeah. round. How, how many want to go? Shop eight? Nah, man. Eight? I'm cool. Jesus he just Christ. keeps coming. Keeps coming. Well, I've never what, seen anything like it. That's what happens when you work with Kane. You know, him and Kane both feed off each other. And I think that was like a, uh, a, like a huge contributing factor to who he is right now. You oh, know? I agree 100%. I you get that Olympic drive, mm -hmm. and then those two get together? Both of them together. What? Just fucking sharpening they each other. They toss Rockhold into the mix? Oh, yeah. Fuck. And yeah. Uh, a bunch of other guys there now, too. A ton a bunch of other guys. guys there now. But Rockhold right now on fire. That's a big fight, that fucking December fight. I think it's fight. the best fight Ooh. in middleweight history. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think other than the Vanderlei, uh, not Vanderlei, other than the uh, Anderson-Weidman, the first fight, before Weidman knocked him out. But before that fight, that was the biggest fight in history because Weidman was a crusher. We knew Weidman was a crusher. We saw what Weidman did to Munoz. We, we saw this dude who just looks unstoppable. He's just tough as shit, yeah. super solid wrestler, knockout power. And then Anderson was the motherfucker. And we before that fight, that was the biggest fight. But in somewhere history. before that, when he got in, I feel like we we've seen the best of Anderson. I think now we didn't know that though. We didn't know before that was the Bonner fight, man. The fight before, but he Joe, looked look like he was me. in the Matrix. Joe, no, you know what? I know it's Bonner, look, but though. you're right. You're right. Bonner's not at the same level, but the way he won was so shocking. It was insane. That everybody I agree. was terrified. And of him Bonner after was on that. some shit. And he was on some shit. And then before that, he had destroyed Chael, the Vitor front kick. I mean, look, Anderson hadn't even been in trouble except for the Chael fight, and everybody knew he came into that fight with injured ribs. Pretty much after the fight, everybody knew, right? True. I just feel like I feel like Weidman's beating dudes in their mm -hmm. prime right now. Rockhold's beating dudes in the. Mm -hmm. You're talking about fucking monsters, and but, now these two meet. They're both young Weidman in their prime. And Anderson fought. Weidman, I mean Anderson rather was considered the greatest pound for pound fighter ever. I agree. So, I just, I just think at fight. some point, it, maybe it was that fight. Maybe it was in camp. He lost that that edge. You know what I'm saying? It could have been that he lost that edge, or it could be Weidman's just that motherfucker. He's just that. He could good. be that motherfucker. But before that fight, I think that was the biggest fight of all time. And I think it still holds up. I think this is right up there with that. Though. I just feel like style-wise, mm -hmm. Rockhold Weidman's a better style matchup. Like, oh, Weidman— I don't know, man. I, I thought, do. I thought Anderson Weidman was an amazing style matchup. I did Because I was like, because how it, is Weidman going to deal with him on the feet? You know what? Because I, I feel—because I, I was going off Chael— and mm -hmm. Anderson and Chael could kind of do whatever he wanted. He kept taking him down, kept taking him down, right, right? right? That first fight. First fight. And kind of basically beat him, then ended up fucking up at the very end, getting caught in that triangle. Right. I feel like Wyman's a better striker than Chael, better wrestler. So I feel like you put those together. If he wanted to, he could make it a boring fight and win that fight every time. You got a, you got a good point. And, you know, you got a good point, especially about Wyman's submission ability. Ooh, he's nasty. His submission ability is definitely better. Chael's is underrated. I mean, Chael did submit Shogun. He caught him in that guillotine. I don't think anyone expected that. Chael can submit guys. Who did the arm triangle? Did the arm triangle stand? Stan. 
He's a motherfucker, man. He's a strong, powerful wrestler. You know, Chael's been had inconsistent performances, but like when he was at his best, like in that Anderson fight, especially, dude, he's na- how, about, how about the Marquardt fight? He's fucking nasty. I mean, Chael Sonnen can Chael's fight his super, dick off. I agree. He's a tough Chael's motherfucker. Tough as they come. I love Chael. You know, man. and Weidman is a really good wrestler, but I think like Chael at his best, he's he showed the same. St- Level of wrestling ability, but I'm not, but as far as a mixed martial artist, as Just, a mixed martial artist, well, Chris Weidman striking is nasty. He much, struck much, Machida. Much, yeah, much more dangerous with his power. Like you see the Raya Hall fight, you see that yes, fight. Yes, back the, in the day, nasty. Yeah, in the same nasty. left hook, the same left hook. Chael's he, never been like a really no, good striker. No, but not, not Weidman can like put that. it together. Chael like GSP style. He looked good in the Anderson fight, the first round when he caught Anderson with a straight left. True, he I mean, did. He came out striking. Really yeah. But the difference, I think, is that Weidman is a crusher. He crushes guys. And when he has you hurt, he turns into a fucking monster. monster. And he, he turns it on and smashes you. You know, you saw that in the first Uriah Hall fight. You've seen it in uh, a bunch of the fucking... The Munoz fight was one of the most terrifying. That elbow? Woo. Fuck, man. Woo. I think Weidman Rockhold is, is definitely a fight for the ages. But I, I'm as excited about that as I was the Anderson-Weidman uh, fight. For some reason, I'm, I'm more excited about it. I'm so je- well, I'm, I, kinda, I couldn't get any more. I mean, both of those fights to me, like, well, that's like the top of the heat. I agree. I but see I think, that. But I, you know what I'm saying? I don't think this is the biggest one ever. I think they're both, like, the same level of huge. I think the Anderson-Weidman fight is just as big as this. This is this, you know, that fight was a crazy fight. And the way it ended with Anderson clowning him and Weidman catching him with that left hook. I mean, while it was happening, I could not fucking believe my eyes. I think it kind of fucked Weidman because no one took him serious. And then they fight they, the rematch. Then fucking Anderson's leg falls off, right? And then we're like, fuck. Fuck, man. But then Weidman finally kind of gets his credit when he fights Machida, mm-hmm. right? And then he destroys Vitor. Yeah. But he's still, like, Weidman to me should be the biggest star in the UFC. Yep. The all-American dude mm-hmm. beats the very best at 185. I don't give a fuck what well, division you want to talk about. 185, he's American. He speaks well. He's super smart, right? He's a family guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he's not a bigger star. You got a really good point, man. That's a really good point. I mean, it's not like he doesn't have the ability. No, he's like fucking <laughs> our Nolan Ryan. You what, know what I'm saying? Do you think it's because he likes people reference. just don't know? I, 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 I don't, I don't know it? what it is. He's, he's not, not a, a shit talker, right? right? Like, he's not a big shit talker, but no. inside the octagon, he is a motherfucker. Dude, he's got something. There's something about him that you can tell. Like, when guys go eye to eye with him, like, they see it in him. There's, it's it's weird. It's like it's always, There's a few guys like that. Like, when, when guys lock eyes with them, like, I they agree. see it in them. Yes. And he's one of those. And that's why the Anderson stare down with him was so interesting. When Anderson got mouth to mouth with him. Mm-hmm. And Wyman looked at him and he goes, I'm not afraid of you, dude. Yeah, man. And, but there was a reality to it. There was a reality to it that Anderson was like, oh, shit. He's in some shit. What have I done? You know, Wyman wants to fight at, uh, he wants to fight John Jones. Yeah. He wants to fight yeah, John Jones in Madison, Madison Square, Square. Garden. But he, it's, it's and still he, illegal, He 100% though. thinks he can beat him. Well, it's illegal and John yeah. Jones has some shit going yeah. on Yeah. Right well, um, I don't know what's going on with the John Jones situation, but... I know he comes fresh out of prison, beats the fuck out of anyone in the world. He might not have to go to prison. What do you know? guys think about the... We well, haven't talked the, about the... the rules are to you. I have no idea. I wish him the... I want to see him back, man. <sighs> I just don't that want him to keep kind repeating of this kind of behavior. I think... I like John. I, and at his best, John's a fucking really interesting, intelligent guy with a crazy amount of stress. A crazy amount of responsibility. We don't have we shoulders. don't have a fighter like him in the UFC right now. We just don't. Well, he's definitely different than everybody else. What about Nick Diaz? 
What do you guys feel about that? That's the worst Bro. travesty I've ever heard of. It's an in, ego in, thing. In any of the regulatory uh, decisions that I've ever heard about. Isn't a senator they, getting involved as well, too? Isn't they, he yes. talking shit? They took yeah. his livelihood <clears throat> from Five well, years from Nick Diaz is over, There's man. Two, the, yeah. Not only that, they, they did it based on one test that's not nearly as accurate as the other, other two tests. The other two tests, which were run by the World Anti-Doping Agency, the ones that take blood, those are way more accurate. And those, he passed two of them. He passed two of those it's blood so tests. Fucked up. And then they take this urine test and they run it through uh, this laboratory. But urine is just not nearly as accurate. It's just not. So them getting on him for that is fucking crazy. And then, you know, I think they were upset that he took the fifth. You okay, think four minutes, 56 seconds right now in the Kakuno Diego Brandau fight. This is an interesting fight. Kakuno, if you've never seen him before, He's got a weird style. Oh! oh Randall cracked him. A style that does not work, everybody. Well, Tony Ferguson lit him up. That well, style he's did getting not lit work up with right Tony. now. Oh, shit. He got cracked again. Hey, Diego sure Brandau throwing up, some though, bombs. Huh? Jesus. Diego's ragged oh, all right. Oh, right oh that Diego's fence. got him fucked up. That's it. Diego Brandau. Homeboy Vicious stoppage. Good God. Vicious stoppage Damn. by Diego Brandau. <laughs> that was like Damn. Tommy Hearns, Marvin Hagler and shit. Oh, my like God. Like bully beat down him. Tommy MTV. Hearns, Marvin Hagler went a full round, believe it or not. Went into the second Good round when God, Hagler stopped him. Whooping. Jesus hey, Christ. Maybe let's go back to the drawing board, huh? Put your hands up. Well, Kakuno, he used to have um, a lot of success with that. He has like a 45-degree front kick that he throws. Have you seen it? It's like a combination of a roundhouse kick and a front kick. It's real weird. And we hit guys right in the liver with it. And it's, it's fucking nasty, man. Eddie, you've seen it before. You yeah. were the one who told me about it. You were the first one who told me about it. You're like, you're like, have you ever seen this guy in Japan? He's throwing this kick. He, you go, I don't think it's a roundhouse kick, but it ain't like a front kick. It's like something different. It's in between. He's throwing like a... Yeah. Like a Side snapping front snap kick to the with the balls of your feet to well, the liver. Not anymore. You know what? When you throw a round kick, when you throw a round kick and you hit with the shin, it's probably the most powerful way you can throw it because your foot doesn't give in. Like when you throw a kick with your foot, your foot kind of gives a little and you, you can hit, hurt someone, but it's not nearly effect, as effective with like the ball of the foot as it is with the heel. For sure. The heel's way more effective because the heel doesn't have any give. Like this, you can have a little bit of resistance because of your foot, and it's like hitting someone almost like with like a cushion behind it. Yeah. But the way Kakuno was doing it, you could tell he had done it so many times, and his technique was so sharp. There was not much movement in his foot. And when he would pull his foot back, he would you know, really dig the ball of the foot in there. It was like really high-level stuff. Like, a lot of uh, Kyokushin guys are really good at that. They develop that ability to throw those front snap kicks with, like, they, they just, it gets so, the, sh the ke technique gets so sharp that at the end of it, they're so good at, like, thrusting the ball of the foot in there. Yeah. I think it's another one of those kicks, man, we're starting to see more of. Like, Cowboy uses that a lot now. He used that on Jim Miller. He's throwing that, like, front kick to the body. It's oh, a yeah, teep, yeah. but you're re you, it's the same thing. You're hitting the guy with the ball of the foot Anderson to the body. Anderson did it. Connor did it to Chad. Connor did it. Connor does it a lot. To the body, yeah. Anderson did it yeah. to the face. Yep. Anderson did it to the he's face. Doing I think it to he the was liver. the first. Mm -hmm. He was aiming just for the liver. Bah, bah. But he hasn't done it in the yeah. UFC. He, yeah. He's done it a few times in Japan. And he's got some heavy hands, too. That yeah. He like he has a great combo where he'll open you up with the hands and then he'll just to land that thing and then vice versa. Well, he hit Tony in that fight. I mean, he definitely caught Tony with some good shots. Tony can take a punch, too, man. I just think Tony hits even harder. You know, Tony's yeah, just... Yeah, he might be he, the hardest hitter at he's that weight. ferocious. Monster. Tony Ferguson's ferocious. Back he's to, fun. Hey, back to that Diaz thing, though. What, what do they do? I don't what know. can you do? I think they sue. I think they take it to court, and I think they win easy. I don't think there's a problem with winning. 
Um, I think if you look at the facts, the fact that uh, he passed two water tests that are much more stringent, the fact that um, you know there's a threshold like they don't want you to be high while you're competing. I think that's reasonable, but the threshold is very low. The threshold's so low, you know, that, or so high rather that like you could have smoked pot a couple of days ago, yeah. and you should pass, according to Jeff Nowitzki. And Jeff Nowitzki should know, right? So, uh, I mean, I think they're they're reasonable about it. I think what's irreasonable, unreasonable, is they're not willing to take into consideration those other two tests. Like if there were reason, like if they looked at the chain of custody from the time like the blood was drawn, it was all done to the water standard, which is you know world anti-doping, right? If it was done to that standard, they should accept that. Hundred percent. Those are better, more stringent tests, and in fact, they shouldn't even need to perform their own tests as long as there's no suspicion of corruption. There's no suspicion that someone's changing results or trying to protect a fighter. And the UFC doesn't do that. Look, I mean, if they did, I mean, God, geez, look at all the fucking different people that have been popped. True. You know, they they wouldn't want those guys popped. Although. Did you hear the Belfort thing? Did you hear that thing? I was just gonna bring that up. I yeah. don't know. What's the latest? I know you're right. I don't want to piss on your while parade. Saying it. But while you're saying, it, I was like, well, when you're um, best friends with Lorenzo. Well, he had um, apparently they had accidentally sent out some results of one of Vitor's tests before he fought John Jones, and he had been flagged as having high testosterone. But I think this is while he had a testosterone exemption. So I think the issue is not that he used testosterone i think he was allowed to then that was back when the ufc was kind of involved in you know they yeah. were allowed to have testosterone use exemptions, exemptions yeah i believe he, so i don't Correct. think i don't think he was doing anything illegal i think it was just high so i think like the, they were talking about it in an article i read that the doctor would tell you like say if you're the upper upper threshold is like 1200 which is apparently like really crazy right if you the doctor saw that you were at 1100 when they test you they're like look you're a little high like 10 above 10 is high so we want you to drop your dose down a little bit and that that's what their explanation was and do we know what vitor was at well i know at one point he was tested at 1475 good god yeah which is like that's fucking, super silver it's like back a gorilla werewolf yeah, hyena dick that's fucked up man <laughs> that's dangerous <laughs> as fuck um but people have tested real high before. I mean, Nate Marquardt was actually pulled out of a fight. Rick Story Charlie fight. Brenneman. Charlie Brenneman took his place yeah. last minute and won and against won, Rick Story. Yeah. Crazy fucking fight. Big, biggest fight of Charlie's career. And um, they pulled Nate out because of his results. He was that high. He was that high. Like, he had an exemption. Yeah. And they looked at his results, and they're like, what? What? And like, I, what are you doing? And I know Nate. You know, I know Nate well. I know the—, the, the Well, you know it's what? It's tough. It's when it's fighters, tough. when fighters are relying on doctors. Yes, Here's another there issue. There you go. You don't you, like who the uh, could you tell him how much to take? I could. Who the who, only, the only one who knows how much he's going to take to put him in his legal limit is his doctor. Now, if his doctor gives him the same amount every week, and then he's giving it to him on a Monday, and Nate's getting tested on a Friday, he's had a chance for his levels to naturally go lower. There you go. But when a guy is about to fight. The doctor may likely say for best performance, mm -hmm. like if you want to fight at your best, you should have it as high as possible. So take your injection right before you weigh in or something along those lines. And that way it'll be at its peak the next day. Or, or even if you're used to getting a shot on Monday and you're flying out to the mm -hmm. fight on Tuesday and you do it a day late, can fuck with the results. You yes. know what I'm saying? That Nate's not used to. Yeah. But the point is that like when he was at the peak, like whatever his peak was, that if that was normal, that he was taken at that level, like that's not even human. No. Like these are what, what you call hyperhuman levels, what doctors refer to as uh, hyperhuman levels. Like you, know, you get to certain levels, like 15, 1600. 
you know, like Jesus Christ, you look good in those like freak bodybuilder levels. What are they at? What are gorillas. the bodybuilders at? Do Dude, know? Those, those guys they aren't even, know? they're not even human. They you take so like, much growth. They're not, they're, they're so ridiculously muscular and so just overwhelmingly cartoonishly powerful. Like you look at just they get addicted to that, man. Dude, I look at those guys and I think, what's the end of the road like for those guys? Like how long can you run it? At that, at that red line. I think you just get fat after a while. No, no, look at you can't. Um, no, look at uh, what's his face, homeboy from England, uh, Dorian Yates. Is one of the best of all time. Yeah, he's in his fifties now. He's fit, healthy. He looks thick. You know, he's thick like you. Yeah, he's not thick like freakish. Yeah, he's thick like an athlete. Now. Yeah, you know, he looks he looks good, man. And he, he's super open about it. Talks about all the shit he took. Talks about what everybody does. I mean, he's super Sick. open about it. T- tells you exactly what his dosage were. He wasn't, you know, there wasn't any higher than anybody else. But he also highlights that the reason why he got so good, the reason why he was Mr. Olympia, was he was willing to fucking work harder. Like it wasn't just the drugs. No, they're all on juice. They're all but on th- juice. There's a difference. It's a yeah. work ethic. However, not a sport. Not a sport. Not a sport. Not a sport. It's something different. It's hard to put it, you know, like how can you say that that is like boxing? Like boxing is a sport. Soccer is a sport. You're trying to win. Right, you're trying to do something faster and move quicker. When you don't move, like your your whole thing is standing still. This is your shit. Your shit is this standing still. It's um, it's it's an art form. It's not True. one that I'm really into. Like I'm know? not. A, you know, the, when you think about it, it's it's pretty homosexual, man. It's other dudes oh, judging you. dudes' body. Think no, about it. You know what, man? It's there's uh, there's definitely a little weirdness to it. I wouldn't say homosexual. It's uh, what would you self-congratulatory. say? Self-congratulatory. There's something, uh, something silly about it. You ever seen it. my boy? <laughs> you ever seen my boy Kai Green before? Some shit that he did to make ends meet. Um, he, what? He, <laughs> I'm preparing myself. Yo, what? Oh no! You know what I'm what talking you about, want, Jamie? Eddie? What are you looking for, brother? Like a beer or something. Yeah, go grab some, man. Yeah, I'll take one. Thank you. Yeah, Kai Green, who? Yeah, I'll take a beer, brother. Oh, mm. He did not call me Brandon. Be- Brandon. Before we get going, um, thanks to uh, Grillo's, Grillo's Pickles for hooking us up again. Those are the best. They're the, they're the shit. He's, tr- his, he's growing now. He's selling them in Whole Foods and all over the place. Of course. They're, they're su- delicious. I met this dude in... Um, Jamie? Uh, yeah. Cal- I met this dude in a... Uh, sorry. I met this dude in a park in uh, Boston. He was in uh, the park. I was filming this uh, scene in a movie with Kevin James. And some dude had a pickle cart. And thank you, brother. And I was like, a pickle cart? Thank Who the fuck you. has a pickle cart? So I, I walked up <laughs> to the awesome. dude. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was like, that's pretty interesting. He goes, yeah, would you like a sample? He was smart, man. Their pickles are so fucking good. He's just handing out pickles. And we were like, oh, shit. He's very clever, man. Delicious. So I do a show at um, uh, the Wilbur Theater, and dude gave out free pickles. Instead of, like, selling pickles, the dude just gave out free pickles in the, uh, in the lobby. Like just giving people pickles, guerrilla marketing, and they become the damn thing. You become an addict. Yeah, they're so good and they're healthy. They're delicious. Pickles are good for you. They're like one of those weird snacks where you're. It's okay to eat. Like, there's nothing sure? bad about it. 100%, it's true. I believe you. You, you know the pickle you know what? juice I'm has electrolytes. Sure. No, I want to believe. I want to believe. Well, certain too. ones have sugar <laughs> in them. Sure right. Certain <laughs> ones have sugar in them, but the the pickle juice people drink for electrolytes. We used oh, to have it on the sidelines. This is um this is I the Tyron the Tyron Woodley Johnny Hendrix fight. Didn't didn't Woodley say that uh, Johnny Hendrix bit him? Didn't he say he bit him or some shit? He, oh, he grabbed his go. face. 
But see, you know what, man? That's like a frozen moment in time. It's real hard unless you see the actual video of what it looked like when the hand made contact with the face. Because everybody knows that, like, in the middle of, like, a crazy grappling session, yeah, shit occasionally a hand will go where it's not supposed to go. And who gives a shit if he Look did. at the kind of shape he's in. Wow. Yo, they were both in amazing shape. I'm both amazing fighters, man. It's a really interesting fight, man. Woodley is uh, training a lot now uh, with... Um, uh, Duke, Duke Rufus, help his striking out. Yeah, that's his biggest problem mm -hmm. is his striking, really. Well, at, at I, would, a high level. I wouldn't say it's his problem. I think he's, you know, I think his, he's almost got like too much of a gift in his power and speed. And when you you use that gift, you know, he can do shit like the way he can move. He can move like as fast as anybody, if True. not faster than anybody. Mm -hmm. But that, that requires a lot of energy, and you got to know when to do it, when not to do it. A lot it, of oxygen. You know? Yeah. So I think he has because of that. He has a. It's. Compared to a guy who doesn't have that kind of horsepower, he has uh, like a unique situation. We have to, he has to really like figure out when to sprint and when to lay back. And I think you saw way more of that in the Kelvin Gaslam fight. And that was a fight that he worked with Duke. Duke is like such a smart, polished striker that I think Tyron can only get better training with him. But at the end of the day, what's scary about that dude is always that that fucking bum rush, man. See, I think with do. Woodley, that's what he has to do. Mm -hmm. Like, with Woodley, I don't think say, hey, man, let's drag this into later rounds and try and beat Johnny Hendricks. You ain't gonna beat you him You know what way. I think? I think you, you get better at everything. I think that's it. I don't think, like, saying, hey, the only way you can win this is a sprint. I think that guy's getting better. And I think they're so all getting better. So you think he can up his cardio? 100%. I really? think he changes his approach. Mm. Changes his approach just slightly. Be a little bit more efficient. And, you know, just know when to sprint, when not. And I think that comes with experience, too, don't I you? I agree. He has a lot of fights, though. He does have a lot of fights. But, you know, coming into it as a wrestler, when you think about the actual amount of strike, here you see him, like, look how fast the fucking dude is. Jesus He's a fucking Christ. monster. I think when you look at his actual striking experience, though, it's not nearly as much as, say, his grappling experience. 100%. You know, so he's got to catch up in certain ways. That was a crazy fight. Him and Koshchak, Jesus Christ. Look at that him. was the big Merkin one, fools. the Jay Heron fight. That was the one where you say, Jesus, if this dude's bum rushes you, you got a fucking terrifying problem. But then it didn't work in the Rory McDonald fight. Rory McDonald figured out a way how to f solve the riddle that is that big right hand and the bum rush. Kept his hands up high and did that uh, the, the, the extension thing with his arms. He was throwing a lot of jabs. Rory's going to drag you in the later rounds. Well, Rory avoided all the craziness. Very he avoided all fighter. the craziness. Yes. Very, very And that's Faraz, dude. Faraz Sahab. Oh, he's, he's a, a wizard. Beast. You ever see his breakdowns? He breaks down fights and, and talks about technique and what, what why guys are good at He's one of my favorite guys. I think on the as far as MMA coaches go, he's number one. He's the best I've ever been well, around. Well, Matt Hume's pretty goddamn good, too. He's revolutionized, uh, revolutionizing, ah, yeah. revolutionizing guard point. Yeah, he is. Think about his guys. Mm -hmm. GSP, now, and then Roy McDonald. Mm -hmm. He's had those guys since day one. Well, there's a few guys right now that I think they're all in the mix. I think your boy Mark Henry's in the mix. You know, for sure. For sure. Yes. He's a, so underrated, that guy. But he's all striking. Mm-hmm. Like, for us, is right. so, right. black belt, jiu-jitsu, yeah. ridiculous kickboxer, a great boxer. I'm just talking about, like, straight MMA coach. Right. Monster. Didn't but, he wrestle you know in college, too? He's, he did something. But you know what, dude? How do you fuck with Matt Hume? I mean, look at Matt Hume's best student. His best student is pound for pound the best guy on the planet Earth today. May, Mighty Mouse pound may be pound, fighting, might, may be fighting guys that are small, and they may be, small. you know, not not the same sort of uh, talent pool. But you can't tell me John Dotson is a motherfucker. It's a motherfucker. John Dotson is a goddamn motherfucker, and Mighty Mouse shut him down and did so in the most efficient and impressive way I've ever seen. Mighty Mouse is.
he's top barely five. got hit. He's not my number one. He's, he's top five. Okay. Well, you know, it's all subjective. Right? Oh, I agree. But he's my number one. I think he's the best. So, and you watch Matt Hume and him work together. You watch all the, the strategy that's involved and all the thinking and all the technique 100%. and the footwork. He's a mother. Those two guys, man, you want to have a super team? Jesus Christ. Farah Sahabi and Matt Hume on the same team. Well, what's impressive with Matt Hume is at that at that lighter weight, you have to be good at fucking everything. everything. No holes. No Zero holes. holes. And Mighty Mouse has that. He's good yeah. at He's a black belt in everything, world class in everything. He's also so fucking sneaky, man. He's so sneaky. Like when he's when he's moving on those dudes, like when I'm watching him move on dots and I'm like, this motherfucker and his footwork, like it's never the same beat. You know what I'm saying? It's not like one, two, one, yeah, two, no one, two. Yeah. There's there's all this sporadic shit that your brain has to try to process. And that's something that Faras has talked about too, like overloading a dude's mind with possibilities. Mm -hmm. And I think Faraz is really the only guy I've ever heard articulated, but you can see it in the movements of Mighty Mouse. That's clearly what they're trying to initiate. Bro, let's talk about Chris Weidman needs to do something. Mighty Mouse, we got to figure something out. I know, right? We got to figure something <laughs> out. We need a gimmick. I don't know if he comes in with a cape. I don't know what the fuck. We got to do something, man. No, man. We got to figure something out. I just hope if we keep talking about him, people eventually figure it out. I so don't what's think the that's big enough. fight for Mighty Mouse? Maybe Henry Sejudo? No, Henry Sejudo's no. a big fight, but now Henry Cejudo says he won't fight in Vegas because of Nick Diaz. And he you don't even that? smoke weed. He doesn't even smoke weed, but if for him, it's a it's a matter of principle. If all, all, every UFC fighter should do this. You want to make well, a fucking change, yeah. just say, hey, we're not fighting in you Vegas. You think they'll change it? You think, or they'll just say, I think fuck they it. would. There's you, so much money. You think I, they're going to change it? I, 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 I think do. I think they're going to lose the lawsuit, first of all. I'm yeah. pretty yeah. sure that lawsuit's lose the lawsuit. for real. They're going to they're yes. go. Oh, 100%. Right. They can't let this happen. They can't, And by the way, they've already lost when they had a lifetime ban on Vanderlei Silva. They lost that. You can't do that. You can't give a guy a lifetime ban. You can't callously take away a man's livelihood when he didn't even test positive. I agree. Vanderlei didn't he didn't do the right thing by avoiding the test. He ran. We he ran. Can't we don't do we don't know what he was on. We don't know what the situation was. We know what he said. Okay? We're just but all I'm saying is we lay it out. I agree. You have to punish him for sure. Right? There has to be some sort of punishment. But the idea of taking away the man's livelihood as a punishment for escaping a drug test that if he was positive for would only get at the time i think it was a nine month suspension that was Correct. mandatory right you can't do that it's insane that's a, that's a tyranny don't you think just these fucks who check guys piss and blood of the baddest who's on the planet just trying to flex their muscle yeah, it's just they go home at night like yeah he's banned for life i fucked that dude well, you know what it is, man? I think it's the same problem that we have with cops in a lot of ways. It's a, It becomes a game of trying to win. Because trying, like, when you hear about prosecutors and when you hear about, like, uh, d d cops that are, like, hiding evidence and prosecutors that are avoiding avoiding evidence or they withdraw evidence that shows that they're the person that they're trying to convict may be innocent. Yeah. You hear about those stories. You go, how could someone do that? It's an ego they, thing. They do that. Well, also because they want the score. They want to win. Why do people cheat when it comes to, like, card games or pool yeah, you want to win why do they do yeah, they do it because they want to win it becomes a score thing and when you're arresting people it becomes a score it's so fucked up man yeah it's fucking but terrible th think about think about if all the fighters got together like you know what you want to treat our boy nick diaz like this we're not fucking fighting in vegas but the big dogs do yeah. this connor ronda right uh, fucking kane we're like no well, we're mighty, not mighty until, until you change this until you change us we're not coming there Mighty Mouse. Guarantee we see fucking change really, really fast. A lot of people were disappointed in something Mighty Mouse said earlier this week. I didn't read the quote. He said though. he would fight, but I, I didn't. He was there was a quote that people were upset about. Mm -hmm. A very particular quote, like 
I don't, I don't remember what it was. I don't can, know what it was. I don't want to. I want to. Um, Paraphrase Can we get Mighty Mouse a PR guy? Something? Can we get Conor McGregor in his ear or some shit? I don't know what's wrong. What about that case where those kids uh, in Paradise Lost they get they get accused of murdering these boys in the woods because they thought that the dumbass cops in, in the small town they thought it was a satanic ritual because they're. There, the animals would come and they eat the balls and they oh, eat the Oh, the documentary? Dip. You're talking about documentary? Yeah, that documentary Where, Paradise Lost. Yeah. You gotta see this in three oh, parts. Oh, the animals would eat the balls and dick, so they thought that these guys satanic, ate the Satanic! This is satanic! So they went to the high school and found the, the goth kids and fucking prosecuted them. So what happened to the boys? They were in jail for like 17, no, 20 No, the boys years. who got their dicks eaten, how'd they, they die? They ended up... Uh, they, they got their dicks eaten they off! Didn't, they got murdered, they got murdered, but... They they went after the goth kids because they oh. thought it was a satanic murder. When who knows who did it? There was so a they lot never convicted. They never they never found the guys. But there's oh, like wow. if, when you look into the story, man, the, you you it, some shit. There yeah. is there's a it's deep, dude. It's three Ooh. parts. Paradise Lost. It's a dude. They were in jail and they 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 knew it. And when they finally figured out that, that they didn't do it, they decided to say um, there was so much pressure with the Supreme Court. That they did, they didn't want to lose so bad that they said, "Hey, we'll let you guys out of prison right now, but you gotta admit that you did it." Wow! It was so they they let them out instead of dragging on uh, dragging on another couple oh my years. God. They let them out as long as they admitted that they did it. Yeah. Oh my God! That's so they let, out, they let so them out. They, so they got them off the hook and then they let them out. They still won. They got a conviction. That was the most. Oh that was the most God. important thing. Look, by the way, George Roop is in the middle of fighting Michigaki right now. Four minutes twenty two seconds into the first round. It's a a fucking scrap Bro, so I haven't far. seen George Roop fight in a grip. Did I just miss something? Well, or? Mitsugaki, the last... What, did he have a fight after the Dominic Cruz fight? No, I don't think so. Dominic Cruz made him take a Murked vacation. No, <laughs> straight vacation. It's time to just lay back. Just fucking figure out chill what the out, fuck huh? just happened. I hear you. Dominic um, Cruz came out like a wildebeest. Fighting TJ Dillashaw. That's a fight. Fuck, that's I, a I motherfucker. Hope I hope he stays healthy. I hope, I hope his knee doesn't healthy. fall off. He's a beast, dude. He came running like some sort of a wild animal at him. I mean, that was what it was like. He beat it was like, the <laughs> fuck out. Just swarmed like a Tasmanian like, devil. Just went swarmed off. on him. Yeah. Yeah. And then after when I was talking to him, he's like, dude, I barely even remember the fight. He just saw red. He just went into the zone, like immediately into the zone. See, one of the things I like about Dominic specifically is the way he thinks about fighting. And you, you, you see that when he does the UFC analyst uh, position, when he starts talking about, like, especially post-fight breakdowns of what guys did wrong. And like, he's really, really aware of, like, movement and technique. Very, very on top of the sport, you know, him and, constantly. Yes, him and DC are probably the two smartest guys I know about the sport. As far as current fighters talking mm -hmm. about the sport, you listen to Dominic Cruz talk, you're like, Jesus Ooh. Christ. Yeah. Like, he was helping Chael out before. Mm -hmm. I forget who Chael was going to fight, but uh, we were working out together, and he was discussing these angles and his footwork. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's, he has his PhD in footwork. Yeah, he's a wizard. And I think he opened up a lot of guys' eyes as to how frustrating that shit was. You know, I think a lot of people, well, you know, he's one of those, there's these innovators, there's these fighters that'll take like these steps. And when they, when they take these steps, like you see everybody else go, oh, it's okay. It's a copycat league. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. I mean, for sure. well, as a sport, I mean, I think the sport is still, first of all, there's more variables, I think, in mixed martial arts than there are in any other combat sport by far, right? We could easily agree to that. And I think 
that just the unique demands of combat sports, the, the ability to keep your motions in check and to deal with getting your fucking bell rung, getting blasted while you're in there. There's those variables. There's so many. And then the different ways you can fight. The fact that you can take a fight to the ground. The fact that you have to avoid a guy trying to take you to the ground. The fact that while you're thinking about the guy trying to take you to the ground, he can punch you in the face because mm -hmm. you're looking for it. There's so many variables going on. that We're not even remotely done with figuring out what's the best way to do this thing. I and don't know if we ever will. I don't be. think we ever will. I think it's constantly evolving. It's, a lot of Just jiu-jitsu alone, you don't have enough time to master it all. There's, There's no too, way. Much, too much, too many techniques in jiu-jitsu to master. You add the wrestling, and then you add the kickboxing. Man, and it's and like, body type. And body, certain body sure. types. Sure. The Hunter Gracie body, right? Arguably the best, right? That's the best body for the, the long, strong yes. guys. His striking's getting better, right? Hunter Gracie? It seems like, I don't know if he's still fighting, but the, his last fight, it looked, he won, and, and it looked like his there. jab Did he was... decide to stop doing MMA? I think so, yeah, he's focusing he on jiu-jitsu. Did he? Yeah, I yeah. think he decided. He won his last fight and then just said, fuck it? I think so. Yeah, I'm he won not, his I'm last. Not... I'm not positively retired, but I know he's doing way more jiu-jitsu. It seemed like his striking was finally coming together. One of the nicest like guys good, ever, man. Good footwork yeah. and good Ooh, jab. Good dude. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm a Me big too. fan of his jiu-jitsu, too. But you know who's who impressed the shit out of me? In the Neil Magny fight is Damian Maya. I was like, Jesus Christ, he's Bro. a boa constrictor. He, I mean, I knew it from the Rick Story fight. I saw it in the Rick Story fight. I'm like, this is like a next level constrictor, you know, especially when he gets down to 170. He's a big ass 170. At 185, he was like a good size. Yeah. He wasn't like undersized, but at 170, you can tell that with his technique and then the strength and leverage, the long limbs advantage that he's having. God damn. He's, he's on a tear right now. Woo! Super tear. But it's the way he took the back. And then when I, just, when I talked to him about it afterwards, after the fight, he was talking about the adjustments that he had to make to get Neil Magny's back and to finish him off because of how he was defending. I'm like, this guy, he's on a very, very high level. Very Super high level. Super high level. Thank God. And then, I can't think of a worse matchup for Neil. Then Neil took that fight against Eric Silva and mm -hmm. then won that fight, so he's yeah. back on track. Yeah. Now. The Eric Silva fight was a good fight. It was, it was weird. It was weird to see Eric Silva look like that, right? Yeah, like a lot of people like weird. had questions about the way he looked physically, you know. I mean, this is just something we're going to have to deal with in the middle of this this uh, drug testing environment now. Like everyone's under suspicion, right? And when you come in and your body looks radically different than it did before, immediately people are going to suspect. Don't you think people have the right to suspect? For sure. You think? For sure. Is there steroids in boxing? Yeah, you definitely. Serious? Yeah. Huh? They, have, that's a, they haven't one, figured out 100%. how to clean. Boxing's been around for 7,000 years, and they haven't figured out how to keep that uh, they don't give up together. Fight. They don't no, give up. Let me up tell you something don't? right now. Let me tell you something right now. The amount of testing that the UFC fighters go through is a, above and beyond anything you ever see, ever in boxing, ever. Unless so you, could have you a, get a Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao type situation where they then agree. It's similar. They agree to water testing. Yeah. But even in that one, we found out that Floyd took a, an IV. Yeah. Bro, like did, you're not allowed to take an IV. That's without that's getting a, it clear yeah. in boxing. Yes. Yeah. Really. With under the U.S. anti-doping agency Ooh. rules, because you can use an IV, and the IV can mask the use of any sort of steroid you're on. Yeah. Bro, you Somehow. ever seen a Vander Holyfield back in the day? That was steroids. He could have won like oh, yeah. third in Mr. Olympia. He's fucking jacked. Well, when he went up from and he got tested weight. positive. You think that's positive? But he got linked to a, a, a steroid clinic under the name like Bowley Holyfield. You or think Tyson? <laughs> True story. With that? He got fucked. What about Tyson? What do you think? What I do I know. think? I if I had to bet my entire life savings on it, 100%. But I don't know for sure. Who knows? I know professional sports. I'll tell you what, though, man. When Tyson came out of jail, remember when we, we saw Jack Tyson? Damn, Ichigaki just cracked George Rue, but two big shots. 
Remember Jack Tyson? When, oh, yeah. When Tyson fought, was it Kevin Ferguson? Was that his yeah. first opponent right out of jail? Is that what his name? Kevin uh, something? Ferguson, <laughs> that's right. Is that right? Yeah, that's I right. I feel like it's wrong. I, was it, there was an Irish guy. Tony Ferguson? No, no, no. no Who was no. the Irish guy that he fought the first time out of jail? I want to say God, Jake O'Brien. Like no. What's McNeely? that? Peter McNeely. That's it. Jake O'Brien is a guy okay. fought in the UFC. What am I talking about? Yeah, he is. Light heavyweight. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Peter McNeely. When when Tyson fought Peter McNeely, did you ever see what he looked like from that fight? J Jamie, pull up a picture of Mike Tyson versus Peter McNeely. Fresh out of prison? He looked like a bodybuilder. He looked like a bodybuilder. Enjoy that fight. Radical six-pack, fucking super buff. So he was getting good nutrition in jail. It, everyone gets swole like that in jail. <laughs> from those fucking three square meals a day. Terrible food they give you, apparently. Who the fuck would sign up for that fight? Tyson. Oh, hey, shit. that's like fighting John Jones out of, out of jail or prison. Enjoy that. I know, right? It's going to be a motherfucker. Well, also, the amount of people that were paying attention to that because they felt like Mike Tyson got railroaded. Like, that was a, uh, that was a, a questionable decision, like what had happened to him. True. And the, the lawyer's sort of strategy for dealing with the case was that the girl should have known. She should have At known where she was going. In the hotel room? Yeah, that she should have known, but also she should have known because of the guy that Mike is. Like their strategy was to like make it look like he was just a bad guy. Look, you should know he's, he's out there murking dudes. You know, go watch the Marvis Fraser fight and expect to. What do you think is going to happen when you get alone with that guy? <laughs> what the just fuck do you think is going to happen? You know and he that, has that big old dick coming out the hotel was, room. And that was essentially their strategy, the lawyer's strategy. And that shit just didn't work. The judge <laughs> so was like, bad. get the fuck judge out like, of here with this. <laughs> but the girl had uh, apparently, allegedly, she had a false rape accusation already. Before the Tyson, so it's her thing. Mm. So it wasn't, you know, it was. Look, man, some of these people <laughs> out there in this wild world it's are crazy tough, as man. fuck. You don't know. You don't. You know. never know. If, if Joey Diaz was Mike Tyson's lawyer, what, what would that sound like? Listen, cocksucker. Everybody <laughs> knows you're a fucking creep. All right, you're <laughs> out there banging bitches. You're showing your giant dick to the fucking general public. <laughs> you're gonna plead the fifth. Plead the. I'm gonna fucking talk for you. Listen, Mike, you're the baddest of all time. <laughs> We're going to get you out of this. The girl should have known. Should have known. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. The fuck do you think you're here for? We're going to read books. What are we going to do? We're going to hold hands. We're going to break out the fucking Ouija board and conjure up your grandmother. Suck the dick. I got you in a fucking hotel room. There's a limo ride. You ate lobster. You ate lobster. Did you eat lobster? Well, you suck dick. You eat lobster. You suck dick. Guaranteed. Bite Crystal because you're my friend. <laughs> Come on. So she claimed he just straight raped her. Um, I don't know what the exact claim was, but it's a the, while the, ago. The, the, there was, look, I really shouldn't be say, even saying what the evidence was because I barely remember. But there was something to the, uh, ex something similar to she had come up to the room, she had taken off her panty shield in the bathroom and like they were saying like that says that she was getting ready for sex, which doesn't necessarily mean that. It could mean it was she didn't need it anymore. It was funky. She took a leak. She wanted to take it out of her vagina. That's what the garbage is for. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have one of those. Yeah, I don't know either, but. But. So far, yeah. <laughs> there was no, I don't think there was anything um, that, that you know, could have, uh, I don't think there's anything that could have been done while, while it was going on to, to make it. If you're not there, right, to make it accurate, if you're not there, if you're if you're not the woman or you're not the man, when you're describing something that happens, when someone's alleging that someone raped you, 
you're kind of fucked when you're Mike Tyson. You accuse sure. of rape because we're all like, For yeah, sure. I can see it. But did he do it? I don't know, man. I don't know either. And I think that the whenever court says he did. the court said he did and they put him away, he still says he didn't. You know, and I think like, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I, there's when you find out that someone had already gotten off of a, um, a false rape accusation, that doesn't necessarily mean that they can't get raped still. You know what I mean? Like true, that but still it means could bitches happen. be crazy. But it would be like a crazy cry wolf, right? Bitches true. do be crazy, but who knows what the original circumstance was? And she was really young. She's at the super time hot too. too. She's super so hot. you never know. Maybe she was dating some other animal or who something. Who knows? But I tell you, you're guilty right away, especially in the public. If you're an athlete, yeah. big dude, scary dude, you're guilty right How away. About the scariest boxer of all time. I mean, he's this, he, Mike Tyson in his prime was the scariest, scariest dude boxer of all, time. of all time. Hands down. No one came close. When he would go in there with that towel cut off, no fucking socks on. I was on, scared at Jesus home. Christ, he was a monster. But uh, anyway, who knows what the fuck happened? That was my point. But anyway, when he got out of jail, pull up that picture, Jamie. Did you get that picture of what? Uh, I was close. You were close? Well. It's uh. He's so shredded, bro. Dude. That motherfucker Fedor's on some shit, right? You see him? How dare you? I'm not saying he's on How some shit. I'm saying he's on that saying. prison workout program, bro. Oh, is that what he's on? Yeah, he's jacked. <laughs> he's getting three square meals a day. There's oh, my hell Look at no. that. Jesus oh, Christ! No. Oh my God! Pull up. Go go full screen with that picture. Oh my God! Why did say Tyson got prison, prison officer, officer pregnant. pregnant? Damn straight he did. Look at that did fucking he? monster. He did? Uh, I don't know. That knows? could be some bullshit. Go to that visit page, please. Let's find out that visit page. No, what am I? That. What am I? TMZ. I don't even want to read that. Of course he did. Go back to the photo. Fuck! I don't want to hear the story. I don't even want to. I don't want to give it the time of day. <laughs> I'm, I want to admire his body. Damn, he fucked a prison guard. <laughs> of course he did. Animal. That's always in uh, rap videos. Like, that was Tupac, right? Wow. Wasn't that one of Tupac? When I get free. Yeah, you know? dog. Remember well, he was talking about the girl, the prison lady? Who was, well, uh, the the two out? guys who escaped the prison <laughs> earlier this year, they were fucking the yep. prison guard. Yeah, you can't have girls. Now, you got to honey dick him into giving you keys to get out. Look at How about the, the yeah. body on Tyson? Jesus Bro. Christ. If he could maintain, I mean, that, that, I mean, is that the optimum look, though, when you're fighting? I mean, look how for him it was, especially well, for, how explosive he was. For that fight. You ever Kevin McNeely was, like, out of his league. You know you that know? Japanese anime where there's, like, uh, oh. girls that are cops and detectives going after criminals, and the criminals always fuck them? You ever see that? Oh, that's hilarious. I yeah, have, that's like I the theme it. of it. It's they're always going after him, and they almost catch him. They catch him. He seduces her. He fucks her, and he escapes. And she's constantly well, trying. You know, to... That's gotta happen, right? <laughs> you think female cops she's... and like super gangster dudes who have tons of money and big dicks? You think this happens <laughs> in real life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah especially all oh, those cartoons are based on uh, inspired by real events. A situation like the girl has to go undercover, <laughs> and then you know, while she's undercover, she falls in love. So I don't know dicked. what happened. I don't know what happened. The guy yeah. tried, you know, she tries to pull the card at the end and arrest him, but she can't do it. She, she, the she, end uh, of the episode is the same. Yet every, she almost has him, and then he just fucking talks her into sucking his dick. What is up with those weird Japanese anime yeah, ones where they have shit. octopuses? They all have, like, octopuses. They're getting fucked by, like, multiple-armed animals Hold and up. shit. This, this what is, is all that you know This is a cartoon? About? This is a cartoon. <laughs> this is real life. No anime, right? Oh. You know what I'm talking about, right? 
Yeah, but I don't, I don't know why. Why? What is that? They about, fuck right? octopus? Well, yeah, there's like, is it just tentacles? Is it tentacle porn? Is that what they call yeah, it? Yeah, I'll pull something up so you can see. Dude, yeah. they love sushi, That's man, funny, because so. I'm, like, just, for the last couple of days, I've been really into watch, going on YouTube and just watching uh, intelligent octopus documentaries and where they mm. test their intelligence. Do you know that... Yeah, off the coast of Washington, they have a problem with, there's certain areas that they have a problem with in the water where uh, octopus attack you, and they got it on film, like mm -hmm. attacking these divers and I shit. I love octopus, man. Have you heard of this? Well, they're predatory. Have you ever seen the video of them eating sharks? No. God damn, like a yeah. giant squid up, or something? Pull up the video of octopus kills a shark, because there was a problem that they had with uh, this aquarium where these sharks were dying, and they thought that, like, someone was stealing the sharks or they thought that maybe like one of the other sharks was killing the sharks they couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on so they set up a camera and in the hidden camera they found out that octopuses are gangster as fuck fuck yeah they're so smart they, it's incredible they hide in these rocks and they pretend to be the color of the rock they could change their color to, to look like their background like they camouflage themselves and while this shark is swimming by, the octopus just fucking explodes out and grabs him and eats him alive. That's one of those bullshit sharks, though. Well, it's a small shark, but it's just, when you put these motherfuckers in captivity, the sharks don't give a shit. As long as they have food, True. they're kind of dumb. But octopuses are not dumb. Octopuses are smart as fuck. I love a good octopus, octopi. man. Yeah, I love them. I think them. you're supposed to say octopi. Might be one of my favorite animals. Does it actually capture it on film? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's awesome. He's about to murk this fucking yeah. sissy shark. I think I've Once seen they this, knew... but the, the, the <clears throat> footage ain't that good. It's not bad, dude. Once they knew that the uh, octopus was doing this, they set up all sorts of cameras. You see how they edit this shit? Mm -hmm. They edit it, I bet, I mean, this is that was probably taken three weeks before. Well, you gotta edit it, Well, though. I think both, both scenes are probably bullshit. You know I mean, you know, like this all this like, other stuff, yeah. like all this stuff, this is like uh, we gotta build a story. Hey, bravo. Creating it. Knows a little bit too much story, about the bro. business. You know a little too much about the business. Anytime I watch a Discovery Channel, I'm like, how do they get the cameras all over this fuck? They're weaving a story. How many cameras did how did they get the camera in the water like that? Eddie Bravo can't watch a fucking superhero movie. It's like, come on, you know he's gonna win. He always wins. Like, why would you watch it if you know what's gonna happen at the end? Why would you watch it? You know, do you think he's gonna lose? Did you think he was gonna die? At the end was over. Were you shocked? Were you surprised? Like, whoa, the good guy won. The good guy always wins. I want the bad guy to win. Why can't the bad guy win? I want the bad guy to win once. I like narcos, all right? <laughs> That's what I want to watch. Here I, I want to watch, 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 watch. This is it. Bitch, Ooh, got come his here. ass. Little bitch oh, ass shark. Oh, shit. Yeah. And he just jacked squeezes him. the life out Jack, of him. Jacked him. Well, their tentacles, man, their tentacles, are, as fuck. their tentacles are not just strong as fuck, but those, the, the suction cups have prongs. They reach out and cling and rip things apart. Like, it's not as simple as, like, those are just, like, soft suctions. Holy like, shit. That's don't great Don't they have a hook, It's amazing Don't they have a hook in their mouth? Yeah, and if they lose a leg, their leg just grows right back. They're so gangster. And they have eyeballs that are, they're, they're really effective, but they're so different than ours. It's like a completely different branch of the evolutionary chain that, I mean. Yeah. Ain't that a bitch you know, if you're you know, a shark? Yeah, what's crazy is when, when they're born yeah. from day one, they're on their own. So that's why they're so skittish and they hide all the time. But if you raise octopus 
in an environment where they don't have anything to fear, they go right up to you. And, and there's these octopus in this cove. I'm watching all these documentaries. There's this octopus in this cove You're a little where, too octopus, where they're not dog. afraid at all. You go, you go into the water, they come right up to you and look you right in the fucking eye. They go right up to you and swim around and check you out. They're not scared of shit. But Oof. in the wild, since you know, since day one, they're by themselves. They don't, their mothers don't raise them. They're just skittish and they're just hiding and shit all the time. Well, I think when they come in contact with people too, if they have any sort of means of communication, they would let them know that people are dangerous. Can you like put, if they are really sure. smart. Yeah. If I don't know how smart octopus are. I mean, what crazy much smart. I know, right? Yeah. But I don't know how much information they can transfer to each other. They, there's all these videos of them doing. They learn mm -hmm. really, really quick. Like they'll take an, an octopus, a wild octopus. They put it in an aquarium, and then they they put a crab in some uh, glass container where they could see the crab, and they can't figure out how to fucking get the crab. But then they in the next uh, container they have a, a, an octopus octopus that knows exactly how to get him so the the fucking octopus is watching the other one open shit up and he's right there and the, the octopus is like <gasps> all excited going going like this going, oh shit i know how to do it so then they give him they give they give him another fucking crab in this glass container and that octopus just goes quick you wow. quick Eddie it's Brown crazy dude uh, can you look up <sighs> octopus attacks human they got the dude is they got I'll an octopus on a, on an a diver's head. I'll take a picture of you with that shirt. Sit on a diver's a head. Octopus <laughs> attacks about human. a fucking octopus. I'll tell dude, you that right. no, I mean, that's you, way scarier a than a like fucking a shark. No, I get it. I get it. Dude, I'd, I'd rather rip be a, the fuck out of an Whoa. octopus. You dude, say that, I would rather be in, in the water, water with a shark than an, a killer octopus. Get the fuck Come on, a killer octopus. Well, it depends on how big the octopus is. You're in too deep into this octopus. No, no, no. How big would the octopus be before you start freaking out? I mean, we're talking about a like a you'd giant get, squid, like yeah. Moby Dick squid you'd here. To, you'd have to start getting nervous. No, at no, a certain octopus. Weight. But hey, but here's the thing: two hundred pound octopus. I'm out. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm Fuck saying. Fuck that, like, dude. Especially in the water, it wouldn't even take that much. It wouldn't even uh, take I'm a seventy about, pound. Octopus. I'm talking yeah. about like that thing. Yeah. I'm but, talking about like. Look, 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 he's on his head. In the water, he's on his head. Look, if you get if you're in the water, okay, a really big one like a 50, 60 pounder could kill you. It's real possible. I guess they he could, could drag me. They could drag you, and they could bite your tank. They could bite your bite neck. My tank. They have beaks, dude. I mean, they can tear flesh They're not apart. Fast. Are you watching? They're these? not Look. fast. You're right. They're not fast. But Look, I'd bite the if you fuck got, out of an octopus. If you got caught up with one of these in a tangle, in the water, how are you tough. gonna swim? How are you gonna swim away? Like, what if it cuts your cable? If it's that smart and it cuts your scuba cable, you're a dead man. For sure. Unless you can get to a knife Bro, and I'm start stabbing that thing in the head. Bro, I'm talking about these little bullshit octopus we were watching. <laughs> There's sure. a human getting attacked, honestly. <laughs> you guys are watching. <laughs> you guys are discussing what would happen, and they're showing you what's happened. This, this guy's he's, on, he's oh taking off his mask. Oh, he's Jesus. taking off his mask. He jumped on his mask. Look this is this in Washington, bitch. dude. Look yeah, at him. Dude, I'm telling you, look mm. at this. this Meanwhile, guy, the camera guy's not helping. This guy's getting jacked. Look at this. But look at him yank it off. Yeah, but he's got to be careful, right? Oh my God! That's a big ass act. I'm not talking well, about one of these Moby Dick squids. How, how, <laughs> deep, how deep was he in there? Dude, this isn't have a problem in Washington off the coast. An octopus that attack. Bro, how wow. many people die a year from octopus? Look at this. Look at the beak. See, see the fucking beak. I'm not worried. That's about a bad octopus, bee bro. movie, right? Like some bunch of uh, twenty year olds go camping Look off the coast of Washington. Jamie, rewind that because it's like a that thing from the Alien, from the movie Alien. Look at the tongue that comes out. Look at this. Meanwhile, homeboy's Look on the screen that. crying his eyes out. Right Dude, they One. might be Congratulations. aliens. They might be aliens. Or they might live in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Joe on this one. <laughs> I mean, we, or, they're right there. Or, I mean, here they are. <laughs>
Look at this Maybe poor they're, diver. They're, they're, they're animals from another planet. Yeah, this guy's getting jacked. I think it was j just trying to test him. But, you know, they're, um, they found these fossil remains of what they think was an enormous one. The problem with when these things die, we don't know how big they used to be. You know, we know, like, Megalodon existed, but we know that basically because of his jaw. Yeah. It, we don't know what how big their, like, their beaks were, and, like, there's times they can't find their bodies because their bodies deteriorate, but they have fossilized remains of enormous suction cups in, like, an octopus's tentacle formation yeah. that they think indicates that, like, the, the, those mysteries of the Kraken, where they would talk about this enormous fucking octopus that could take down a ship, and that, you know, sailors would see them at sea and be terrified see, of them. See, that's some scary shit. Could have been bullshit, but they have these fossilized versions now of those tentacles the suction cups that are making scientists reconsider and they think there might have been an enormous one like they never even saw that giant squid until like a few years ago i'm just saying the octopus now not scared you, you think <laughs> that's you all i'm saying dude dudes are gonna train octopus to jerk them off watch that's the future God. No man, you wish. <laughs> hey. like little pokers in those those. You got to You got to clip them. Clip the pokers. Clip the pokers like a cat. <laughs> like you know, you give your cat. You what do you do to the gerbil cat? when you put it in your butt? Um, you tape. You him break up, his guess, jaw, right? right? No, no, they you don't pull do his that. teeth out. Yeah, no, I mean, right? you guys have the you guys have the wrong Richard Gear <laughs> manual. <laughs> Come on, you break their jaw, right? No, you shave them down. No, no, you just <laughs> pull the teeth out. You put bro. them in a giant condom, like a bicycle For inner real? tube. Yeah. Oh, that's no. That, look no, at no, that, dudes, that, bro. dudes go raw dog on them. They go raw um, gerbil it's, on wait, them. But if you want to do it safe, go raw. <laughs> if you want to do it safe, you, you got to break their jaw. Bike hose, uh, dude. I would never do it without breaking their jaw. Just put it inside you. you just oh. a nice hammer fist. You just hold their head down and go. Psh, just one little. Psh, and so, that's it. Um, Josh Barnett versus. Roy Nelson is the uh, main event here, and this is interesting watching Josh Barnett back in the fucking pride. He hasn't fought in a while. No, he hasn't. He hasn't fought since Travis Brown, correct? Correct. But he's been doing Metamorphs, but that's a different animal. Killing in it, grappling. Submit Huron Gracie. That is not easy. Yeah, he's a beast, dude. Submitted Dean Lister too, who's even bigger yes! than Huron. Dean Lister. There you go. And he was the Leister. first guy. Lister. Lister. Not like Lister Bowling. He was uh, one of the first guys to uh, submit Dean in like fucking fifteen or sixteen years. Like How long has it been, Eddie? In competition. Some I, I think I think the first crazy. time ever, right? In I don't competition, know if it was ever. I thought. I mean, maybe it was like as a black belt ever, but whatever it was, it was super impressive. Eddie, are we betting on this main event and co-main event? What? We're betting on the main event, not I the co-main event. I got Barnett. A thousand on Barnett. See, I think Barnett's gonna win, but I'll bet you for the sake of it. You guys don't think well, that's that Roy Nelson can pull it off? I think can he can. Can his way out of there? I think Josh is too experienced to eat that one. <laughs> I think guys have figured out Roy, right? right. He, and it shows because he's won one out of his last four fights. Mm. He's won in four of his last five, I think. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think uh, granty has been fighting tough, tough guys. Roy can always turn the lights out on you, man. But when always. you're fighting a vet like Josh Barnett, man, they go, all right, right, you got a huge right hand. Cool. Mm -hmm. We're going we're gonna to minimize that. I'm going to get you into the cage. And really, you know, we talk about Roy being a black belt, which he is. Don't get me wrong under mm -hmm. Henzo Gracie. But Josh Barnett's a motherfucker. He's going to get you yep. down. He certainly He's going to get you down. He, he's certainly a motherfucker. And if you remember Frank Mayer versus Roy Nelson, remember Frank got against the cage was taking him down, mm -hmm. kind of whooping his ass? So when I see that, I think Barnett's looking at that footage going, all right, we're going to get him against the cage. We're going to get him down and do work. Yeah, I don't know about that fight. Um, the um, Because how impressive was Josh against Frank Mayer? Super impressive. I mean, he, he made... Frank Mir looked like it was towards the end of his career, and then Frank Mir after that went on this big comeback, True. right? He took so he, time off, though. Yeah. 
Yeah. But when you looked at that <clears throat> fight, that's that's a big part of it, right? The time off is a big yeah. part of it. That's a really important mm -hmm. point, actually. Mm -hmm. I think Josh Barnett is super crafty, man. He knows so much. He's, he's such he's a so veteran, smart. bro. He's such a veteran. But we look at him in the UFC, especially this comeback. He's one and one, right? Mm -hmm. He beat Mayer, which at the time, it wasn't like the Mayer now. But he smashed him. He smashed him. And he did it in a pretty ruthless way. Charged his ass, hit him with that knee. Yeah. Well, he also but then he got mur then he got murked by Travis Brown. He did, and then he, he took did. a bunch of time off. He got Travis Browned. That that one technique that Travis used on Gonzaga, and he used on that him. elbow, yeah, that elbow with the with that wide spread that he has when his. That's he, all we trained. Woo. That's all we trained. And playing. his fucking takedown defense is so nasty. He's so, so wide. Tall. He's so fucking tall. Mm -hmm. That elbow comes fast too. I just bam, I just bam, think bam, bam. I think Barnett with Roy. I think. I think Stipe was the first one to like, all right, let's just avoid this right hand mm -hmm. and go to work. And Josh is such a smarter mm -hmm. fighter than all these other guys. Well, I think it's super interesting, but we're also assuming that Roy hasn't figured out that he needs to make some adjustments. And I it's don't too late, brother. I don't know about that. Really? I don't know about that. I disagree. See, what I know about Roy is he got good at jiu-jitsu enough to be a black belt, not enough to be a highly considered black belt, beat Frank Mir in that grappling competition. Like, to, to get that good at grappling, you have to be able to solve problems. So if he is really good at this one thing that he already knows, he's really good at knocking people You're out. You're talking about a young right? guy when he competed and all that. Yeah, but don't you think that he's just as hungry now as probably he's ever been before? I, no. I never see that guy no, I disagree. looking like he's lo lost his enthusiasm for things. He's always been trying to fight the best guys in the world. I mean, and he's had some spectacular results against high-level guys. Like, look at the Czech Congo fight. When he knocked out Czech Congo, Czech Congo is pretty highly regarded, right? Mitch, when he Has knocked Czech out Congo Mitrion, ever been highly regarded? Yeah, after the Cain Velasquez fight. Especially. God damn, that was a while ago. Mm -hmm. It was. And he still lost that fight. And then he knocked fight. out uh, Pat Barry. That Pat Barry fight showed he didn't come back. <laughs> that was a long What's time ago and he still you lost that You gotta stop doing that to me, man. <laughs> Bro! You gotta stop making that face Well, listen, man, Pat Barry had him on Queer Street. He, he gave him his 100 mailbox. He gave him Pat, the keys and, to his apartment. And Pat, you and know then, I love you. You know yes. I love you. But Pat Barry's not a world-class guy. But at that time, Pat Barry had never been knocked out before. And Czech Congo knocked him out with one punch. That's fact. That is a fact. Check, uh, Pat had not been knocked out before, and that sort of started like a, 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 a series of bad losses that Pat had. He fought tougher guys. Pat is a wild dude, and Easy, he had him, he, he came hard and strong and had him hurt bad. For sure, that was had an amazing fight. Bad. One of the best of all and time. And then Congo came back and knocked him out. So I got I think Congo's pretty highly regarded, in my opinion. In and the then, UFC. And then after that, Roy knocking him out. I thought it was pretty—I'm pretty sure that's the way it happened. I'm pretty sure Roy knocked him out after he had the war with Pat Th That's Bear. correct. Is that true? That's correct. correct. <clears throat> um, I just think that uh, Roy has some stupid power. And you never know with a guy like that, man. When a guy has that kind of stupid power, if Roy hits you, if you fuck up, if it's you over. zig when you should have zagged, it's over. the dude can shut it off. But you, that don't, when you get to a certain level and you only have one thing, I'm not saying Roy only has one thing, but if your right hand's mm -hmm. a motherfucker and you get to a certain level, these, these pros, pros go, okay, not right. getting caught with that. And it showed because he's one in four, one in four his last five. I think, you know, it's cute, too, that he has that look. You know, with the big belly, and he rubs his belly, and he gets on top of the octagon. But I think the reality is he would move better and fight better if he didn't have that. 100%. It's amazing how far he's gotten with all that extra body fat. It's amazing. Oh, he's world He class. can make 155. <laughs> That's a stretch. That's a fucking... First of all, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you, How dare you? How is that a... Cover of the UG right now. Come on. The fucking front page. Eddie Bravo says Roy Nelson could make one at 155. If he got his diet together? No. no. Come no. on. He'd be he a legit 205-er. A legit 205 He's a thick dude, man. 
But, I mean, look, maybe he could skinny though, the fuck out of himself and make 185. But if he did, Bro. he would probably be in hell. 205. 205 is reasonable. Okay, but if you if he weighs, what does he weigh, 250? What do you think he weighs? Yeah, 255, 250. How many pounds overweight do you think he is? If you look at that big giant belly. Probably 150. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. How much is that overweight? I mean, like, what? what how much is Joe Riggs, Joe Riggs used to be 300 pounds, right. and he fought at 300 pounds, and then he got down to 170. <clears throat> yeah, but Joe, Joe mm. Riggs was a different thing. I mean, I think Roy he Nelson's was like. Roy not that tall. I think when he first started losing weight, Joe was, like, really obese. I think it was a yes. different kind of, like, leg obese, arm obese. Like, like Roy's successful. Yeah. At that what you know he's successful. Yeah. Well, he's only, it's weird because he's only got it in the belly. Like his arms aren't fat. His arms are like a, it's like a stocky guy arms. Mm, are they? They're not or like is, his is, belly. His mm, belly's this giant belly. And yeah, his legs but his arms. He's size. not like muscular. Like he doesn't have like the definition of shoulders. Well, look at Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt. <laughs> his arms are like his body gallons. fat. Mark Hunt carries his body fat like all over the place. He's got his body fat in his arms. Well, he's he's Samoan, body, right? Like, right. Thick. He's got it in his legs. Yes. But Roy has it mostly in his belly. Like he has it all in his belly. Yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not a nutritional expert, so I could throw some bro science in your, your <laughs> I'll way. I'll take some bro science like a motherfucker. Someone called Dolce immediately. We need to find out. I don't know what, what makes a guy's gut stick out more. Like when you see a guy and he has a giant belly, but everything else seems sort of normal size, like what is it? Is that a diet thing? Is that a genetic thing? Is it just thing? his genetics? Where That's all the fat are, goes to the stomach. There's so many guys with giant bellies, but their yeah. legs are kind of normal. Yeah. For some well, it's like a girl, though. Sometimes girls eat and they just have these fat asses, bro. So it goes yeah. all yeah. over their asses. And then their arms For Roy, are skinny. in the stomach. Yeah. I used to work with this guy. And uh, he was a construction guy. And he was, it was the weirdest, he had the weirdest body of all time. <laughs> his, his legs were normal sized. His arms were normal size. <laughs> his face was barely fat. And then his chest was fairly normal. And then he had this crazy fucking belly that didn't make any sense. Just a you goo. would just look at his belly and go, what in the fuck? But then I thought about it one day. I was like, all that guy would have to do is get rid of that part of his body. And he's like a guy who plays softball on a regular basis. Yeah, he's a dime he's piece. Hitting the gym, taking a spin class. He looks like a normal guy. It's a big if, though. Sometimes it's a... <laughs> Sometimes it's a kind of a, a hormone issue, right? Like his hormones are off. So it's I wish I, I knew. We're guessing. This is straight bro science. Bro science. When Roy you Nelson's see, a motherfucker. That could be though. a show. <laughs> just bro, bro science. It just a bunch us. of dudes It'd talking about science. Just straight <laughs> bullshit. Very dude, vague. I, dude, Very I saw vague. this documentary, bro. Oh, shit. It's a hormone thing. Yeah, like, I sometimes, don't know. Sometimes it's good to not have Google nearby. True. You know, just to like have it's dudes. Funner. Spe- <laughs> It's way funner. <laughs> Brings us back to the old days. As long as no one likes to pretend, they don't like to pretend that uh, they know what the fuck they're talking about. Because that bro science goes down the chain, you know, because mm-hmm. whatever you tell me, then I tell someone. Exactly. Yeah. I then mean, I've, science. How many times? I've said that so many times. I heard. And yeah. then, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm pretty I sure. I, that's why I always do that. I'm pretty sure. It's a weird thing, though, man. Like, people's, people's diets. You know, I've been paying attention to my sugar intake lately over the last, like, few weeks. They like, say that's really, key, really, right? But I just, I'm shocked at how much sugar is in things that I didn't know. Do you know that low-fat milk, for the most part, has sugar in it? Eight grams, son. They put sugar in low-fat milk because otherwise it's just nothing. Milk has and a by ton the way, of sugar. Low-fat sugar, or low-fat milk, rather, don't drink it. It has no nutritional value. None. Because all the things like vitamin D, vitamin K, vitamin E, they all have to bond to fats. So like the, 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 there's no fats in the milk, so it's like you're just drinking water. I don't fuck it's with like milk. nonsense. Yeah. I like milk. I like almond milk. Yeah, almond milk and rice milk. Almond milk again, same thing though. If you read the ingredients, that shit is all sugar. Nah, son, you can get zero sugar. 
Unsweetened. 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 Yeah. And it's delicious. Zero really? grams yeah. of sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the stuff you get, though, has the, like the, the mm. famous True. brand. If you get, like, they do the, have yeah, unsweetened, though. Duncan Trussell called me up. He's like, dude, fucking, I found the best almond milk. It's so amazing. <laughs> tastes so good. It's good for you. Just I go, it's you over now. I go, Why, how's it taste good? He goes, it's delicious. I go, ooh, did you check to see how much sugar's in it? And so we did it on the phone, and it was just some stupid amount. And it was from like a little baby glass yeah, that man. you know you're not going to have. Mm -mm. You know, you know you're going to have a big glass. I know if something tastes good, it has sugar. That's my biggest problem. <laughs> That's my sugar by far the worst sweet tooth, man. Sometimes I wonder why I work mm. out so hard so I can eat like shit. Do you want some mangoes with chili on them right now? Yeah, I'm never mad at that. Jamie, where are those? Bitches? Like fresh mangoes? This is, no, no, no. Nah, like dried like... mangoes. Oh. This is my fresh. problem lately. Like I have I have an issue. Mango sticky rice, baby. I have an issue. I'm avoiding sugar. And th th my number one issue is these fucking Trader Joe's mangoes with chili on them. They have, I know it's got sugar in it. I don't even want to read I'm the label. I'm addicted to sugar, bro. These things right here, dude. Do you like those, Eddie? I haven't had those. Oh, you get Eddie one of those too, please. What, because I'm Mexican? Yes. Yeah. This shit is delicious. Who makes this one? No cholesterol. Snacks. I know it's got sugar in it, dude. What does it say on the back? It's almost, it's almost like it's so good. It's like, let's figure out what it doesn't have and then put that free. You know, cholesterol free. Does it yeah. have cholesterol? Okay, cholesterol free. Well, yeah. Of course there's no cholesterol in it. That's silly. <laughs> No lead. It's so funny that it lead says lead free. <laughs> no nuclear energy. <laughs> Merc non mercury. Uh, that's hilarious. Like no mangoes have mercury. No mangoes have cholesterol. <laughs> like what are you using butter to make your mangoes? <laughs> cholesterol free. That's so stupid. It's gluten free. It better be. Shit. If it's made out of bread, then it's not really a mango. You fuck. Eddie Bravo opening it up. Chico Camus, Horaguchi, Horaguchi's first fight since he lost to Mighty Mouse could be very interesting. Horaguchi's fast as shit, too. And Chico Camus is pretty slick. I thought Chico Camus looked real good in his, uh, <laughs> how much? You Usually, reading sugar intake? The first ingredient is mango. Second ingredient, sugar? Sugar. Fuckers. They didn't even try Can't to hide it. it by saying, oh hi, fructose corn syrup. <laughs> Say, fuck it, just let them have it. I wonder if one's better for you. Haraguchi, dude. Haraguchi's fighting Chico Camus. I forgot about this fight. This is a good-ass fight. I thought Chico Camus looked really good against uh, your boy Henry Cejudo. That was a great fight. How bad? Oh, was it How bad is Cejudo? Is a bad motherfucker. How yeah. bad are artificial Woo. sweeteners when a cult, uh, soda companies advertise we use real sugar? <laughs> How bad is aspartame? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, at this point in time, that's real all sugar. People want man. I yeah. thought, I'm addicted to it, bro. Want. I'm addicted. You want to real it. sugar? Yeah, people want real sugar now, man. They they feel like it's too too risky to get involved with aspartame. All of it's bad for you, dude. The reality is, like, you're only supposed to get sugar from actual foods, like sugar from fruits, sugar from apples, you know, sugar from things that taste sweet. That's how you're supposed to get your sugar. Like this creepy way that we've got of like sucking all the sugar out and stockpiling it and then injecting it directly into our bloodstream in the form of candy. Like that is, that's a drug. Oh, it's beautiful. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> and it's completely alien to our system. I feel great though. But you know who needs it apparently is those uh, super uh, triathletes and marathon runners and shit. They need sugar, dude. They, they oh, say people shit. who are real explosive need it for their glycogen. Oh, really? This I is gross. I hear about that's that good I like, want to be explosive. <laughs> well, who's that guy that was? Uh, it's only body type. Who's the guy that was fighting uh, MMA? The uh, giant. He fought Tim Sylvia. Tim Sylvia beat the fucking shit out of him. 
He was a world's UFC? strongest man. No, no, no. no. Oh, Ray Mercer. Oh, no, no. Hold, no, what's hold, his name? hold. Uh, fuck. Starts one, with a P. I can't remember his name. Um, he's Strong from man. Poland, right? He's from yes. Poland. He fought Pujanowski. Pujanowski. Thank Ooh, yeah. you very much. Real meathead. Yeah, he's oh, he's the biggest of big. He's a giant dude. Ten, ten time world strongest man contest. Yeah, some shit. Super powerful dude. Um, and he eats a lot of candy apparently. He eats chocolate, big, right? Yeah, big part of his training. But I guess he's just blowing his sugar levels out of his muscles so much. When you're much. on so much steroids, though, it don't, it doesn't fucking matter. What yeah. Do you remember yeah. that? Remember that real buff guy that was the mascot for Look King of the Cage? Him. You remember King yeah, of the yeah, Cage? Yeah. That guy who's yeah. huge. He was a huge bodybuilder. So. They would use him for like, like in between shots of like fights. Why don't you explain how crazy that was? Like, so I was there. Was. So I was I was there when he had a photo shoot because I had to do like a photo thing because I was a commentator. So he, they were gonna knock out a bunch of photo shoots, and he's sitting there in the waiting room with a gigantic bag of Skittles. And he's just killing Skittles, and I asked, and he said, "You got to get the the biggest pump. You need sugar running through your veins to get the biggest pump." Wow. Sugar. I don't know. <laughs> he was eating Skittles right before this photo shoot. Sugar makes the world go round, man. These dudes that lift that much weight, I think they just blow their sugar out of their body. I think, you know, their requirements are just so high. But how crazy was that King of the Cage thing? Because the whole thing was they had these MMA fights, and then they had this guy that was supposed to be the king of the cage. And the guy who was supposed to be the king of the cage was just an actor or a bodybuilder. So he, he did jujitsu. But but he wasn't fighting. No. He wasn't the king. It wasn't like he was the guy that was at the he, top of the heap. He was the guy that locked the cage yeah. before the fights. Yeah, but how? But it wasn't his organization. He was just the guy that Terry and Bud hired. This guy's awesome. Well, the, what it the was, was very was, strange. What, what, what it was is Boz Rutan owned. He was part owner, right, in the first uh -huh. one. So the logo was like Boz Rutan, oh. buff with a bald guy. So when Boz Rutan bolted from King of the Cage, they kept the logo, but then they just turned it into a real dude. That's hilarious. Bro, these things are a motherfucker. They're so good. They're so, right? I'm going to eat this entire bag. Of course you are. I told you, this is my problem Bro, right I think now. my mom had like maple syrup in her titties when I was young. <laughs> I'm uh, straight up, man. I cannot get enough of it. Oh, that's so silly. Mm. Meanwhile, this is a good fight. Chico Camus and Haraguchi. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I haven't watched one single fight. Haraguchi's fast as fuck, man. Mighty How Mouse. do you guys remember these? I'm sitting here listening to you guys talk about fights. And I, th I don't. I feel like, like I'm not a real fan. No, I you're, feel like you're I'm a, a real poser. fan. But you, no. you, you're running a hundred fucking jujitsu schools. You know, you still got to keep But up you're, with, you're, yeah. you're a hundred times more busy than I am, and so are you. Yeah, but I'm part not of, that busy. But this is my job, Eddie. That's part of our job. I mean, my job especially. I'm the commentator for the UFC. I mean, <laughs> I'm supposed to be in Japan you, right now. There's no <laughs> way. There's no shit. way you could. You can have. All that information about all these fights and fighters and what happened in these fights in the second round and the third fucking round and all that shit, unless you watch them again. Well, that's why he's the best in the world. Memory. You watch a, a UFC twice. Fight. You watch them twice. <clears throat> it depends on the fight. There's f some I, I you watch. You know too much, dude. It's some... like, there's, I gotta, you have no time for shit. How do you? <laughs> he doesn't sleep, though. No wonder you haven't watched Narcos yet. <clears throat> I just remember them, dude. It's a different thing when you're calling fights, especially. When you're calling fights, you you remember more. Okay. That makes sense. Dude, you know I who fights tonight? Dante Wilder. Heavyweight champion. I think your yeah. memory is extraordinary. Champion. That's what really? I really think. Yes. You, well, you, you and Brent, do you watch fights twice? Are you watching all day? You wake up and I got to watch fights. Well, you know, no. dude, as a when comedian. When do you watch these fights? 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Come on, man. You your memory's too good. You have to have a good memory to be a comic. To do an mm-hmm. hour-long set and to do a new hour-long set every year or so, you got to change it up. You have to re- remember old shit. You have to remember new shit. You have to, you have to be able to memorize things. You have to. You're super it's talented. Yeah. Can I ask you something? Um, you're, how do you deal with uh, your children farting? Do you laugh at that? Do you laugh at yeah, the farts? Yeah, it's hilarious. The five-year-old has figured out it's hilarious, though, now. That's but trouble. She, your mom, she your mom? won't stop farting. Okay, so my well. wife gets bummed out, and I think it's hilarious, so I'm laughing. Yeah. So there's no co- cooperation. So the, the five-year-old the other day, she, she's in bed reading stories. She grabs the back of her knees, <laughs> rolls her butt back in the air, and blasts one <laughs> up in the air. You started laughing? I'm fucking howling. I think it's hilarious. That's tough, bro. But your wife when she not, gets to middle school. It's, she, it's av- absolutely funny. But she, she trying to hold it in? She doesn't think I should necessarily encourage it. She said, you shouldn't fart. And I'll say, hey, all right, you got to stop farting. But the problem is, <laughs> in my house... V- like laughter is valued very, very, very For heavily. For sure, yeah. In my house, it's always laughter. Hell yeah. Like we're, we laugh about everything, and we joke around about stuff all the time. And we're always like, like if if something goes wrong, even if something goes wrong, they do do something that they shouldn't do. There's always some laughter involved. For sure. Always. Yeah. So, like, when, when she finds out that she can make us fucking howl laughing She's by sticking her farts. butt in the air, they, they just start doing stuff, but don't man. You want to, they think but, it's funny. But what, here's the argument, Joe. Don't you want her to be ladylike, though? She goes to middle school and no. starts ripping farts. You nope. got the shitty girl in nope. school. I want her to be a nice person, and I want her to be whoever, however she wants to be as long as she interacts bro, with people. What if she farts She can't be ripping farts uh, well, in school. Well, you, listen, bro. Do you rip farts in school? Come on. No. Exactly. Right? But when you're at your house and someone says, all right, well, you can't rip those farts when you're uh, in the teacher's office, okay? That's you can't legit. rip Like All you have to do is teach the kid when to fart and when not to fart. Yeah. That's why I think also like teaching them about swearing like don't keep swearing from them just tell them or notice when daddy talks to the guy at the lexus dealership notice how daddy doesn't use the word cunt yeah because cunts you can't say cunt to the lexus guy you know you gotta you gotta know when to be appropriate and when not to be appropriate but don't because you don't want them figuring it out through other people you know like why should you hide anything from your kids if you think that it's okay to use certain words you should use those words in front of your kids but you should use them when you think they're able to discern when to and when not to use them so like, i don't swear i very rarely do i accidentally fuck up and swear in front of the kids so you try not say, to try not to okay try not to say but as time goes on, I will absolutely start swearing more. Not yet. Not yet, though. When they're old, you let little ones in every now and then. On accident. No, on accident, but sometimes not. Sometimes not on accident. What kind of swear word are we talking there? Not bad. Like occasional fuck and every now and then a shit. That's not bad. But even the fuck, it's like, Jesus. Have they repeated fuck. it yet? No. Yeah. No, but the shit one, God, when when the little one was three, <clears throat> this was hilarious, dude. We were, we were, um, we were uh, skiing, and uh, we put all our stuff in the bag. We were leaving. And uh, she forgot to pack her helmet. And I go, honey, uh, you forgot to put your helmet in there. And she goes, shit. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Dude. That's funny. And my, my wife just bit her hand. She turned away. She didn't want to laugh. And yeah. I went, oh, snap. And I turned and looked away. I'm like, it was, she didn't know how funny it was. Yeah, yeah. Like, to her, it was like just a normal yeah, thing. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. That's great. But to hear a three-year-old say, oh, shit. Hilarious. What's yeah. weird is around my wife, 
uh, he is she, she she doesn't laugh. She doesn't want to encourage like laughter. She's trying to teach him to be proper. Mm. But around me, he knows he could fart, and I'll laugh. And if it's just me and him, I'll, I'll fart. He'll fart. I'll yeah. go, bah, 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 bah. We're farting back and forth. We're high fiving each other oh, with farts. But then when mom's around, we're in the bathroom, and then he farts. I gotta hold it in, and he's looking at me, and I gotta keep a straight face. He's like, he's like, don't throw me under the bus over yeah. here. And I'm like, I don't want to hear Sorry, it from bro. her. So I yeah. just like, oh, like, and then she's hilarious. looking at me, knowing that I'm holding it in. Oh, that's going, so funny. He feels so confident around me. Like when when daddy's around, he could just blow those. So that's a problem that he we're looks having identical, right now. Dude. We're having a we're having a. That's so funny. We're having a fart problem at the yeah. fart house. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. I, I, I mean, I think if you can hold them in, it's like it's a nice thing to do. It's but you know what? It's, it's hard enough holding people. my farts in. It's hard enough holding my farts in around my wife. I have to hold. She. She. I don't want to fart around her. She doesn't want me to fart. But I'm not gonna hold my farts in around my son too. That's that's like having two wives. That's tough. You know what I mean? That's I'm tough, like, bro. Around my son, he's gonna get uh, it. I am not holding <laughs> shit in. Yeah. I'm gonna blow fucking ass around yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> Another headline in the OG: Bravo farts around son, holds I it around the wife. Hold... It's hard enough around the wife. Oh, dude, Haraguchi just tagged Camus with a. This is a great scrap, man. We're missing out on. I feel like all fight. the fights have been crazy. They haven't. Right? We're just talking about farts. Rhinos, we talked about octopus for a farts, solid hour. Animals and shit. Headline. I octopus even, farts. And I said before this podcast Tyson. that this podcast would not be a regular podcast, but it kind of is. It's not a fight companion podcast. That's the big lie. Yeah. We're barely talking about fights. People talk shit. We, we don't even talk each- about fights. We haven't seen each other in a while, folks. I We're going to catch man. up. It's fun. <laughs> it's the best. I fucking hate these things. Yeah. People do get mad, but you don't have to listen. Yeah. No, for the Meanwhile, most part, it's all positive. Chico Camus looks super good in this fight, as does Horaguchi. They're as both is. tagging each other. Look what? how Haruichi's got that crazy wide stance. Like, look how hey, wide. What, what he time stands. is it over there in Japan right now? Does anyone know? That's it's eleven in the, oh, mo- in the mo- eleven a.m. Yeah, <clears> so it started early for our view and pleasure. Dude, big right hand there by Haruguchi. This is eleven a.m. now, Eddie. Something like that. So it's probably they probably started at like nine or something. Oof. Yeah. If, if you're on those prelims, Oof. you're waking up early. Do you adjust? You must adjust. Um, like way in advance. Hell right? yeah, you dude, I saw to. your Instagram. You're doing jujitsu at seven in the morning. What the fuck's up with that? So I roll, man. What time do you wake up? He really up? just gets up at 7 and takes a photo and puts it up of the I, night before We rolled the night before, yeah. Right? No, <laughs> I usually wake up can't sleep. It's piss. like 7 in the morning, he can't sleep. I usually wake you up early, all night. I usually wake <laughs> up early. You do jujitsu at 7 in the morning. Yeah. Jesus, wow. you're one of those dudes. Yeah. God, A lot damn. of guys like that, man. I was looking That's at... That's mid-sleep. Uh, That's doesn't like... your boy um, in... Uh, doesn't um, your, your boy down in San Diego... Boogie, yeah. Doesn't yeah. Boogie have a uh, 6 a.m. or 6.30 a.m. I think he switched class? it up, though. I think he I, he <laughs> finally <laughs> broke down. I'm, I think he doesn't do that anymore. That's 6 a.m. jujitsu. But there are people. Thank God there are people like you. I follow uh, Boogie on Instagram. Boogie Woogie. I mean, I'm not trying to San do Diego. too much shit. I'm not trying to do too much shit at 7 a.m., but... I like that, though, man. Yeah. I like to get a good workout in in the morning. Me, too. I feel I like good. It. What time Sometimes, do you wake up these days? Depends. If I have to take the kids to school, you know, Depends. But a lot of times, uh, I, I'll take 10:30. Like, I'll take like eight o'clock jujitsu cl- or eight o'clock uh, yoga class. Really? Yeah. God, I really want to start like doing that. yoga, man. Dude. I just can't. <clears throat> I'm I don't loving know. it. I'm being lazy when I'm it comes get, to yoga. Getting very close to being able to do jujitsu again. My shoulder's not bothering me anymore. I'm gonna get another MRI to get it looked at. But ever since the, uh, is this Deontay Wilder? Yes. Is this the highlights? Yeah. Is the fight over already? Yeah. Oh, Wilder got fucked up, dude. Who's Deontay? He had some big fucking black eyes, man. Look at his eye. Holy shit. Shit. 
Boom. Oh my God! Wow, they're cracked. Oh my God, he got cracked. Dude, crazy story. What about these guys? Why? He has. These are a decision win. Was it a decision? Eleventh round TKO. He stopped him in the eleventh round. Yeah. Deontay's for real. Deontay's Dude, a hurt. fucking monster, man. I want to see He hasn't been fight. fighting that long. I got recorded. I'm gonna see that when wow. I get home. I love watching him fight. I, wow, he got a serious fucking black eye. I fucked up. I didn't want. I didn't record it. God damn it. Ooh, I don't miss some <sighs> NBC boxing. But wasn't there another fight on tonight? Isn't there another another boxing match on tonight? Uh, is it, is there something on HBO tonight as well, or is it just? I don't this know. One? I just know this was the big one. Damn. He has a crazy story though. He's he trained for like three years, and that fool's on the Olympic team. It's crazy. Yeah, he's getting Freak. better too all the time. You know, he was. Um, <coughs> it's really interesting. He was one of the guys that was in line for Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury, they offered him this fight, and uh, instead he took the Vladimir Klitschko fight, and Vladimir fucked his calf up. I know. Post so now postponed. Right? Yeah. Now he's, uh, you know, he's shit out of luck. But I think Wilder's smart, you know, not taking a fight with Klitschko yet. He's not ready for that. Well, he's just, you know, he's getting ready. And Klitschko is unless he's, older. unless he's doing drugs. You know, that's the thing. And I'm not saying that he is, but I'm not saying that he isn't. Uh, I agree. <laughs> he's 39 years old. And he looks, he looks fucking, fucking amazing. And I just, I don't know. I don't know who's doing what. You, you can't speculate. But he, this is the reason for bringing it up, though. Because if he is doing drugs, he can keep that high level for a much longer time especially at heavyweight yeah if he's not doing drugs you got to wonder how much time he has left I agree. at 39 years of age the wheels could fall off at any moment you know what I mean? that guy has hundreds of fights you have to think about his amateur career and his pro career i think he's like 63 and three or some shit like that well his brother was a competitive kickboxer and i think he was too I, I, I want to say he was I a, thought they was a just kickboxer. Boxing. No, was no, it no. kickboxing yeah, too? His brother fought PKA karate style above the waist kickboxing Jesus. with the crazy long pants on. He must have been a motherfucker. Yeah, he was a bad motherfucker. He actually got knocked out in, in kickboxing in like that PKA karate style. I forget who he fought, but he fought some guy who was, I feel like he got knocked out by a kick. Look up Vitaly Klitschko gets kicked. KO'd. Thanks, boss. Dude, Thank I, you, I love watching Klitschko's but, fight. Yeah, I don't oh, miss one. He was an animal, man. When he was at his best, I watched the Shannon Briggs fight the other oh, day. Him and Shannon Briggs. Yeah. Ooh, what a war. Jesus Christ. You guys keep up with boxing and UFC? Holy well, that, fuck. Shannon's great right you now. You know, oh we talked God. about, uh, I talked about Shannon Briggs on the podcast recently. Shannon Briggs, uh, I went back and forth <clears throat> with him on Instagram now. About what? A couple times. Because uh, he's, he's awesome, man. He's, every video he does, he, uh, he, what is, is this uh, Klitschko gets knocked out uh, Ch Shannon Briggs has these motivational videos on Instagram you gotta follow his Instagram cause he's he's always <clears> like <throat> let's go champ let's go champ oh, talking shit to uh, Vladimir right trying not to get a fight not just talking shit to Gla Vladimir but talking positive shit like come on champ you gotta put away them sodas champ you gotta drink water champ you gotta yeah. be healthy, champ. You gotta get up early, champ. Can't be staying out late partying, champ. And everything is like, let's go, champ. That's he's like, dope. champ. Oh, it's great. It's hilarious. But he's funny when he does it too. Like he's laughing and cracking jokes. But uh, was he the cat trying to get the fight with Vladimir? And he was like, yes. Vladimir was on the boat. Will and you he eat? Came, I eat, champ. And he Will you eat? I eat. Yeah. He ate his food. Yeah, man. And Vladimir threw some water on him. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's trying to hype up a fight, man. Yeah. You know, it just smart. never happened. Did it? Well, it might happen now. It might happen now. You think? Yes, it's very possible it'll happen now because uh, uh, Briggs just won. He just knocked out uh, his opponent, I, I want to say in the second round, but he looked real good, dude. I mean, I don't know who the dude was that he fought, but he looked sharp, and it was impressive. 
and he's got a big following on social media. Like a lot of like Snoop Dogg made this video where he was smoking weed. And uh, Snoop was like, take a big puff. Let's go, champ. I'm oh, fucking with you, champ. I'm out here yeah. for you, champ. I'm smoking this joint for you, champ. It's hilarious. Getting that support. Well, he's, he's like, it's super positive. Like, all the stuff that he does is very positive. You see that Snoop Dogg video with the Little Dicky? Have you ever heard of the Little Dicky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about Snoop it. Dude, no. The, no, Little Dicky, the white guy? Yeah. The, the Jewish rapper? Yeah, he's great. He's got that song, Save That Money. Okay. And then he, he did a song. He's got a bunch of songs. He's awesome. He's incredible. He's yeah, like Little the most Dickie's incredible ridiculous. rapper ever. But he did well. a song with Snoop Dogg, and there's a cartoon that goes along with it. Fucking incredible. It's called Professional Rapper. Holy Fucking shit! Him and Snoop Dogg are going back and forth. Really? Oh, he's trying to get wow. signed. He's trying to get Snoop Dogg to sign him. And Snoop's all, "Why should I sign you?" And and dude, it's it's one of the most brilliant rap songs ever. Man. Damn, it's funny as shit. That's high praise from yes. Eddie Bravo. Yeah, dude, it, it, it's it, I was completely floored. Jamie, little dicky, cut to the cut to the KO here, will you? <laughs> For the love Watching of God! Watching a fifteen-minute video, of these two guys in long pants throwing <laughs> shitty kicks. God damn! Not looking good here. But the dude who's the the there it is. Wheel oh, kick. he got wheel kicked in the mug. See that, that again. Can you rewind Back that? that up again? See, the that, dude that was Klitschko. Boom. Yup, that was Vitaly. He got wheel kicked in the head. Back it up a little bit further than that. The he dude, started doing kar yeah. contact karate or no, 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 this, this was kickboxing, and this dude with no it was ring. Just, no, no ring. But it was uh, above the waist kickboxing. But the dude starts getting loose with his kicks. Look at this. Bang. Boom. That was nasty. That was nice. Whoop! Bam! I mean, shit happens. Yeah, well, anybody who gets hit by that is fucked. I mean, he's, he's sitting his head up. How long ago was that? A long time ago. By that video, fucking 1987. It was a long time ago. <laughs> Good year. Well, I think <laughs> Vitaly's older than with Vladimir, the date on the bottom and right? shit. Yeah, Vitaly's like a couple he's years older. older. Brother, yeah. And Vladimir is 39, so that could have been from you know. Since 92. Nine, there you go. All that right. makes sense. People are just figuring out Muay Thai back then. They didn't know. They didn't know that that no kick into the legs is just stupid as fuck. It took a few guys going over to Thailand. It took like uh, when Rick the Jack Rufus, who the fuck did he fight? He fought some real high level Thai guy. Had the guy hurt real bad. He was not really that rounds. high level. He was he was like an, his record was like not impressive at all. The guy the Rufus fought. Yeah, he may have been famous and a legend and all that, but looking at his record, he was like thirteen and six or something like oh, that. Oh really? And uh, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> crazy match it was one of the first fights that we ever got to see a guy who really knew how to throw leg kicks though yeah. fucked his legs yeah. up yeah he fucked his legs up but it was interesting he beat him by leg kicks and they had to put him in a stretcher Rick yeah. Rufus in a stretcher because he couldn't walk and Duke who's get it gets interviewed after the fight was like well there's not a lot of skill involved in that you know <laughs> he just like, didn't, he didn't know, didn't know <laughs> it seemed like a dumb because now yeah. he's like one of the best Muay Thai oh, for ridiculous. MMA coaches yeah. Yeah. in the country yeah. it's hilarious you watch that when his brother got his legs kicked out, like we didn't know then. No one knew then. Yeah. When I first when I first saw UFC two, I was <clears throat> blown away by Hoist. I was doing karate at the time, and to me, I was thinking this is probably just primitive ass wrestling. Mm. That's what it looks like. It looks like yeah. a real wrestler would fuck him up. Yeah. But then I went in and got choked out thirty seven times and realized, oh shit, it's not primitive wrestling. It's highly advanced wrestling. I had three um, big steps in like f from going from Taekwondo like. I, I thought that Taekwondo was like the best way to fight stand-up until 
I started kickboxing. And I started boxing, just straight boxing with people to get better at kickboxing. And then I realized, man, like my boxing is so far behind these guys. And I thought my hands were so much better than they were. But at least I have kicks. And then I started sparring with this kid, um, this kid named Dana Rosenblatt, who went on to be like New England middleweight boxing champion. Very good boxer. He fought on Tuesday Night Fights a bunch. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you he were only fought. boxing with him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we did some kickboxing too, but we did a lot of only boxing. But the point is he had a friend that was fighting in Thailand. He had this friend that was crazy. He would go over to Thailand and fight, fight the Thais. And he was just, he was a real pioneer. This dude was like one of the first Americans to start going over there, training in Thailand and fighting Thailand. Like we hadn't really heard about it then. And so Dana uh, and I were going over some of the techniques and we were talking about some of it. And we were talking about like the elbows and the kicks. And we, we were practicing some of it. And just him hitting me half-assed on the leg, like not trying to hurt me, yeah. just him throwing a leg kick and feeling the shin slam into my leg, just like that, just thump. I remember thinking, oh no, like oh no, like this is all missing, like, I didn't know about this. Like how did I not know about this? Yeah. Like this is critical. Yeah. And then the, the clinching and the knees to the body and then the elbows from the clinch, I was like Jesus Christ, like there's a giant hole missing in all the stand up. And then, you know, it never really took off because of that PKA karate shit. You know, the PKA karate kind of, like, spoiled people to the idea of, uh, of kickboxing. I think that, like, Dana White said that. I think he's right, man. I think, like, a lot of people in this country that are, like, in our 40s, I mean, we look back on that, that stuff on TV. If you don't study martial arts, you think of kickboxing as, like, Bad Brad Hefton, like, with the shiny red shorts throwing, like, as many. They have to show, like, throw, like, six kicks around. Yeah. Otherwise, they lose points. Remember that? Yeah. So they would throw these little flippy kicks, and they would get in there with some sloppy boxing. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, flippy kicks and sloppy boxing, and nobody wanted to watch it. It just wasn't that good. It wasn't that evolved. Until, like, Rick Rufus came along, and a few guys came along that were, like, real dynamic. But it's never really caught on. Well, so, it still hasn't, right? Like kickboxing here, which I don't get. Like K one, like Glory, or even what? What did uh, what did Bellator put on? What What was that? They put on something called Dynamite. That Dynamite. was part kickboxing and part uh, <clears throat> MMA. But here's here's what I think, though, man. I think kickboxing's dope, and I like watching it. But you know what's better? Muay Thai. Muay Thai's better, you know, because it's it's the full fucking arsenal of punching, kicking, elbows, and knees, and the clinch. I watched uh, the uh, lion fight that was this past weekend. Yeah, I enjoyed the shit out of it, dude. The first fight. dream killer Bolanos. Did you see that fucking spinning elbow he knocked that dude out with? No. Oh my god! There was two spinning elbow KOs. Like, dude, elbows are big, man. It's a Super big nasty. weapon of yes. Muay Thai. I don't think there's any reason to take that out. I don't think there's any reason to take elbows out. I think if uh, like organizations like Glory and those, if, if guys want to just kickbox, let them just kickbox. But let dudes elbow, man. Let them throw knees in the clinch. Aren't they worried about the, the cuts? Clinch. I don't, don't know. you think so? I don't know what they're worried about. But are those shows uh, are they, so are success, good. Su successful? I mean, uh, uh, at, what's on Access TV has a limited um, exposure. There's not as many households that have Access TV. It I used don't to even be think HD on Spike net. it does well though. Glory doesn't do that well. It doesn't do as well as it probably could for whatever reason. People don't know who these fighters are yet. They don't. It's not like something that people have been accustomed to. Shit, get your but, fight kit. But watching the fucking uh, the Muay Thai on um, Access TV. Dude, I love it. Nasty. And this guy, Joe Nottawat, have you ever seen him? 25-year-old Thai guy. 
nasty fucking kicker, dude. One of the nastiest kickers I've ever seen. The dude just throws throws punches to close the distance. Like his hands are up way high. Brutal left kick. Left kick to the body, left kick to just chopping this dude down. And then once he gets close in on, he he finishes him with actually two elbows to the back of the head. Jesus. It's kind of fuck. He blasts him with one elbow and then as the guy's going down, he just fucking My tomahawks God. the back of his neck. I watch I I record the those line fights. I watched the first one. One guy was like two and one. Mm-hmm. One guy I think it was pro debut, and they fucking went at it. Have you seen Johnson Clyde? You see Johnson Clyde? No. Holy shit, dude! There's the Lion Fight is getting these guys from Thailand that are super high level Thai fighters, and you're seeing some wild, wild fights because of it. How, how much do those guys on Lions Fight make? Does anyone I know? Don't, that's a good. Does question. anyone know? That's a good question. Someone asked me last night, and I said, I don't know, fucking five hundred dollars. I think the, that the, the 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 guy who's making his debut, I was like maybe a thousand. I was trying to think back to my debut in MMA, maybe a thousand. I get paid eight hundred. I think it's the most underappreciated thing going on right now, Lion Fight. I really do. Those fucking fights are super high They're level. So entertaining. Super exciting. They're super entertaining. Wild, wild shit. People are getting dropped. Oh man. my Drop. god. They're getting knocked the fuck out. Dude, they Drew- just figured out how to make kickboxing entertaining. Well, it is Muay Thai. It's not just the, I think there's a part the part of the problem with kickboxing is you're you're able to do this. You're able to do that Alistair Overeem thing yeah. where the gloves up, come up real high and you just wade in and then they throw kicks and punches. They kind of trade, right? They, some, sometimes they do. And it's, look, at the highest levels, like when you're watching guys like Nikki Holskin and it, motherfucker. motherfuckers. I mean, it's fun to watch at, this, at the highest level, no doubt. But I think you should have the other elements. I think if it's a stand-up fight, those other, if you can shin a guy across the head, okay, can you shin a guy across the head? It's legal. Okay, there's no shin pads. All right, so why can't you elbow him? Yeah, anything should go. Why? Why? That Nothing doesn't more make, dangerous yeah, than exactly. that. Exactly. So what are we doing here? What you limiting weapons? Why would you limit weapons in stand up? If you limit weapons in stand up, then you get an unrealistic sense of the the development of kickboxing technique, the development of MMA as far as like stand up striking. Because like the guys at the highest level, if you see a guy, you know, like a Kevin Ross or like one of these uh, like super high level kickboxer guys. And you see, like that, that, like that becomes like a standard, and then that standard goes into, like an Artem Levin or a Joe Schilling. Yeah. You see that like high standard of style of kickboxing, and that becomes the, the guys who are fighting in MMA aspire to that level. True. Like, and the higher the level is in kickboxing, the higher the level is going to be in MMA as well. I think, but as soon as you limit certain techniques, like you say, well, they can't throw elbows and they can't throw knees. Well, then the, the then. Like you're gonna get a distorted perception of it in MMA because in MMA you can do those things. Yeah. So what like, are they what, saying? What's shut down? Like, what's the reason for that? They, they got a reason. If, if a guy school, was right man. here, they would say it's because K1. That's how K1 did it. That's how the Japanese. And did what do they? It. What do they follow suit? What do they think? I don't know. They're man. doing it for a reason. The Japanese do shit for a reason. I think they think it's more exciting. I think they, it, for, by taking away the clinch, you make guys fight more. You know, you make, make them, they can't clinch up as much. Because if you watch Muay Thai, a lot of it takes place in clinch. the clinch. Yeah. They throw nasty elbows to the, to the body, a lot of sweeps. They trip each other. Don't you they, think it's because barbaric? I don't mean to cut you off. Don't you think it's because of barbaric too, like with the elbows? I don't know. Especially man. with the, Amer- uh, the American. Well, why of. have it in but, MMA then? Why is it in but, MMA? But you can a lot of it's shin not, though, kick right? someone in the everything, head. Everything's in MMA, that, in stand-up wise, that's in Muay Thai. Everything. True. I'm yeah. thinking on the ground. Well, on the ground, well, on the ground, it's there's that one dumb rule. That's it. That rule's so dumb, but that's it. The one 12 to six elbow rule. That rule's ridiculous. It's it doesn't silly. make any sense. 
the, the rule, if you don't know what it is, you can't go down from like on the clock from 12, 12 o'clock to 6. to 6 o'clock with an elbow. I think it's too dangerous. It's only because the people that were in the athletic commission had seen a guy break a brick with that. They saw that Shit and they're like, you lethal. can't you hit someone in the head, they could die. Yeah. No 12 to 6 elbows. So they, you can't even do it to a thigh, which is hilarious. Bro, did you see that homeboy, that boxer in Australia died? Who? Some, uh, God, he was, uh, whatever, he had like 30-something fights. He, he died in, he got knocked out, didn't wake up. They took him to the hospital, he died in the Oof. ring. Yeah. It's like the Doesn't only that, that happen two or three times a year? No. It happens I don't every, think so. It happens every now and then. Yeah. This was the last one. Someone tweeted it to me. I thought they tweeted <clears> it to you, too. I thought you looked at it. I might have. Um, it just happens, you know. It's it's a part of boxing. It's a it's a scary part of boxing. Bobby Razak's got this documentary on Gerald McClellan. Mm. He did a little yeah. doc on him. That's a crazy story, man. Yeah, I saw that fight live. Not 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 live. What live happened? on TV. Yeah. Nigel Benn and Gerald McClellan. <clears throat> After that fight, do you man, know who Gerald McClellan is? I don't. He was awesome. Yeah, at one point in time, he was one of the scariest boxers alive, and he was. Uh, they were thinking that he would be next in line to fight Roy Jones. They were looking at Roy Jones, and Roy Jones was coming up. And after he'd beaten James Tony, and uh, Gerald McClellan was like a destroyer, just smashing everybody. But okay. he used to cut a lot of weight, man. He cut a lot of weight, and uh, back in those days, I think you had to weigh in the day of the fight. I think you would, uh, and they didn't know anything about IVs. They didn't know anything about that shit. And when you do that, you 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 risk your brain, man. You just do. That Novitsky guy was on here, and he was saying that they think it might take more than seventy hours. It's just seventy-two hours. Seventy-two right? hours for your brain to completely recover from being dehydrated like that. And the the crazy thing is, most of the deaths in boxing are in the lower weight classes. They're not in the heavyweight, where the guys punch the hardest. It's in the lower weight sense. classes, and they think it's because of dehydration. They think that's a significant factor in a lot of these guys dying and hemorrhaging, getting brain hemorrhages in the ring and dying. They think dehydration is a significant factor. So Homeboy died. Well, no, Jeremy McClellan didn't, didn't, die, he didn't die, but he, he, he but he was a superstar. He was Nigel a superstar. Ben. He was a world champion. He was on the rise, and he, he hurt Nigel Ben bad. Knocked him through the ropes. Okay. But Nigel Ben was a bad motherfucker. Nigel he, Ben fought with the Af Afro Sheen. And yeah, shit. well, he had a dreadlocks. He had crazy dreadlocks. And Nigel Ben got back in that ring and was fucking slinging. And they uh, they clashed heads. And Gerald McClellan went down. And um, I think that was when he went to his corner and he just stopped the fight. I think it was right after a head clash. But I think he had he had been hit a couple times. Nigel Ben had tagged him. I mean, they were they were teeing off in each other. And then there was a big collision of heads. And uh, Gerald took a knee, I think, and stayed down for the count of eight. And then uh, I think never got up. I think sat on a stool and then collapsed. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. He didn't die he's though. Like, no, no, but why the like, fuck uh, would they make a documentary of this? Because he's he's Still almost alive. he's blind from he, that. Yep, God, he's blind. Dog. He can't talk. He barely talks. Jesus. He barely remembers uh, anything about his career. Um, he's been taken care of by his sisters. His body's completely atrophied, and uh, it's it's really sad to see, man. And if you go back before that fight, he was the motherfucker. You know, he was like one of those guys, like Gennady Golovkin or something like that. Fuck, I bet he's set from boxing, of. though, financially. No, I don't think so, man. I know, I'm obviously 100% oh, joking. joking. How dare you? Yeah, How dare fuck, you? that's a bummer. I think Roy Jones has done some stuff to help, but uh, apparently uh, a lot of people think that that was what uh, had fucked Roy Jones up early in his career and made fuck. him play safe. Here's uh, Ooh, Uriah Hall fight. is about to fight Gegard Mousasi. Oh, shit. Eddie, you got Uriah or no? <coughs> no, no, I got Mousasi. All right, but... 
Musasi we, very you confident. Bet on this one too. No, I got okay. Musasi. Damn, Musasi's pressuring him real early, man. Not scared. Jesus. If he Christ. gets him down early, oh yeah, this one's not gonna last very long. It's early. hard to keep him down. Okay. Oh man, he hurt him too. Tagged him with a right hand, the ground and pound. Musasi all over Uriah Hall. Musasi's a motherfucker, him. man. What are the arm yeah. bars? Oh Jesus, big left hand. Jesus Christ, Musasi's all over him. Super aggressive. Musasi's got some nasty ground and pound. I don't know how good Uriah Hall's guard is. How good's his guard? You gotta have a good guard. Musasi's got a high level ground game, man. You're right. Yeah. If there's a knock on your eye, it's his ground game. Oh shit! It's getting teed off on. These are dangerous. This shots, is exactly too. how how you fight Uriah though. A lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. Don't let him sit back. Does he work fancy. on his guard a lot? Do you know? Oh. Um, not from what I saw. Who's his main trainer right now? Is the it's the guy who was training Chael, right? Yeah, that black guy. What is his name? I forget. Racist. Look at that. You see how he just see that <laughs> footwork? Like He's about to crucify him here oh and go God, to work with elbows, butter. and they're gonna stop like at TKO. Butter. It's gonna be too much for him. Oh man, Uriah. It's too much. Uriah, you gotta. He's got to frame up with that left arm. Musasi said, "Why don't you fly He's all the way to Japan?" Oh, oh, nice explosion! You know what? He keeps the pressure. Look yeah, at that! Look at that! The pressure. Very, can't very get good back pressure. up. He's such a smart fighter, man. You look at the guys he's beat: Jacare, Hector Lombard. I mean, Henderson. The, it's just such a list, man. Oh, nasty, look at that big elbow. Nasty elbow. Oh, Jesus man. Christ! His ground and pound's fucking ferocious, and it's intelligent too. Mm -hmm. He does a real good job. Smart fighter, of man. Oh, oh see, shit! Like, the, that was a big elbow. The amount of shots that he gets in versus attempted is very high. He's gonna break your. He's, he knows when he can tee off on you and when he can't. Mm -hmm. If you look at his like percentage of landing ground and pound strikes, it's pretty high. Dude, look at the arm triangle. Oh, oh shit! Arm triangle. Arm triangle. Arm triangle. Higher. It's over. Son. Does Uriah Hall know to hold on to that guard? Well, well his, his hands, hands, his hands caught position. it, and his hand, he he's doesn't fine. have it. He's yeah, fine. he's fine. He's now, fine right now. Left hand. But you know what? It, it, Back now, look at this crucifix. See, right into a crucifix. I tell you oh, what, he's got man. that left leg trapped. Oh, uh, look at this. You Uriah Hall can still explode a little. He can explode a little, but he, he doesn't have the confidence to try to get up no, from there. No, he's going to be worn out. He's got this double underhooks. He's got half guard and double underhooks. Right? He this just is doesn't have the skill set to get up and use it. It's reverse half guard. Really. Yeah, it is on the other side. Hang on to that head. Isn't that funny, Eddie? Like he would have to have his head on the right hand side for it to be more effective. On his right hand side. On his yeah. on gay Full mount. Left side. Yeah. Tell you what, that's a long ass flight back home to the US from Japan. That, when you oh, see look that, at that oh, mount look escape. Look at nice. that. Nice. It attacks with a leg. That was a very nice mount escape, and this is some good swamp walking by I know you're at home working his jujitsu with Jason Manley, who's a fucking monster. Leg monster. Really? Well that's not bad right there. At least he's not good. Attempting to get out of that position. Yeah, at least he got out of the mount. He he's going. Fucked. He's going he's for to the give leg up his again. Back, I mean, there's hope now. He's trying to go for the leg again. He's just way, yeah, way. He's shallow. working with Manly. He's way shallow though. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he's got to let go. He's nothing right now. But yes. he's going to give up his back and going for Look, it. He's going. He's he's going back to it. Oh, back in his guard again though. But Gegard's smart. He just did, he didn't play the game right there. He just said, "Well, I'll just wind up in your guard Such again." Such a smart and, fighter. And yeah, and he knows how to pass. Look at that. Not to mention, not to mention, that's not a good. That's not a good defense of the pass either by Uriah. What's he doing? But he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. Oh, oh shit! Look at that, son. Oh, oh my goodness! Oh, Uriah turns it around. Oh my goodness! Holy that was shit! Beautiful. That was. Look that's some that. Jason Manley shit, man. I'm telling you, that's Jason Manley you stuff. You must know. Because the way he did it from having no yes. fucking control of the legs at all, that's That's classic. what Jason Manley teaches. But isn't that like a classic defense? Like yeah, Jason Manley's really good at rolling Kimuras. So yes, that that's his that. shit. He explodes to Kimuras. That's the classic, right? The, the overcommitment for the Kimura, and then there's a spinning far side yes, armbar counter. That's he's so uh, good George at George St. Pierre and Matt Hughes, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, go. but he he, uh, um, he he initiated the Kimura, mm-hmm. Uriah Hall, yeah. and uh, Ooh, look at that Musashi Mahomes. thought about spinning it on him, mm. but he spun back on him. Yeah. Ooh, look at this rear naked. Look at this mount oh. and then back control. Forty-five sec to go. Not him. good for you. This is the to thing. Though, if, if you're fighting Uriah, you want to take away his explosiveness. Yeah. This is doing it. It is. Let's see how good his defense is from here. Because Gegard doesn't have. There it goes. Body triangle now. Wear him out with that Didn't body have triangle. It for a while. Son. You know he's got to get him down again. I mean this round's <laughs> going to be over. He's going to survive. Can Damn. he take him down again? I mean, he took him down pretty easily. He's got it. He's got it locked it's in done. there. He's got it locked in there. Oh, he's got the hand. Oh, yeah. Powerful. I thought it was over. You see how he just snatched it? Never let 13 seconds. He lulled him to sleep, and then he just snatched that thing. I don't want him to tap, man. Me neither. I want this to continue. He got it. He got it. You're right. Let him break it, Joe. Woo. Oh, damn. How how great is a fight when you want to see the next? Don't tap. Right? No, 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 don't tap. Come, come on, on. come on. Going. But that was a pretty Gagar slick. came out like a motherfucker. Slick, we're naked, man. Very slick. Look, octopus. You know what is it funny that they have this commercial, this fucking monster from the swamp, the Kraken or something, kills these dudes? How how much different is that than an alligator? They see those bitches all the time. Dude, alligator is stupid as fuck. They see the it's scary when they're smart, dude. True. Nothing scarier than octopus. That's true. That's a B movie right there. Any and problem? That's true. a it's scary Nightmare on Elm Street octopus movie that comes out of the water. They can come out of the at night. They could stay I'm out with, for thirty minutes. Dude, I saw some gnarly ass. Cool. I saw some gnarly ass crocodiles in Costa Rica, man. Yeah. And I if saw it's some raining, too. oh shit! If it's raining, that o- giant killer octopus can fucking track you down up the mountains. <laughs> can hide in trees and shit. Was Think you, about that. Did you ever see the octopus that climbs out of the fish tank and goes across the floor? It and happens all the goddamn the time. There's tank, a million videos on YouTube fish. of that shit. Yes. Do you, do you, it's it's incredible how many octopus videos there are on YouTube. Round two, baby. Round two. So here's the question. Um, the first round, clear to Gegard, right? Total control. But... Uriah. I mean, can it take him down again? Yeah, Let's see what can happens. it take him down I again? I think Uriah's going to be, he might, he's gonna be hesitant. You know, Chael Sonnen took Anderson's so- Oh! Spinning back oh! kick to the oh! Oh, oh, shit! shit! Oh, shit, son. Don't stop it. Don't stop it yet. No, no, don't stop don't it. Stop don't it, stop it, you dumb, it, you dumb bitch. That's Gegard. Oh, uh, he's getting smashed. Oh, right, dude. You got to stop it now. Shit. You got to stop it now. Holy oh, my goodness. Fuck. Dude, he landed that spinning kick. God damn. He landed that See, this is what I was saying before the fight, that this guy has moments where his damn, movement. He got you in that discussion. His, his movement <laughs> is so you, extraordinary. <laughs> you were saying so, like the, the best things. You were. You were saying yeah. all the right things. Well, meanwhile, you sure. were right in the first round. In the first round, you were perfectly right. He really did what you thought he yeah. would do in the but first round. That's how, that's how you fight Super you know high what? level. Anderson, uh, Chael Sonnen took Anderson Silva down the first round. He was all over him. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, oh, he's like, can he do that for five rounds? Well, here's and, he, a, and he couldn't. Here's the thing. I mean, could Uriah Hall have the explosiveness left in that second round yes. after getting mauled in the first two? Look at this. Boom! Spinning back kick to the fucking mud and flying knee. Come on, Damn. son. See, that's what I'm saying, man. What I'm saying about look at that movement. When Boom. you see, they're probably gonna show it one more time. But look how there's no fat in that movement. The yeah. way he throws this, watch this. Look, you don't, dude. You don't see that coming. There's no, I there's agree. no give. You can't train for that. No. Well, you can, you can train to never be close ah, while he's doing that something. That timing's like, tough. It's, oh, his shit. speed is so oh, good, dude. Fuck. That'll Come be a highlight. On. Both of those, Forever. Com- the, both of those hits will be a this highlight. Musasi's a legend. This is a legit stoppage, man. This is a legit stoppage. You know, I mean, I know Musasi would probably say it's not. He's maybe, not, do- but, nah, like, he's not he's doing not anything doing right there. 
you gotta you gotta give it to him, man. What he a win for Uriah! Holy that balls! Was Holy that was amazing. Shit. See, and that's kind of what I meant. It's kind of what I meant when when I'm talking about what he can do in it's moments. Exactly what you meant. It's exactly what I meant. Well, if now if you if Uriah gets uh, offseason enough confidence from this, good luck the next guy fights. Where well, do you go from here? Where do you go from here? With Brendan, I go. I was if I I'm like Brendan's making all the the, the valid points here, but you were right. I, we were both wrong. But meanwhile, he did threaten off his back in the first round with that armbar, so you know that he is working, working. on his jujitsu. He's 100% working on his jiu-jitsu because that was pretty slick, the way he set that up. And he caught Musasi off guard. With Musashi a high-level coach, that. too. Yeah. Jason Manley's a monster. Well, you know, I've been around guys like that before, the, these guys who can pull off those wild spinning techniques like from the Taekwondo days. Yeah. And I know like what a high level looks like. And his is a super high level, man. And he's, he's just so physically sharp. Like, he's so fast. Like, once he gets the technique down, and he obviously has it down perfect, it's he can pull the trigger faster than almost anybody you're going to bring in there's, to imitate there's, him. There's really only one knock on your eye. It's always been his mental state. Right. And that a win over Musasi's fucking enormous. Giant. And especially Giant. a stoppage win. What? Jump spinning. Especially back after kick to coming the face. back for that first round, right? Got destroyed. Couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. People learn the, in the mental game. Round. The mental game can come from experience. Because I remember Gary Goodridge back when he first started fighting. He tapped his first loss or his second loss. He would tap really quick just from the stinging of the punches on the ground. People would tap to the stinging. But then by the end of his career, he was kickboxing K1, taking full blown yeah. shots. Mm -hmm. And he learned to uh, survive and take those shots. Yeah, no, he did. And, get, you know, Gary went on to fight some serious fucking contenders in K1. He fought some high-level guys in K1. And in MMA, too, man. Gary fought a lot of crazy fights. Yo, can man. we please see Uriah Hall and Lyoto Machida next, or what? Ooh. Boom, Joe Silva, you're welcome. Or Uriah Hall versus Michael Bisping. How about that? Bisping has a fight against Whitaker, and then Anderson Silva wants to fight him after that. Against Whitaker. Whitaker in Australia. Oh, so Robert this fight, Whitaker. this yes. fight takes your eye all over Robert the top. Robert Whitaker used to fight at 170, right? I think so. Yeah. Now he's going to fight at 185 mm -hmm. in Australia. Bisping's on mm, that card. That's interesting. Interesting, right? Weird fight for who's Whitaker Bisping. lost to? He he got stopped by someone who was like a really good striker. Who, what was that? See, pull, pull up Robert Whitaker's record. But that's it's a it's a when Bisping told me that we we're on set and he told me that I went that's an interesting fight for you big 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 fucking win for Uriah Hall fuck dude. doesn't get much bigger than and that number six in the world makes, you gotta put Uriah in the top ten makes Joe Rogan look like he knows what the fuck he's talking about oh shit, oh, shit. Whitaker <laughs> lost to, Whitaker lost to Thompson. Stephen Thompson that's the guy Wonder Boy Wonder Boy he's another one he is this the, when when he got more and more comfortable with takedown defense and grappling and he's spending so much time with Weidman working on his wrestling yeah then you got to see it in the Ellenberger fight you got to see what a motherfucker well, they get confident because they, they don't they're not worried if the fight goes down there anymore. exactly they're like ah if it does go down then I'm all right <clears throat> well they know that they can defend and yes. they also know when they are when they are standing you can't fuck with Wonder Boy dude you gotta no one can it's also a different style because like just like Uriah Hall, Uriah Hall has more of a karate style than he does a Thai style. Like when he throws like 100%. leg kicks and stuff, when he throws round kicks, 
he throws them like without like the wind up, so they land quicker. There's not as much like a lot of the Thai guys. They're doing these steps and everything is coming round. They're chopping, but everything's coming round. Uriah's throwing shit. You, you you don't if you don't train with a guy like that, you don't know those those movements. You don't know. Oh, if I'm standing this close to him, he can jump spinning back yeah, kick man. me in the face. Because you're not training quicker with guys than I can get away that. from him. It's yeah. the Machida effect. When Machida first came on, guys were like, "What the fuck?" He can do more though. Machida never did this. Machida boom! never did that. He never did that in a fight. He ate that Machida, fucking horse kick to boom. the face. Machida would throw round kicks and knees and punches, and he did that jumping front kick to Randy. But I, I'm saying at the time, we yeah. never, people haven't seen it. Like right. His movement in right. and out, and guys couldn't get the mm -hmm. distance, and they're getting knocked out. That's true. Now with yeah. Uriah, like, I think Gegard thought he was safe, and then he ate a fucking heel to the face. Dude, I mean, that, that, that kind of speed from that distance... And the way he does it with no wind-up, man. He's a crazy athlete. There's man. no telegraphing it. It's He's a great athlete, but it's also intelligent preparation. True. Because to train someone to throw those things on a trigger like that with no wind-up at all, like that's the, that's the ultimate goal, is to have an athlete who's a really good athlete who also listens and trains intelligently to the point where there's no wind-up. He just jumps and kicks. God damn, what a win. What a fucking win for him. Eddie, you could have made your money there, Was brother. he a Tiger Shulman guy? Is that where no. he started? Yes. No. Is yes. it? Yep. Amazing. He's a second-degree black belt, right? I think so. You know what's amazing? Like, Tiger Shulman was like, blam, look at that. Jesus He ducked Christ. right into it. Beautiful. Oh, and then this. Nasty. Boom. I think Musasi might have thought it was a wheel kick. Instead, he hit him with that jump-spinning back kick to the face. God, Look at this. Dog. Boom. Oh, my goodness. That is insane. And then the, and then the knee, knee. Oh, my God. I think God. This, how, timing. this is how people expected your eye to fight coming off the ultimate fighter. Remember, mm -hmm. he lost that one fight. There was yep. a little bit of letdown. And yep. then he's just doing work now. He reminds me of Pele. Well, you know what, man? If the fucking fight went the way the first round went, you wouldn't be saying this, which is what's amazing. You know, like you were right and I was right. We were both right. But he figured it out. He figured it he's out. He's obviously man. made adjustments. Good <laughs> luck whoever fights him next. Well, he's gonna, you know, that. he's, he's going to learn from that first round too that that could happen to him in the grappling. So he's going to have to concentrate on his grappling even more. He's going to have to bring it up to another True, level. True, but he knows he survived. Mm -hmm. He's in some dangerous shit. Man. He was mounted. Mm -hmm. He almost side got choked. control. I mean, how close did he come to tap and try rear naked? Yeah, right? rear naked twice. Oh, that was close. That was close. Damn. Think about that. It makes the the, the victory even sweeter. It's an amazing win. How about this fight? This is an Not interesting this one, fight. but DC versus It's a very interesting Alexander. fight. Um, you know, you wonder what what Gustafson can do on the feet. You know, like, can he keep DC off of him? Yeah, can it's all going to be about standing? the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can he keep the fight standing? Does he try to take DC down the way he tried to take John down? Does he try to, you know, like to, to let him know really early on, hey, I can take you down too? Does he try to do what... What Jones did. He ain't DC? taking DC down. That's you, not happening. You would say that, but right, you You'd wouldn't think that he would take Jones down either. Yeah, took right? him down twice. DC's correct? different though. Well, also you got to think. John that took DC down. The but the 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 word was that John did not take the Gustafson fight very seriously in training. That's what I've heard. That is the, the that is the word. We're not lying about that. Um, whether or not that would have played a factor, whether or not Gustafson would have been able to take him down anyway. We don't know. I feel like this fight's not getting um, enough hype. It's getting no hype. Zero hype. I, I haven't I, heard anybody I talk I, about it's it. It's because John Jones is right there still. Mm -hmm. he's well, John, he's well, John beat both of them. In the room. Well, John beat both of them, so it's like, all right, well, yep. there you no, go. No, Eddie just nailed it. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Zero hype. I mean, and John is just so, everybody knows he's so good. He's so special. And that's also what's tragic about it, you know? 
What I mean, a great comeback story, though. Amazing. If he could pull it off, it's amazing. I Jesus bet he Christ, does. Look at Josh Barnett, the triathlon runner. Look at the records. Just a ton of fights. Yeah. Josh Barnett looks leaner than I've ever seen him. Ever. It's the best in shape I've ever seen him. How much did he weigh? Good question. He still has to be 50. You think High so? High 40s, for sure. He's a big Eddie, boy. What's the guess? How much did Josh Barnett uh, weigh? If he was... Yeah. I'm going to say 240. 245. I'll say 48. 248. Can we find out? Let's see. We'll find out here. 245. What does it say? We need the official weigh-ins, not the old one. Yeah, the the problem is they a lot of times uh, when they like when I read these things off uh, at the fights, like they have a uh, a tail of the tape. Maybe we go to the video of the weigh-in. There's got to be that. For, but what I'm saying is for heavyweights, the only way you uh, you hear it is if like Bruce Buffer saying it correctly. Thirty nine. Because like sometimes on my sheet that I'll get, like say you know I get a sheet from the UFC that shows a fighter's record, and mm -hmm. I'll get the weight that they used to weigh in other fights. Like yes. so, sometimes yeah. they'll be heavier yes. or lighter. So what is it, it says two thirty nine. Whoa, Nelson two sixty nine. Whoa. I can't, oh that's like, can't, so he was over. Yeah, by four. Oh pounds. fuck! I forgot. He, Barnett was two thirty nine. Who said two thirty nine? Powerful Jamie nailed it. Uh, hold up, he can't be two sixty nine. Otherwise. He got penalized, right? Must have had to either give up 20% of his purse or lose the weight. Hold up. Roy got fatter? Maybe he lost the weight. Wouldn't be hard, right? I, I don't know, bro. He probably was shocked. Dude, Who that knows? Uriah Hall fight, I still can't get over. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. And it was what we're saying. It's, he can do some shit, man, that n not so a lot talented. of guys can do. Yeah, yeah. And I knew guys like that. I knew a lot of guys like that from my uh, Taekwondo days. There was guys that just had this ability to explode with uh, with lightning fast spinning techniques that if you weren't ready for it, mm -hmm. dude, you got lit up, you got fucked up. Uh, fucking Rothwell and uh, Stipe are fighting real soon, right? That's a great fight. There was this kid that I used to know. His name was Larry Jones, and his legs went all the way up to his ribs. His hips like started here. He was a tall dude. He was like six foot three, maybe somewhere around then. But his his legs were like way longer than he, he looked was tall. weird. He looked like the monster yeah, from Monsters Inc. He had like legs that were perfectly designed for kicking you. And this guy, when uh, we're talking about like talented dudes, like physically talented dudes who could throw kicks that no one saw coming. I used to watch this guy kick like the bag, and I would just be marveled, just like marveled, like I couldn't believe what he could do with his legs. He would throw these like front leg side kicks that would just bend this bag in half because he was a big dude. You know, Larry was probably like 220 natural pounds, six foot three, lean, didn't lift any weights. Built for kicking. Built for kicking. Like his all of his weight. I mean, it might, might not have been even that heavy. It might have been like 200 pounds yeah. now that I think about it. Lean. But he wasn't a weightlifter at all. Like it was all just throwing kicks and running up hills and shit like that. But he would he would kick the bag and you just go, what the fuck, man. Like, you've never seen anything like it. He would throw these spinning techniques. And ever since that, I was like, well, how come I haven't seen a guy who can move like that in MMA? And then you start slowly seeing, like, Barboza can yeah. do it. You know, a few other guys can do it. They can move like that with that kind of speed and their spins. Barboza has the quickest kicks I've ever seen in my life. Never, never seen, never seen anybody quick. Yeah. Does he have a fight scheduled? I hope so. I don't think so. <laughs> oh. I, I was telling uh, Michael Jai White, you know who he is? 
big mm-hmm. giant yeah. big karate guy i was t- i was just telling him about joe rogan's turning sidekicks and all the stories and all that shit and he's at my gym he's big he's like six foot four yeah. 240 pounds yeah. did karate his whole life and shit and i'm telling telling him about joe rogan's turning psychic how amazing it is and he goes okay let, I go. Let me see you kick. Let me let me see you throw one. So he throws one. After all this shit, I talk about Joe at Legends, where Tenth Planet headquarters used to be. He fucking throws one turning sidekick, breaks the bag, God the damn. chain off the God ceiling. Damn. He breaks it off the ceiling and lands. I'm like, oh shit, Chris Riley's gonna be fucking pissed. We're trying to put it back up. I'm holding the bag up, and it's like it, the chain totally broke off. And then we just left it on the on the ground as a ground and pound. A bag, but it kind of <laughs> like I couldn't say anything about Joe Rogan anymore. Like this motherfucker just broke. Michael this bag. Jai White is an athlete, dude. He has he has clean <laughs> technique spawn, too. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spawn. Fuck He's yeah. got clean karate technique, man. He he. I think he hopping side kicked it, right? Did he hit turning it side kick. Did he, was it was it a turning side, side kick? kick? Blew the bag off the ceiling. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they weren't very good at keeping those bags on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. I, just, I assume that. I should point I out. Assume that. I broke that chain too before. Did that, you? Yeah, I broke that chain. You did? Yeah. Yeah, that chain, oh, that chain got shit. broken. A I was few talking times. about the video no. with GSP and going, yeah. fuck. That was yeah. a different bag, though. Remember, that was yeah. a center bag, and the yeah. GSP bag was a bar yeah. back to the far right? <laughs> a couple people broke that bag, but you got to be a motherfucker to break that bag. Yeah. Like, that chain was like really chintzy. Oh, okay. But, but when he hit it, he hit it perfect. You know, but I've seen him do a lot of other stuff too. I've seen him throw a lot of kicks. He kicks. Holy shit, he's real huge. Good. God he's giant. Damn. Well, he's, you know, uh, he's a super athlete. Like when you watch Michael Jai White in movies, like watch him do all that stuff in movies, like that guy could do that shit for real. What's he do now? He, he makes, makes a lot movies. of TV shows and shit. He's yeah. always doing something. Yeah. I saw him always on some sitcom. Busy. Yeah. It's the craziest thing because I, I coordinated some fights for Never Back Down too. Yeah. Some of his <laughs> fights. He wanted some high level jujitsu in there. And if you go to, if you watch Never Back Down too, dude, he's twistering and crotch ripping people. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot when you guys went down there for that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy how. You, how quickly and on the spot those fights uh, get put together because we're just on the set just figuring it and out. we're like okay this next fight we need a <laughs> we have like a basic idea that we go over like three times and we just start filming <laughs> bro this is the heaviest I've ever seen Roy yeah like, he's pretty body wise that ain't good that gut is that's not a good could sign could be a power gut son I don't know it might be maybe not though right oh my god if I lose this one that's two thousand dollars did you bet on Roy did you bet on Roy I have no, 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 Roy no. I have Roy oh, okay but, but I, it seems I, like a sure bet but he's anything no, can happen. There's no short bets. There's no short bets, yeah. but yes. When a dude punches as hard as Roy does, you fucking never know, man. Yeah. I just think Barnett's going to close the distance, drag him to the mat, and do work. I hope um, so. Michael Jai White is a black belt in Kilkushin. The journey to zero begins now. Bring it. You know, Jai White has done that thing where you, you have to spar like multiple people in a day. He's done those those crazy Kyokushin competitions where, you know, like to get your black belt or something yeah, like that, they make yeah. you fight like fucking yeah. 10 different people. He dudes. talked about that on my podcast. He's, He's done, done like 30 guys shit. in one day. Yeah, they did. That's guys. like, that's real. They'll make you spar like 30 guys, like each guy. For how does long? Like a few minutes. He is very, it's, it was. He was so big and so fast and so strong. I'm sure there was yeah. no problem for him. Kyokushin's He's a, a weird, monster. Weird style, too, because they, uh, they punch full blast to the body. And then they kick full blast to the head, and they stand right in front of each other, and they don't wear any pads. So there's like there's a lot of like you can kicks punch come out of too? nowhere, or no, just kick you to can't the head, punch right? the head. Just kick to the head, yeah, as yeah, hard as you can. Yeah, it's a weird fucking. Well, gig. a lot of those guys um, went off into uh, kickboxing. A lot of those guys uh, in the early days of kickboxing, a lot of those guys were Kyokushin guys that learned uh, learned how to punch. 
learn how to punch the face, learn how to box, you know. But their kicks were extraordinary. They would throw kicks from like real weird angles because they were they would like stand like rock'em sock'em robot style right in front of each other sometimes, and then throw those chopping like um, kicks. Pretty sure Fatosa's first style was uh, was Kilkishin. <laughs> a lot of those guys that would throw that Brazilian kick. That was like part of the the style. The, the who was the Brazilian K one who was throwing axe kicks? Was That's that? Feitoso, right? No, it was, there was another guy. It was like, was it Filho? Francisco Filho. Yes. Yeah, Fil- both of them, Labe yeah. Feitosa and Filho, are two high level Brazilian guys. We haven't yeah. really seen axe kicks land in MMA yet. Have oh, we? not really. We haven't seen that. We've seen Some cartwheel kicks. Throwing. You know, Alan Joe Bond's throwing. Mm-hmm. He's known for cartwheel kicks. Yep. How crazy is that? <laughs> Yeah, so was um uh what's his name? Anthony uh, Pettis. The White Anderson Silva. Fuck's the name. White Anderson Silva. They, they, he would uh, Brian Ebersol. They would call him he was oh. it was his joke. Oh, yeah. Okay. Joke. yeah. Okay. That's right. That was his uh God his, his nickname was T W A S. That's ridiculous. Ebersol, T W A S Ebersol. He was just he was a silly dude. He's a dude that he just retired. He had the arrow shaved in his chest. I could see that guy having a podcast. Like a successful podcast, right? For sure. Yeah. Chael Sonnen, holy shit, dude. He is a murderer. Have you heard his podcast? Is it great? He crushes. It's good. He yes. smashes. It's perfect he's, for him. He's, he's going to be the new Jim Rome. He's so good. Good. It's perfect for him. He just signed it's with World Series of Fighting, too, play-by-play. Good. Yeah. You know, look, man. That guy can talk. Chael Sonnen is one of the... Uh, until Conor McGregor came along, I said he was the greatest shit talker of all yeah. time. Yeah. But Conor took shit to another Watch level. Watch the ultimate fighter. Yeah. Oh, man. Dude, Conor yeah. is, is, is wicked with Damn. shit talking. Look at Josh Barnett lean as fuck. Trying to get that modeling contract, son. Said, fuck this fight. He's yeah. been hanging out with Victor Webster too much. <laughs> Hasn't he been doing a lot of um, movies and stuff? Movies, yeah. He's doing, done and, a lot of acting, and right? And uh, he's been doing some wrestling stuff in Japan, like the, the fake wrestling. Pro wrestling? Yeah, yeah. Don't say fake, bro. Sorry. Have some respect. So They're sorry. in Japan right now. Yeah, you're right. Um, Josh Barnett, best Damn, catch Roy's wrestler. almost 40? 261, it says. Why All does of it a say sudden, Roy Nelson's a hipster. But hey, why does it say two sixty one? That gut is that tough on that belly. Uh, is it two sixty nine or two sixty one? Says one to me. He probably like, took a giant shit and he came in and weighed himself again and he was two sixty one. The YouTube video of <laughs> the weigh in is two sixty one. Okay. okay. You know so what? Sure so tight off. So Bruce tight Buffer. I was on his podcast. That motherfucker can host. Have you been on Bruce Buffer's podcast? I, I've been on Bruce he and can, He's a natural host. I was, I was uh, shocked how good he was. That guy's a professional host. He's really, really good. Well, think about how good he is as an, an announcer. No one's better. Never yeah, but there's a big difference ever. between ring announcer and holding down a show. Well, he has yeah. no Shit. off button. He has no off button. I've seen him in at restaurants in fucking Venice. We're like Brendan, Brendan Schaub. how you doing? Just getting back people. from my karate lessons. Dude, yeah. Bruce, Bruce Buffer. Brendan, coming, when we surfing? Coming God back from it, Abu Dhabi, uh, he hooked my ass up, man. He fucking hooked me He's up. He's the up. man. Bruce Buffer, we, we, uh, man, it's a long story, but he got me, he used all his miles to get me a business class. I had economy wow. coming back from Sao Paulo. That's cool, so, man. Yeah, yeah man. he was so cool. He hooked it all up. I'm like, That's well, you don't so have to cool. fuck. Yeah, I needed like 50,000 miles or something to do that shit. Wow. And it was crazy. And he hooked it up. It was, that's so cool. And that's a that's a 15 hour flight. Yeah, Sao Paulo, LA cool. direct business class. That was huge. I just did it. That was huge. I just did it for the Ronda fight. I flew uh, Rio to Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo, one way. There's no one uh, direct route from Rio? No. To LA? There's no direct flight to Rio. You fly to Miami and hmm. then you fly to Rio. Or Atlanta. Or you right? fly, yeah, you fly Atlanta to Rio. But uh, Sao Paulo is a direct flight from LA. So I just went that way. Dude, I feel like these guys have to fight each other before they retire, right? It's, it's like two fight. vets, man. It's a good fight. This is going to be interesting. Barnett's such a fucking vet. 
So is Roy. Barnett thinks, you know, that he just has way too many tools and he fights too smart. He thinks that Roy is just too one-dimensional. And it's interesting, like, that his approach to this fight was to get lean and to watch his diet. Whereas, you know, that's, like, counter, completely counter to how Roy behaves. I mean, Roy, it's Roy is such a, an interesting fight, man. Yeah. There's Roy two, isn't hiring two no fucking pure fighters, two vets, man. What was Roy's last fight? He Roy's had the, last um, fight was when Mark he, Hunt fight. Mark Hunt. He got knocked out by Mark Hunt. And then he fight again after that? Before that, he fought. No, he hasn't fought. No, before that, he knocked out Noguera. And then right. before that, he lost three. So he had, a giant, he had a giant victory over Noguera, which was crazy huge. That, that In KO, Abu Dhabi. That KO was terrifying. True. It was, it was scary. Ter- I never wanted Nog to fight ever again after terrifying that. Terrifying knockout. But so then he lost to DC. Frank Mir beat right. Nog. Got knocked out by Mark Hunt, the and Mark, now he's fighting this. Yeah, the Mark Hunt one exposed like some holes in his striking. When you know Mark Hunt is just so slick and experienced. Oh, oh shit! Damn. That's what I'm saying, dude. You got to be always careful of that shit. Come from on, Roy. Big Roy. I got a thousand. It's on amazing his son. that he you, gets that entire mullet in that little hairball. Eddie Bravo, if you lo- if you're two thousand dollars in the hole, I'm, I'm, you might have to rub dude, his feet. Dude, or I'm something. gonna need my no. cash. We're gonna son. keep it rolling. Ah, We're gonna, gonna keep need it rolling. Cash, like we talked about. <laughs> Right. I'm going back. I get lucrative. Oh, big kick by Barnett. Yes, come on, Josh. The journey to zero begins today. Looking for the guillotine. Oh, look at he's trying to take him down. Holy shit, son! Roy takes him down. This is what I want. Back. Look at this. I want to see these guys grapple, son. Oh shit! Have we ever seen this? Roy Jones, Roy Nelson taking someone down. Yes, Crow Cop. What did, uh, did it work? And on the Ultimate Fighter, he crucified people. Roy's got oh, his head man. pinned up against the cage. Roy's here. heavy on top. Let's see, man. Is, oh, look Let's at he's grabbing if, the fence. If, if, if Josh Barnett gets tapped here, you know how goddamn crazy that hey, would be. You know be. what? He's got the underhook on the wrong side here. It's look not, at this. He's got an under. It's got a, like the, he's got the inside underhook on the. He needs to how much it time up. does Josh spend on his back? That's a good as question. As a catch wrestler. That's a good he question. He went for an armbar against. Uh, uh, Ted Williams, you know, 15 years ago. That was in 1998. Do you remember that shit? Ted yeah, Williams. Do you remember old that? school, man. Dude, you remember? You know. I thought I had you. God damn it. Ted, remember Ted Williams got mad? You always talk about how good the guard is and how important the guard is. <laughs> oh, dude, and that Ted, was an Ted article. Williams on... like, why don't you try doing the guard on me? I'm like, well, you're not the same size. Look, like, a grappling, grappling magazine. <laughs> that, that, the, he, he had an interview and it said, the guard is dead. He's the one who started the guard. The guard is dead. He started the guard is dead. He needs a row with Verdum and then Revise that statement. For reals. I'm sure he doesn't feel that anymore. No. Revising statements from 15 years ago. A lot of people had some ideas about what didn't work. Who the hey, fuck I, thought spinning kicks worked? I thought back head, then? Kicks, head kicks would never work. And yeah. just like most people, uh, most you know. UFC fans, head kicks only worked in, in movies. And Ted Williams is right when he saw the state of the guard that was in Gladiator yeah, Combat. Everyone sucked at it. Or yeah. King of the Cage. You weren't seeing like the best of the best. Well, you, you'd have to be like almost at the jujitsu competitions or in, in the labs. Dude, like, back watching then, King training. of the Cage 2000. Why are they dude, standing up? It was rare to see a guard pass. Bro. People didn't even know oh, how to guard pass them up. Shit. Why are they standing That's up? That's pure Man. shit. What is that? Oh, oh keeps Josh Brennan keeps throwing that left kick. They want action, Brendan. Action. That's bullshit. Josh is pushing him here. Boom. Knees. Nasty, nasty knees. Oh, dude, you can't come straight oh in like goodness. that against oh, fucking Roy. He's gonna come on, oh, come on, Josh. Come on, Josh. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. This is a crack. Josh is gonna be in trouble with this right hand. 
Boom. Oh, come on, Josh. Oh, nice uppercut. I think that fucked Roy up. Oh, my God. Roy's, Roy's got a tremendous chin. Has he ever been knocked out? Mark Hunt, son. Yeah. Walked dude, away, KO. Josh Barnett is, like, really pouring it on. It's showing some excellent cardio here. He has that to. Might He's have down been this his round. Plan. That might have been his plan, though, in this fight, to come oh. in so lean, just really pour, the, cardio? Car- pour the pace on him. It makes sense if you want to make a run oh, for it. Nice oh, kick. Great body oh, kick. Damn. Oh, my goodness. That hurt. Oh, oh elbow. elbow. Look at Josh. Damn. Come on. Well, think about Josh. If you oh. Bring it to zero. Bring it to zero, Look baby. Look at that sneaky uppercut Barnett's been throwing, too. Josh is looking for that arm drive. If you're Josh, yeah. you want to make a run at the title, you got to have cardio, man. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. Boom. Big knee. Well, you know what, man? A, a loss like that Travis Brown fight, this guy's a warrior. You know, that lights a fire under a motherfucker. Yeah, they said he was fucking pissed. Of course. He was pissed when he came on my, my podcast. He was talking about it. He's mad about it? Yeah, well, that Travis had done the thumb his, across yeah, the neck thing, his, his thing. Yeah. He thought that was, like, super disrespectful. And he said he just he wasn't up for that fight. And you know, for I've heard reason, I've heard all sorts of stories about Barnett's camp that fight. We have a mutual training partner, and he said Barnett's camp was pure shit. So he's super upset about that fight. Oh man, you know when a guy's been shit fighting happens. for that long. Yeah, when a guy's been fighting for that long, it's probably hard to get up like that for every camp. But holy oh, balls, bro! Roy takes him down again. What? He's winning this Has round. Has evolved? He's Look, evolving. He's always into had jujitsu, but he never. You would never know. He never Look at tried Barnett trying for that straight arm bar from his back. You can tell Barnett. You know what? He lost this round. Mm-hmm. I mean, Roy oh, got 100%. this round. Is this going to be five rounds? Money. This is five rounds. Oh, shit. Which is bad for Roy, I feel like. Yeah, one of five, man. Yeah. This look is interesting. He's going to pass right here. Watch. He's going to go. Oh, look at that knee slice. Oh. Henzo Gracie, black belt, son. Yeah, Barnett, it's more like Mark Lehman black belt. He was with Mark Lehman longer than... Hen- well, Henzo gave him his black belt? Well, Henzo gave him his black belt. Yes, you're right, you're right. So but it's like, Mark Lehman, he did train with Mark Lehman He trained forever. with Mark for yes, a long forever. time. I good, agree. Good ground and pound by Roy. Good fucking ground and pound from the half guard. Barnett off his back. Nah, wow. Crazy. Interesting that he's able to take Barnett down. I wonder, Twice. Do you think that like uh, being leaner, losing weight, makes you a little more vulnerable to takedowns because the guy doesn't have to throw as much weight around? Does that make any sense? It does kind of make sense. But, but only a little bit, right? A little bit. Because it's Kane's, only like 20 pounds. Well, that's why there's weight divisions in wrestling. Right. Bigger guys can take little guys down easy, and little guys can't take bigger de- guys down easy. Right, There's, but I mean, how much That's why of, people are killing themselves. Th- the question is, like, how much of Barnett's weight loss is, like, he's lost some fat, clearly, right, to get down, like, 10 pounds. What do you think? Is Did about Barnett 10 wrestle lighter? in college? How much lighter is he? Probably 15. He was two, what, 234. Find out what he, he like, is, He used Jamie to be, like, 264. The... He lost 25 pounds. Really? 25. He was always 265. He was always Let's about find out what he weighed yeah. in for the Travis Brown fight. You know what? He was actually more than 265. He was more, like... Yeah, he's about 265. But um, so he lost some fat, right? Now, how, the, did he wrestle the, in college, Josh Barnett? Josh? I don't think he did. I don't, I don't think know. he. Uh, if he did, it was probably a junior college. Um, so I'm not that shocked that he's being taken down here. It's not like he was a world class wrestler, dude. No one takes Josh down, really. It's pretty rare, but he's a DC did. DC But you know what? I think I think yeah, DC did. Oh shit! Come on! Oh shit! Come on! Roy is throwing haymakers. Get Good that money, Lord. Roy. I'll send you 50%, buddy. Dude, Roy Nelson does not look like he's in bad shape here. I know. Don't let the gut fool you. And Dude, here comes a- these oh, hard shots shit. by Roy. Dude. God damn it. Roy has. Look at Roy's throwing kicks. Roy's got some Dude, hammer, Josh is hurt. son. Look at that. He is hurt. Jesus Christ, Roy hits hard. Josh has some big ass legs. That's not a gay. 
Sorry, bro. <laughs> well, hey, I, I was about to go even gayer because I'm saying some juicy thighs, but a flat ass. That's a bad look, son. Mm, this is interesting. Man. I remember hanging out with Roy Nelson years and years ago. Never, ever imagined he would be a UFC superstar, th- yeah, like knocking man. people out. I, th- that's the last thing I ever would imagine. Dude, we had like breakfast with him at the, the hotel in that little cafe before he ever had an MMA fight. And we knew him as a... Uh, a jiu-jitsu guy. Yeah, he was, he was a dude who was really good at jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I fought Roy with four fights. Oh, Jesus. He turned into a brawler. Ooh. Ooh, good check cooked by Josh. 248. 248. So he wasn't that much heavier for that fight. He was only uh, nine pounds heavier. For but he looked, Travis like, he looked like shit, man. Right. His body looked like shit. He's put on muscle and lost fat. But he he's definitely hasn't lost 25 pounds, according to that weigh-in, at least. But he looks good, man. This is about as good fit. He doesn't look weak, is what I'm saying. So if Roy's taking him down, I really don't think that that's the factor. I think it's just Roy's catching him in transitions. Oh, shit. Good nice jam. straight left. Oh, yeah. I oh think fuck, bro. Bar- Barnett. These boys are trading. Barnett also looks oh, like he's been, he's been turning it on. Like stand he turned up? it on in the in the stand up oh, like after, after initial flurries. Bro, was he heard him. He that was beautiful. Combos. Very good That's combos. beautiful. Dude, he's kind oh, of fucked him up there. And he's pouring it on him. Boom. And he's switching uh, southpaw. Barnett's striking. Oh, nice great. elbows. Jesus. Boom. Yeah, and, and he's waiting for Roy to get tired before he pours it on, too. Fight, fighting crafty in the beginning part of the round, and then he hits around three minutes in. He starts really turning it on. Some veteran shit. Yeah. Well, he also knows Roy, you know, could do oh, a, look at oh, that. shit. Roy can do a lot of damage, but he's trying to touch the ground. You can't be at your best with that body. There's no way. Boom. Yeah, there's physically there's just Some no way. Some girls like that. But but let's <laughs> Bro, let's say Roy let's say Roy gets down to 220. Mhm. Is he gonna be the is he gonna be the same power puncher or does that right hand go away? That's a super good question. And that's his shit. No one could know, right? You don't know until he tries it, and he's never tried it. I mean, we we might see a better Roy than ever. Jesus Christ, Josh is looking good. He's relentless here with his stand-up. Who's bleeding? Uh, it's Josh's nose on uh, Look Roy's, at Roy's shoulder. Roy's in agony, man. He's taking some big breaths. Josh keeps hitting that solar plexus too. Dude, you know when Josh would have uh, Stitch corner him, which mm-hmm. that this hurts him for sure not having Stitch because he used to only fight with Stitch. Before he went locked on, he'd tell Stitch, let me die in there. Jesus I used to tell Stitch the opposite. Don't let me die in there. <laughs> For real. I'm like, hey, I'd say, Stitch, look at me, bro. Don't let me fucking die in there, bro. Oh, my God. Josh would say the exact opposite. Correct. I remember that. thinking, God damn, that's gangster. What's that, Jamie? He was 265 that fight. Oh, okay. Boom. So, boom. So it was incorrect. We were 25 pounds. Fall- yeah, you're 100% right then. That's 100% right. More so, right? Damn. This is nasty. It's going to be interesting if this thing goes all five. Oh, I, there's no way. Damn. I think it was uh, 26 pounds, right, Eddie? Isn't that what they said? Yep. Just 239, so he lost 26 pounds? That's insane. Talk about oh, dedication. Man, that elbow. Nasty. You think, you think Josh is mad that Reebok didn't make a Speedo Reebok? Nah. Dennis Hallman's pissed. Oh, yeah, Josh used to always fight in those fucking Boom, there's undies. that knee again. Oh, man. His clinch is nasty, this fight. I don't see how much Ro- how oh, Roy's, oh, done. Roy's, Roy's hurt. done. He is tired. Unless he's fun. playing possum. That's not a possum. Oh, oh Roy with a big kick. Crazy. What? Kung oh. Fu Panda. Oh, and damn. Josh comes back. Unless he's playing possum and he throws a head kick. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Dude, fucking saw that coming. He throws a head kick. And man. rocked him. But then Barnett rocked him back. Is that his first head kick ever? 
I would assume be. so, especially in the UFC. That was some straight panda bear shit, God man. Damn, you see that tattoo he has on his shoulder? That's his. Uh, his he had a shirt. Uh, apparel line back when he was like a purple belt in jiu-jitsu 808 or something like that or something like that and that was like he was going to make his money that way with his shit well, he, he so had he dragon skins he had dragon skins what's that remember the, the the rash guards he had like real a really good brand of rash guards that was was his i think that's it i think that's the logo i think that's it because i i used that's to love his that's shit he sent them to me once he had like the best rash guards really yeah he, he just had, stopped doing them I don't know, man. You know, that's a good question. But he had rash guards with, like, a really good uh, material that, like, wicked sweat away from you. They were like, really good rash guards. Roy's always been a smart guy, man, market-wise. Yeah. He's it always was, been on the outside of it that It was like shit. a tough texture. It was soft, but it was a tough texture. And the idea, I think, was that it was really good for grappling because it wouldn't tear as easy as, like, that's cool. a regular rash guard, which is meant for surfing. You know? That's cool. Yeah, he's always been kind of the, the smart guy doing different shit. He's always gone against the grain, always. That's been Roy, man. So what happens now after that second round? That second round was crazy. Now it's 1-1. It's 1-1. One, one. One, one. Yeah. But I, there's no way this goes all five. I think Barnett TKO's him in the third. Or Roy hits him with one of those fucking head kicks. <laughs> what are we talking about? Can't you imagine? If Roy landed that head kick and, and Barnett toes curled, so sick. we'd be like, what in the Greatest fuck? Greatest knockout in heavyweight history. <laughs> Here we go. Round three, man. Fuck, man. Both these guys are so fucking mentally tough. You're not breaking either one of these guys. Oh, nice uppercut. And kick. You know, it's almost like Roy has to empty the gas tank early because he's got to try to hurt Josh while he can, too. Those takedowns oh, are fresh. Those he keeps knees. getting them down like this with a body yeah. lock, and then he trips them. Mm -hmm. Oh! Those knees are nasty. Barnett's not even attempting to take him down. I think that's interesting. It is. With Barnett's, how heavy he is on top? Well, I think once uh, Roy got on top of him, too, in that first round, that was no fun. No, he said, you know what? Fuck this. Well, Roy's got a respected game. His, his grappling oh, game. Oh, yeah, man. Although we don't see it very often in his fights, it's, it's very high level. Very Everybody high knows level. it. He's strong as fuck. He's no joke. These are good knees inside of the leg here. I'm more impressed with Barnett's stand-up, how far it's come along. In the clinch, mm -hmm. you can tell he's working on Muay Thai. He does a lot of crazy shit, too. Like, Josh does Savat and stuff like that. He has, like, a Savat trainer. He's an interesting dude, man. Very smart guy, man. Are you for or against male UFC fighters wearing rash guards? Mm. Like the upper... You, well, you, well, you, you, well, they let the women, girl, they the girls let the wear rash guards. Yeah, they let the women. Mm. What if guys wanted to wear them? Would you be mm. against that? It's kind of silly. Can girls wear a long sleeve, though? I don't know. I don't think they so. They wear rash guards. Right. But would you be happy with just chest? I would. I mean, I would think rash guards would mean like Because there's a big sleeve. problem with greasing, obviously, in MMA. People I don't are think always, it's a big problem. People are accusing. Anytime a fighter is going to fight some guy that's known for jiu-jitsu, if he doesn't grease up, nobody's checking. He'd be an they idiot. They check now. Be, how do they check? What do they do? You, get pat, you get patted down. And then what happens? Hey, Where's guys, the test? Look at this. Look They'll at this. wipe they you separated off. Him, yeah. they separated From the clinch? Him, yeah. yeah. That's they, a they, bummer they for Roy. They don't test. Mm -hmm. for, that, what are they? That, that's they not wipe a test. you down, bro. That doesn't mean nothing. That, well, no, you can't no do anything. Busted. If they give you a mineral oil bath the night before and then they wash you, you sweat and wipe out the you oil. Down. Yeah, yeah the oil's no, still there. Well, no one's ever been You're busted. For, the only way to really do it would be like after a fight, there'd be a guy that's assigned to that. Checking he takes a swab oil. and does it like that yep. across your back. I don't think it's, it's an epidemic. I don't think it's like a huge issue. I think oh, man, guys everyone complains. People are always complaining that people. Well, are if you're gonna fight a guy who's a nasty submission guy and you know that you could take a mineral oil bath the night before and take a shower and soap up the day after and it will still have an effect that won't be measurable 
Because, like, people are smoother and slicker after they do that, yeah. even after they take a shower. And I'm even, with you, and man. Then you put the I'm Vaseline with you. I don't on think that's a huge When you put issue. Vaseline on fighters' eyes, that shit gets all over the body because mm-hmm. the guys touch the face, yep. they're grappling, it gets yep. on their back. They All of a sudden, the guy's full, filled up with Vaseline. For sure. Well, we remember when Anderson Silva wiped it off his face and wiped it on his shoulders and his yeah. chest. Yeah. You know? Or Clay Guida got in trouble because his brother would slap it on him. Mm-hmm. You remember that? When he'd slap him, he yep. got in trouble. He can't slap him anymore. Yeah. Uh, all well, I'm the, saying is I think they should let fighters oh, wear Reebok shit. rash guards. You know how much money Reebok would make? I don't think they'd make any more money than they're making with these shorts. We know the fighters aren't going to make Reebok more. rash guards would be no, huge. I don't know. They yeah, haven't touched that market. Rash you know, guards. Do you remember when Pat Militich fought Carlos Newton and uh, Jeremy Horn, like, uh, I think I think it was that fight where he put oh, Vaseline on, on Pat's neck. It was one of the fights where he I put it on. Remember. It was like a miscommunication. And it's a bad idea to Stanley. Maybe uh, Jeremy fucked up. I don't know who fucked up, but there was somehow maybe Jeremy thought that Pat said put it on my neck. I don't remember the details. Oh shit, this fight is crazy. Roy Nelson's hurt. He just took a big deep breath. Oh, look he's looking for the single. Oh, dude, if he gets oh. him down with another single leg. Look at this, Roy Nelson trying to snap that leg straight. That's exhausting for Roy, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. But is it more exhausting than standing up and dealing with the barrage of strikes that? Josh keeps putting on them. What kind of testing do they do in Japan? It's a great point. Of what? UFC testing. Ask, who's, fade, who's ask doing Fedor. It? Is the USADA doing it? Who's doing it? Well, aren't all, well aren't the UFC fighters all tested randomly now? That's what I think, right? But but you, you got to. But September 30th, you have to fill out this sheet where, and you got to give them your location, your whereabouts, right. so they can come get you anytime. Right. Um, but like. What is, uh, I wonder how they're getting tested after this fight. Do you think fighters are not doing roids anymore because of this? That you think they're scared and they're like, or what are they doing? What do you think? Oh, shit. What do you think they're doing to to, to get around this, these new testing schedules? I think it's always going to be an issue. Some of them for sure are going to stop doing it. Some of them. 100%. Some of them. You know what? It's always an issue, though. Novitsky said that was pretty interesting. He said they figured out a way to make uh, testosterone from animals that's undetectable. Like uh, now they can tell if it uh, they they make it from yams. Damn, they make it from good. some wild yam. I don't know how the fuck they make it. I Your boy know. also was talking about microdosing too, Boom, right? Boom! Kick to the body. Boom to the head. Oh shit! Oh, look at those look big at Roy shots with the bolo punches. Bro, oh, god shit. damn! What a fight. What was um, that? Round three? That was yeah. round three. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he was talking about microdosing, but he was also talking about a new form of testosterone. That they've been able to do that they make out of animals. I, I guess the the test before could show that it didn't come from an animal, that it came from uh, some you know Artificial, some plant yeah. plant form, the way they uh, they create it. So now apparently they're 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 able to do that. <laughs> they were, we were also talking about the Tour de France. What's so funny? What are you laughing at? The, they had that band uh, Europe singing the final countdown. Oh, like they're commercial. making fun of them, but yeah. I can just imagine like their manager calling them and, and say, "We got some good news they're and some bad news." <laughs> <laughs> the good news is we, we got to a national commercial. We got some what? good news. <laughs> the bad news is they're gonna make fun of you. <laughs> Yikes! They don't give a it's fuck. A microwave. They probably oven. didn't know the managers. They don't tell them till they get there, and then they in the middle of the commercial shoot, and they kind of figured it out. Oh shit! They're goofy. <laughs> you think they give a fuck though? Yeah, Hell they're yeah. not doing shit. Kidding? But it's still their song. I mean, they're yeah. still doing. It's not like national campaign. Changing son. it. Here we go. Round four, championship rounds. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> this is actually fought at a pretty fucking good pace. 
Barnett with the high kick, man. Front oh, kick look to at the him. body, jab to Barnett's the face. Barnett still got gas. Look at him. Yeah, he's pouring it on too. What do you have, Barnett? Up three to one, um, two to two one. To two one? To one? I have yeah. him up two to one. If Come I was on, really Barnett. absolutely doing back to testing. zero, bitch. I'm gonna but you hashtag back to zero. I watch back to zero, bitch. As soon as this Boom. is over. But when you think about the first round, didn't Barnett do way more damage on the feet than Got Roy did taken on the down ground? Twice and dominated. Right, Ooh. but didn't Barnett yeah. do more damage on the feet than he Roy did, did but when doesn't they were on the ground? Does it? No, doesn't no. matter. It's I don't know, but, but shouldn't it matter? Shouldn't it matter? Like who got hurt more in that first round? I would say Roy did. I would say Josh did more damage standing up. Two takedowns though. Yep. Oh, oh, oh no! Look at oh, look at that! Look at that Woo! Oh, look at that! And immediate, immediate to the body. Great job! Damn! If he didn't oh. decide to go f go for it right there, he would have been on his back. Mm -hmm. That was a fucking yeah, lightning quick decision. You got to keep going with that wizard. Bam! Josh Barnett is just. He's in better shape in this fight than I've seen him in a long time. How do you feel about time. someone stomping on your feet? Is it dirty or is it part of the game? It's fighting. Part of the game. No, part it's not game. dirty. Josh Barnett tying his arm out. Punches to the body, knees to the body. Ba -da -da -ba -ba. Bro, I ate that entire bag of mangoes. They're so good. They're right? delicious. Some of the best snack food ever. Whoever figured out how to do that shit it was genius. Mexicans. I know, I put that online, and that's all Mexicans kept saying. Be nice it if it was Mexicans. healthy, though. It yeah. was Mexicans. We invented a lot of shit that we didn't get credit for. All that NWA shit, that's all Mexican. Lowriders and Palas, the fucking outfits. That's true. That, that's all oh, Mexican. Oh, shit. It's true. And um, still people make fun of us. Well, it's just because we're so close we to We invented Mexico. gangster rap. Oh, shit. Uppercuts. Oh, How shit. How fucking tough is Roy Nelson? Boom, 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 boom. Oh, my goodness. Josh Barnett. Oh, Barnett. shit. Fuck oh, look at those elbows. Get out of there, Roy. Oh, look at those nasty elbows. Look at, dude, dude, that chin of Roy Nelson. Oh, my God. And Barnett keeps mixing it up. If Roy took him, I mean, if uh, Barnett took him down right now, this thing would be over. Jesus Christ. But he, these, I think he should he's just battering more elbows. these fucking punches. These he elbows separate. and the uppercut. Like, oh, oh shit. Fuck, son. Oh, oh. He doesn't know what's coming, whether it's an elbow or an uppercut. And Barnett just keeps changing it up. It's weird how Roy's Such a professional job. He's doing such a professional job of mixing up his technique. You know? Yeah. Does I've he still have his podcast? No. He doesn't do it anymore? No. Oh, he's a great, he's a great guest. I love having him on as a guest. Yeah. Super, super interesting guy. Oh. Super smart, man. Those yeah, fucking really elbows. Smart. He's going to break his elbow. Oh, shit. And Roy comes back with an elbow of his own. Look at Josh oh. Barnett is in crazy shape. Look at Look this. Holy Takedown. Takedown. Oh. Attack the oh, leg. Josh oh, getting back up to his feet. Get oh, the hooks in, Roy. Look Roy. At this. Does Josh Damn. roll for a leg? Does he roll? Damn. He's got to stand up. Is that up. his style, catch wrestling? Yeah, he'll try to roll for a leg if he got his leg in between him. But stand he doesn't up. have his leg in between stand him Stand up. There we go. But if he gets there his leg go. in between him, he will drop and roll. Dude, I'm impressed. He's going right to Roy, man. Get him down. Look at this. He's going for that Kimura. And he uses it to stand up. Look at that. He makes Roy defend it, and then stands up, goes to the fence, turns around. Smart man. This is a great fight, man. This is a great fight. I'd love to see Barnett versus Arlovsky. <gasps> that would be really this good, actually. Right? Round five is going to end right at three hours. Okay, well, just we'll restart it in between rounds. Just We can't leave the people hanging here. What if something crazy Yo. happens and we don't have it on film? <clears throat> After this round, you have to start. Yeah, because we're at three hours. Because the fight is going over. Because I guess, um, no one thought that the 
fights would go that long. But how would that possible? Because they Uriah give you a Hall three-hour block. Is that what they do? In like I think the so. stream or something. But all the fights yeah. went to decision oh, yeah. except for Uriah, though. Right. That's that's probably what it is. Damn, this is a great fight. I like Josh's southpaw style too, with that fucking left kick he keeps throwing. Left it seems, knee. It seems like Josh is definitely a little tired. Of course he is. How could he not? Roy is too, though. Look at both of them. Josh head position. Look at that head, head position. position. Come Constantly. on, that is just, look at the look adjustment. That's exhausting. At yep, it's exhausting if every Roy. time he's adjusting. Stays on. It's you. hard to pull off a technique, a counter technique, when you got someone's head up your. I'll dog. tell you what, man. Both these guys have been in there with just the best of the best. Think about Roy's mm -hmm. fights in the UFC. Yeah, but if you think about experience-wise, wouldn't you give Barnett the edge? Seeing all 100%, the fights he had in Pride, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. The only yeah. one missing from his resume was Fedor. True. Pride. True. But but if you but go, if you go to UFC, mm -hmm. if you if you go to UFC experience, yeah. it's Roy yep. by far. Yep. What happened? What happened? Did he hit him low? Yeah, hit in the nuts. Get that rest, Roy. Right at the bell. Oh, it's the end of the round. Wow. Let's see this. Oh, Jesus. Um, No, that's the gut. No, Where, hold up. The... Hold up. Let's see oh, if he gets... Okay. I think this, this is, is just the, the beat round. down. Yeah, Jesus Christ. These are awesome combinations. There's a vicious uppercut. Oh, bro, you know who Roy fought after he got knocked out by Hunt? Over him. Right to a leg lock. Oh, Look at that. that's right. That's right. Roy fought over him. That was and a lost. good fight. It was a good fight, and Overeem had to stay the fuck away from him. Fuck yeah! And Roy knocked him down once. Overeem's JDS next, correct? Mm -hmm. What a fight that's gonna be! Holy shit! Been for it, yeah. When you want to see Overeem versus Barnett, I would love that. That would be fucking interesting. Super interesting. That would be very. I got Barnett interesting. in that fight. I really? just think he's tougher. Wow! They never fought each other in Pride, huh? Nope. That would be a great fucking fight, man. I think Barnett Orlovsky, Barnett Overeem. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of good Orlovsky fights. Orlovsky Overeem? What? Ooh. The fuck? <gasps> Heavyweight's yeah. an easy ass job to make fights. JDS and Overeem is a great fight, though, and there, there's been a lot of shit talking over the years. They hate each other, mm -hmm. huh? Yeah, I wonder. Uh, I mean, it's a good time because Overeem's got some confidence now. Is it a good time? I think so. I don't think so. Well, I think so because JDS has had some trouble. It's a good time for oh, oh. spinning back kick to the body by Barnett. Oh Damn. my god! I think it's a good time for Overeem. It's bad time yes. for JDS. That's what I mean. And I think that if it was earlier, it would have been a good time for JDS and a bad time for Overeem. I oh. agree. Josh Barnett pouring it on. I agree 100%. So I think Joe. like right now though is like the closest it's been. You know, I think I would have given Overeem an edge if you would have the Overeem that fought Brock. <laughs> that motherfucker took over the world. <laughs> Fuck. That's the but, only fight ever yeah. in my life. They would have called me. I'm like, no, nah, nope, I'm good, man. Not interested. Nah, dude, nah, I'm hurt. What do you got? I don't know. Make not something feeling up. it, yo. <laughs> Stop feeling my it. Knee, bro. That Overeem, the 265-pound shredded Overeem, regardless of substances that enhance that position, that motherfucker was terrifying. So that guy, I, I like. <laughs> that guy. I like him over uh, a lot of people. Maybe even over Junior Dos Santos, but bro, I like him over Junior Dos Santos and Kane at the same time. <laughs> Fuck, uh, that See, guy I was on another I level. I don't know though. I don't know if he would be able to do that to Kane in that fight. I mean, would would he been able to keep? Well, you got to think first of all. We're looking at the results, but we're not thinking about the players because Josh. I mean, um, uh, Brock Lesnar was coming Brock, off a of stomach surgery. I don't he had give twelve a inches fuck. of his colon. Overeem was touching him and mm -hmm. just fuck. It looked like it hurt. Yeah, I mean, look, Overeem's terrifying. There's no, no doubt about it. No, that Overeem is. This, this new Overeem, he's right. not as terrifying. Well, it's not the same guy, you know? I mean, physically. 
No, not even close. But we don't know how much of that fight was Overeem and how much of it was Brock Lesnar really shouldn't have been fighting. I agree. What what MMA legend, UFC oh. legend, did Valentine Overeem beat? Randy Couture. Huh? Hold up. He beat uh, Valentine, beat... You um, heard, just heard Joe say it. Don't act like you're just... He's like, Chadley, you just said Randy Couture. He, he guillotined Randy Couture, <laughs> tapped him. But, he, but well, I guess he never did. fought in the UFC. He also beat uh, Ray Sefo, yeah. which is old school, but he got him in a uh, neck crank. Okay. Right, but Ray's more of a K1 legend than he is a UFC legend, right? Yeah, that was the last time I heard um, and <laughs> I like how you were thinking about it when you said it. I was about to go it, I got it. it. Sat down. Hold, hold, hold. Uh... Ensign anyway uh, armbarred Randy. Remember that fight? Yeah. Ensign Ensign kicked Randy with some crazy hard kicks off of his side, like he was like lying on his side, like in a almost like a semi. That's how Hoist does it. Hoist does when he at the uh, Sakuraba too. Yeah. Hoist was throwing off his back some serious kicks to Sakuraba's mm -hmm. knee. Yeah. Oh, oh he's got him down oh, again. Oh my God! Oh, Roy shit. in the fucking fifth and final round he's got takes him down. He does have a Kimura, but he doesn't have the legs, right? And that's Roy Nelson. That Kimura's not going to be shit. It's going to be hard. Dude, Josh sure. Barnick. Um, um, but you know, Ensign, you know Randy, oh, Ensign was like on his side throwing roundhouse kicks to the leg. Fucking hard kicks, man. Like, I remember thinking, like, whoa, I didn't know you could throw kicks like that from your side. Like, that's the first time I've ever seen Roy. a guy do that. Oh, shit, Roy. Not much time left. Oh, oh. nasty knee to the body. How about Randy Couture said if Beltor would have signed Fedor, he'd want to still fight him? Did he really say that? How is Randy Couture? I thought he said he now. doesn't. How I, thought he, he doesn't. I thought he said he was interested in that fight. Well, uh, if he's interested, we don't know who Fedor is fighting in Japan. If Japan really wants to make some money, yeah. that's the fight. How old is Randy Couture, though? 52. 52? 52. Hey, man, let's not do that, huh? <laughs> How about hey, no? I'm, I'm all for it. Fuck no. no. I'm all for it. I would, let's make 50 the new 40. Bro, what Fox, if it's Kimbo Slice? Let me make sure that Randy Couture is 52. Could you, could you look that up? Bob Sapp, Fedor, New no. Year's Eve. What if it's, what if it's Kimbo it's, Fedor? Oh, that would be horrendous. He's if, 52. If horrendous, you mean awesome. No, man, that would be so wrong. Dude. That'd be so fucked up. A juiced up Fedor. A juiced up Kimbo. And Ken Shamrock looked Ooh, maybe And both, he's like right? fifty something, yeah, right? Ken Shamrock looks yeah, shredded. But if, if Fedor comes back and he's at his old skill level, that's a terrible mismatch. I mean, that's a big if, bro. Well, if they're letting them fight in Japan, and if Japan doesn't have any, we're not saying. I just want to get it right out of the way. Don't accuse me of accusing him of juicing. But let's just say. Let's just say we go back <laughs> to just... the, the Vanderlei Silk. Oh! Look at he's coming. Oh, he's Roy throwing. Nelson. Roy Nelson's going to go for oh, it. To the body Roy Nelson's by going for it. He is going for it. Fuck it. 15 seconds. Oh, oh, shit. Nice combo. Josh looked up at the clock. 12 seconds to go. Josh back to Porn. Oh! Boom. Go, oh, Roy. That was a hard shot to the forearm. He threw man. a sidekick. Damn. Oh, Royce with a big shot. What a what fucking a fight. What a fucking fight. Damn. That's what God you expect damn. out of those fucking Did we two. make it out of three hours? We're over three. We're over three? Whatever. Mother trucker. Whew. Uh, Barnett by decision, right? Probably. I think so. Most likely. Never three, know, three, though, Three-two? Right? I bet they give it to him three-two. Never know. I mean, we've seen crazier shit. Uh, takedowns oh, in Japan. Right you, can, you never know. Boom. Boom. What a great fight. I'll tell you one thing. Unquestionably, Josh Barnett looked as good as he's ever looked. Like yeah. his his physical shape, like the the combinations. This is the best Roy's looked too in a Roy, long time. Roy was way more prepared than his body would let you think. <laughs> 
right? If you looked at him, I mean, he obviously went five hard. You can never judge Roy by his look. Hurt, hurt him in the fifth round. You know, he still had power in the fifth and final and round. And took him down four times. Took him down took in Josh the fifth Barnett round. Four yep. times. And took him down the fifth. And hurt him in the fifth, too. Banged him. I think um, he ate some hard fucking kicks to his arms, too, man. So a guy like Roy, he's won one in his last five. What do you do with that? Never let that guy go. He's always fun. He's always fun to watch, man. Can't let that guy go. No. I'm saying if you're Roy. Not if you're obviously Dana White's not going to let If him go. you're Roy, it's, it's hard. What do you do? You know, honestly, what he needs to do is what Josh just showed. He needs to get in some serious Redefine shape. Redefine himself. Look how Take much some better. Time, time off. Well, yeah. I mean, look how much better Josh looked with a dietitian. I mean, I guess it's a guy he trains with. Is a guy who's uh, prescribed his diet for him, who's monitoring his diet for him. But look how goddamn good he looked. Five hard rounds against a bomber. Like like Roy Nelson that took was some a fu- hard that was shots. A scrap. Scrap. Yes. And Josh looked great in the fifth and final round. He looked I amazing. Mean, still had real good. Wind. I thought they both looked amazing. I think Roy, Roy was Roy, pouring it on at the end. There. Sure as fuck was. But now let's imagine if Roy had done the same thing that Josh did. Would Roy have won that fight? Who knows, man. If Roy had did the same thing that Josh did as far as monitoring his diet, but could still hit that fucking hard and lost the body fat, had more gas in his tank, was able to pour it on more, well, was the, able to counter more off the cage. The difference in this really wasn't Roy striking, was it? It was his takedowns, his grappling. That was a so lot. let's say he loses weight and starts taking mm-hmm. bitches down. And and not losing the position because of scrambles. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, not not conserving his gas yeah, tank. Man. He got scrambles. in tremendous shape. Let's say let's say he got down to one eighty five. Can you imagine how good his jujitsu oh would look? Oh my god. Incredible. I mean, who knows 185? We're, we're kind of talking crazy. We really, we're 185 is fucking nuts. To lose 85 Even 205. You're talking about a different game. Yeah. He, he's a big guy, jiu jitsu, top yeah. heavy. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's but his game. You don't know how light he could be. But what Yeah. What, what could it be? I no, mean, if 185 it was ain't happening, gentlemen. Come on, I man. Mean, look at that. No, I don't bro. Know, man. You might be wrong, though. You I'm might 100. be wrong. Because look, what if he loses 50 pounds? Okay, if he loses no, 50 you, pounds, man. he's 210. If he loses 210, he's Chris Weidman. And then he could, sh- yeah. And then but he just could stop shred. and think about that. No, I'm with you. Shreds. It sounds fun. <laughs> hey Eddie, you want to bet? You want to bet ten G's? Roy never gets to 185. Ten G's. Josh Barnett, the War Master. Congratulations. He's sir. not even. He's not even breathing heavy. Well, I mean, no, he's, he's tired for sure. It's a hell of a fucking fine, fight. Okay? Hell of a fight. Jesus hell of Christ. a fight. God damn, Josh Barnett. Let me see if he says some crazy pro wrestling shit. Crank that shit up, because <laughs> sometimes he says crazy pro wrestling yeah, shit. Yeah, they're usually good. He picked me up once. I felt like a pillow. After the fight, he was still jazzed up. After the uh, um, Frank Mir fight, he hoisted me up in the air like a throw Just rug. Just like a fucking... Like a, <laughs> like, like a scarf. Like a welcome mat. <laughs> it was welcome like mat. That's what I felt like. Josh should have some satanic tattoos. Oh, he's going to talk in Japanese. He talks Japanese. Look. That's where the money comes wow. from, right there. They love him over there, man. Hell he speaks yeah. Japanese, man. What a style. Wow. He's getting big laughs. Isn't it? He's such an unusual dude. Yeah, he's a weird bird. <laughs> I respect the fuck out of that guy, though. Oh, me too. I mean, I'm not going to hang out with him for sure. What? You wouldn't hang out with him? I probably would. We're just so I, different, man. Who? You would love him. You would love him. Really? Yeah, he's awesome. I'm a big fan of Josh Barnett as a person. I like hanging out with him. I love having him on the podcast. He's great on your podcast. Smart motherfucker, dude. As smart and as well-read and as you know, as nuanced in his thinking as uh, as anybody I know. And he's a professional fighter at the highest level. 
Nothing I did in here was good enough tonight. He's a fucking monster. Oh, he's on a fucking bender right now. Or uh, that's not the right word. Bender. Bender. It's a horrible drinking. Word. Yeah. He's or on drugs. A, a run. He's on a run is what I meant to say. Yeah, he's on a street. He's doing well is what I meant to say. He's on a real bender. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Open mouth, insert foot. It would be one thing if I didn't do this Look for a Look how living. she's looking at Josh Barnett. She oh, my God. That. Are you looking she at her eyes? That, she yeah. wants that baby face Hi. dick. Hi. Hi. <laughs> He's like Godzilla Don't over there, bro. Don't worry, Gato. You know, Rampage <clears throat> destroys in Japan. He how dare still you? destroys Asians in America. How dare you bring that up? <laughs> all he He's likes. not here to defend himself. <laughs> it's all he likes. Hey, you know they're talking about having Rampage fight Rumble? Why would they do that? Have you heard? Uh, that's a rumor. I've heard I read Rampage online. Shogun. Oh, I like that fight. Oh wait, or is Dan Shogun? It's Dan Shogun. Well, Shogun just had shoulder surgery. He's been in a sling. Like his arm's been in a sling. But he's back training. Is he? He was in a sling like really recently. Really? Yeah, like really recently. There was photos of him, uh, I think, on Instagram or something like that of him in a sling. I, it looked I heard like Rampage a Shogun. Sling. That's what I heard. That'd be it, a crazy that's fight. That's the next fight. That's a crazy fight. But if Shogun did have shoulder surgery. I don't know what surgery he had or why. I'm, I'm assuming. You know what? I might be making this up because I'm assuming it was a shoulder thing because he had his uh, arm in a sling. He could have just. It could have been something as simple as like bone spurs pulled yeah. out of his elbow, yeah, yeah. which is a quick turnaround. A lot of guys uh, do. What does he say? Surgery. What does it say? Early 2016 return. Yeah. There you so go. it's probably shoulder. What does it say? Does it say what kind of sh sh uh, what kind of surgery? Young Jamie. Shoulder. He's taking off his right gloves. shoulder. Yeah, it was shoulder surgery. See? You, you know your shit. No, I just guessed. I, I, did, I did hear Shogun Rampage. Well, from so. A, from a reliable source. Well, now if Shogun is not going to be able to fight until 2016, I wonder what they'll do. Because, well, you know what? Black most on of the black fights, crime, son. But most of the fights up until December are already accounted for they're anyway. All Especially and the big blockbusters. January, they're yeah. already accounted for anyway. So maybe that is the fight. But Rumble... Rumble versus Rampage would be crazy for as long as it lasted. That's a crazy fight. What if Rampage wins? What if Rampage can take it and KOs him? <sighs> I love Rampage. That's I don't, I don't like that fight for him. Mm. Scary fight. Rumble's Scary terrifying fight. right now. Fucking terrifying. How, how good did he look? He's like Gustafson style. Oh, terrifying. That Gustafson fight scared the fucking shit out of me. Well, well then he knocked fucking Woo! Homeboy to next week. Dude. He's a monster. Straight monster. Yeah, he's so good right now. And you know what? I think he's coming off of that Daniel Cormier loss. He's upset with himself and training even harder, even more focused. 205 is really wide he's open. He's Instagramming a whole shitload of pictures of his dog. So you he's know, got cute he's, dogs. Yeah, you know Pitbulls. he's... Uh, you know he's taking it serious. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It, it proves that he's he's uh, an emotional person and, he, and he, his heart is in the right place. Because he Instagrams pics of his dogs? Yes. It's weird, man. Hmm, yes. Interesting take on it. You know what bothers me when guys post quotes all the time? Well, the, aren't there guys or girls? <laughs> guys or girls post quotes? It pisses me off. I post memes. I don't. I, really stopped, I, stopped, I had to stop following a friend because he kept posting quotes. Frank man. who? I said a friend. Oh, a friend. I'm not gonna blast. What, him, but I was like, you know what? Like, what kind of quotes are you talking Just about? Just bullshit. Like what? Mm. Be strong and follow your all that your, shit. The light. Successful people don't hate on others. You know, just bullshit like that. You know, he's got a funny bit about like motivational dudes online. It's Chris D'Elia. Does it's he? It's pretty fucking funny, man. Because Chris D'Elia doesn't work out at all, and he's got like this uh, this this really funny bit about guys are telling like uh, like I think he says like hashtag. 
He hates beast mode stuff. What about I hate beast mode stuff? Yeah, hashtag eat a dick. You see my shoes? I like Einstein Someone quotes. sent me these beast mode shoes, <laughs> and he wrote on there like, those fucking suck. Then sent me a text. It was like, why don't you go fuck yourself with those beast mode shoes? I put, hey, man, relax. I didn't oh. fucking design them. It's fun to say hashtag something. A lot of comedians say that. Like, hashtag suck it. Hashtag. <laughs> That's funny. Like, people say that all. Like, I catch myself doing it, too. It's like a really funny thing that people are doing. You know what's days, crazy? Is when adding I po- hashtag to things. When I post a, a meme, I can see, like, people. I can see my uh, uh, followers rise. But when I post anything, like, uh, anti-vaccine or any kind of... <laughs> Dude, yeah, I no lose shit, hundreds. Eddie. I lose hundreds. <laughs> it yeah. goes down. It's like seventy-two thousand point eight, and then it goes 0.7, 0.6, yeah, 0.5. They just unfollow, yep. unfollow, unfollow. They, they get so be, mad. Bro, preach, dude. They you, don't, people you, don't like conspiracy. I lost yeah. so many bro, followers you lost during 9 11 9/11. 9/11. 9/11. I wanted to tell you to stop. <laughs> I want to say that is his office. I lost. You know what? I clean them out. It's a filter. I need to clean those fuckers out. Whatever, oh, right. You try to watch a video of Tower 7 go down in free fall speed, and you're going to tell you me that it, it burned. You lost 50,000 followers, 9-11. Hey, I'm, I'm cleaning them out. Even I, don't, I was like, I don't damn, maybe I got to go, go, go to the comedy store, so we got to I don't gotta, want them to wrap, follow me. We got to wrap this yeah, bitch up. We got to wrap this bitch up. Chemtrails, Tower 7. Oh, shit. UFO, flying rods. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Eddie Bravo. Thank you. This was an awesome time. Thank you, Brennan Shaw. Yes, sir. I'd be getting lucrative T-shirts now available at higherprimate.com. Uh, November 12th, live finding the kid, Tempe, Arizona. 100 tickets left. That's oh, it. And uh, there's one that sold out in uh, Ontario on October 1st, and I might be a part of that motherfucker. Oh, oh shit. This, this, this Thursday, we'll son. We'll talk later. That's it. I'm, in, uh, improv. I'm in 10th t- Planet, Indianapolis this Saturday, and I just uploaded EBI 4 for free on YouTube. Eddie Bravo Invitational 4. In its entirety, free on YouTube. Yeah. Check it out. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to these things, and thanks for indulging us in this ridiculousness. And uh, we'll see you soon next week with some real podcasts. All right. This is a real one, though. Yeah, it was. This is a real one. This is the perfect I miss Cal. I wish he was here.